Now it's your boy PSA Sitch here with the Sunday Sunday live stream with everyone's favorite, always late Adam Friend. <laughs> How are you doing today? Lady? I'm doing great. I'm doing fan fantastic. Fan friggin' tastic. That's only slightly That's... hung. Only slightly hung over. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's not really a. Hung. I don't really drink. I'm not a drinker, but. Mm -hmm. In uh, oh. California, we have this thing called marijuana. I don't know if you've heard of it, but... You being only slightly hungover, that's an improvement, right? Because you're usually, like, way hungover. You're just totally wasted. Yeah. Just, oh, no, I'm so feeling good. So unprofessional. I've had I some mean, coffee. I'm ready to get straight into the video. Straight into the video, but first... um, Nathan Margolis, Clip Channel shout-out. There you go. Nathan Margolis does the Clip Channel for us. Check the link in the description below if you don't want to watch us gab on for 20 hours straight and you just want to see the highlights. Link in the description. Yeah. You can see me destroy Sitch. He cuts straight to the parts where I just <laughs> destroy, destroy, destroy over and over and over again. That part's not on the clip yeah. channel because unfortunately Nathan <laughs> doesn't have the ability to record your dreams yet, Adam. So. <laughs> the inception technology is not yet available to humankind. Okay. It's all perception. Anyways, Two realities. <laughs> yes. Today we're going to be looking at very highly requested breathe <laughs> video. <know. sighs> Here's my impression, my impersonation of Lindsay Ellis. <sighs> oh my God, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I feel like I'm hyperventilating. So, here. Highly requested a uh, Lindsay Ellis video. For those of you who don't know, we did a Lindsay Ellis video some while ago where she yes. gave a speech. I don't even remember something very woke. She gave some speeches very woke. It was, oh, it was about, it was, it was insane. It was all about how she faces all this internet online harassment and cancel culture, but yet she made it out like it was the conservatives and the right wing meet, you know, on, on mm -hmm. Twitter that is the one trying to cancel <laughs> everyone. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this person talking about? This is literally insane. Oh. And she just she just breathed a lot. She was a hundred percent. She was a literal mouth breather. Yes, Doug, for two dollars. She was, wasn't it? She, I would say she was a literal mouth breather. Yes. Wasn't it like a TED talk or something in front of an audience of like thousands? You're right. It was a TED yeah. talk, wasn't it? Oh yeah. my God. That's insane. If you want to complain Crazy. about your, your personal internet experience, it's best to do it in, in front of a live studio audience. Yes. Yes. So anyways, are you ready? Adam? Let okay. us begin. Let us jump right. Let us begin the, the torture. Though, unfortunately, I think the stream hasn't gone out to everyone yet. Oh, that's okay. The notification, so. They can back it up a little bit. They can back it up, I guess. I Let's guess see. I'm going Let's to see how you something. titled this. <laughs> I didn't title I said. Lindsay Ellis versus J.K. Rowling uh, and Order of. And the order the of <laughs> that's beautiful. There's no, there's no, there's no, no words there that should trigger no. the algorithm no. of Fanny Foopers, unless yeah. Lindsay Ellis is just, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's like a YouTube golden girl. So you passed up my suggestion of Lindsay Ellis is a white supremacist. I see. <laughs> well, originally I was going to title it, you're a transphobe, Harry, but I didn't think that would fly very well. Probably not. Yeah. we got to fly. We got to fly under the radar here. We got to be true. cool. Gotta be cool. I guess I'm 
going to do something kind of uncharacteristic and pop off a hot take <laughs> without thinking about it for like six months. So I've been seeing Twitter a lot. Never do that. Bad Perfect idea. screen grab. Look at that. <laughs> Bad idea. Okay. A hot Twitter, take? a lot of which are in my... No, just to, just to go... I'm a I'm a YouTuber with a million subscribers. Let me go on onto my camera and just rant randomly like a crazy person without really thinking it through. She did like leave idea. the video off. So she did leave the video. There off. was no streamer's regret there. No. Well, of course, because her her tribe is gonna go. Oh, yes, girl, yes, queen. Lindsay always has nice limbo rings. I've noticed that. What? <laughs> what? What's a limbo ring? You don't even know what a limbo ring is? Come on, you're no. you're the smart one. What's going on here, Sitch? Limbo ring? What, what the hell is this? Is a dark top, ring around the iris? It's a, a it's a top secret thing. <laughs> you don't, I don't want you to know. Come on, I know something you don't know. Oh, I like well, it. Well, no. Okay, so a limbo. Okay, so since Adam brought this, <laughs> this is so weird. A limbo ring is that dark ring around the iris of the eye. And there's been yeah. studies, and I I do remember this point. There's studies that show. That the darker your or the more distinct your limbo limbo ring is around your eye, people view you as more trustworthy and attractive. Yeah, that's how she go. got away with all this. There you go. It's it's those luscious limbo rings, Lindsay Ellis, and the luscious limbo rings. Now you know. Um, sing. Look at them limbo rings, girl. No, no, no ad hom <laughs> no ad hominem here. No, it's an ad compliment. It is death of the author and for, asking for the how attack. we should apply this to um, our newly out and proud, incredibly transphobic J.K. Rowling. I like that she in the first 30 seconds, she's already calling her a transphobe. Right. No, she's out and proud. She's an out and proud transphobe. So, so maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we should give some backstory here. Well, well, let's look at these tweets first. Do, do you see anything that looks that screams transphobia in these tweets? I mean, we got. Let's see. Uh, I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable. Well, to uh, them. Which one oh, do you wow. have up? I have the first That's... one up. I've ignored uh, fake tweet attributes. No, 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 no. I'm looking at the one. No, no. no. I'm looking at the the picture that Lindsay put up. Oh, okay. Uh, you okay. see the the bottom tweet that Lindsay put up says, "I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say so. Oh, oh, what a terrible transphobe! Oh, you can just feel the hatred bubbling out of J.K. Rowling. Yeah, it's it's definitely awful. I can see she's she's totally turned." <laughs> And it's so funny because, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling was like so super woke feminist before this. She's all like, you know, people were mocking her. She'd be like, oh, Dumbledore's gay. Oh, X and Y, Z. Oh, she'd always try to like retroactively make her work less problematic. Mm -hmm. And yet then when she comes out with an opinion uh, that the woke crowd, you know, doesn't like, a very soft opinion that there's a difference. It's so funny because I think... J.K. Rowling's only contention is that she believes that trans women should be called trans women, not women. Yeah. It's like the only thing she's saying. And they're like, oh, transphobe, horrible, cancel her, murder her. 
Well, she's also saying that there are many strides have been made in feminism that are kind of taken away uh, by trans rights, like, uh, you know, biological males being able to enter female only spaces on a whim is kind of anti-feminist. Well, I don't even know if she, I don't even know. If she, I mean, is she saying that? She's not saying any of the tweets that Lindsay's bringing up. Okay. Maybe she's not. Maybe she hasn't gone. I don't even know. Uh, she says, if sex, Jay Collins says, if sex isn't real, there's no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hateful to speak the truth. Oh, what a bigot. Yeah. What a transphobe. Jeez. What a transphobe. Just thinking like, the word women have their own reality. <laughs> Accepting biological. Accepting the biological nature of women. Ah, transphobe. Transphobe. You're, you've been reading uh, Why Gender Matters. A lot of this stuff. Oh is my in there. god, that's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I they wanted actually... to make a. I wanted to make a video, um, but I never got around to it. Was like the the seven other operations you'll need to fully transition. Like you'll have to mm -hmm. change your eyes. You'll have to uh, take your. Um, parasympathetic nervous system out and put in a male parasitic nervous system <laughs> like there's all these different systems that are completely uh calibrated for your sex right your biological sex there was the thing i there's one study that i that he mentioned that i think basically sealed the deal it seems like it's irrefutable which is that there's a there's a condition called cah yeah totally cah C-A-H, uh, which stands for uh, congenital adrenal hyperplasia. hyperplasia. Right. And this is a disorder where uh, in utero, a baby has too much androgenin. I believe it's was that how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a hormone uh, that is a male typical hormone. And that if a, if a female baby gets this while they're in the womb, they'll, have, they'll produce too much of this male hormone. And what that means is that they'll have a lot of like physical, even though they like a woman, they have, you know, double X chromosome and they have ovaries, their outward appearance might be more masculine. They might have more body hair. Uh, they might have more masculine features, et cetera, et cetera. But what's super interesting about this is that there's also completely direct evidence that it also masculinizes the brain. Yeah. And the way that they showed this was that they, they do these things called toy studies where they put, uh, a, a young, like very young, like, you know, six months old to like three years old is the age range. They'll put these young children in a room with a bunch of different toys and they'll see what kind of toys they go to. And they found this completely repeatedly time and time again, that boys and girls prefer different types of toys. Yeah. Boys prefer more mechanical toys, toys that are more spatial related and girls are more interested into, uh, more colorful toys and, and toys that represent like some sort of like has a face on it. Dolls or something. Yeah. yeah dolls or something. All has a face parenting. on it. Yeah, exactly. Or some, some, something like that. And what's super interesting is that they found that girls that have the CAH syndrome, not only are they more attracted to boy toys on average, but the more severe their CAH syndrome is, the more they are attracted to quote unquote, stereotypically boy toys. So to me, that's like the most definitive possible evidence that there is such a thing as a masculine and masculine and feminized brain on average, and that these 
and that men and women have average on average have different preferences and things of that nature and it affects their brain it's not just like oh you know who has the penis in the vagina and everything else is a social construct there, there's also the study of violent stories where it's totally normal for boys to like violent stories but but right. not necessarily be violent and the CAH girls like the violent stories too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's your comic book fans right there. Your girls that are comic book fans. Right. Right. No, it's super interesting. It's, it's it's why gender matters is a very great book so yeah. far. So I would highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in in um, gender differences. And it's and the guy who 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 did it. He's not even ad. He's not one of these guys advocating for like. He's not a trad con. He's not advocating no. like, oh, you know, all boys must be raised as men and all girls as women. He's not. He's just saying that there is obviously an innate biological difference between boys and girls. And that if you don't know this and you don't treat them accordingly as, as they grow up, you're going to make them you're going to make them worse, not better. Did you like, have you have you got to the part about the pain studies? The pain studies are interesting, too. No, I'm not the I'm pain studies. yet. The boy, I'm um, like chapter five or four. boys and girls have completely different reactions to pain. Like mm -hmm. guys get a rush from it. Girls get nausea from it, which is awesome. it's interesting. Yeah, completely interesting. Because I, I thought I thought they believe that women have higher pain tolerance on average than men uh, during ch during childbirth. Yes. Mm hmm. Not necessarily Not at normally. other times. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Because one of the interesting things that he brought up was that they've done these experiments where, uh, you know, a lot of younger boy behaviors like play fighting and like rough and tumble play. And they've done experiments where they prevent, they, they notice that this behavior is also reproduced by chimpanzees and all, basically primates. all non-human primates yeah. reproduce this kind of sexually dimorphic behavior where the males are engaging in play fighting and the females really aren't. And they've noticed that if they prevent male primates from being able to play fight with each other, it doesn't make them less aggressive. It makes them more aggressive. Yeah. That's fascinating. Because then they don't, they don't re understand or learn the rules of how to deal with aggression and how to deal with group dynamics and hierarchies as a child. And so this is very, I mean, one of his big points is how awful modern schooling in america is because it's all feminized for some reason everything's aimed towards like appealing to to girls which makes sense when you look at the outcomes and say oh girls are doing so much better in school than boys are right now yeah they do the hear. there's hearing differences too that's there's another one of the operations yeah. that you need you're going to need to change your ears you're going to need to change yeah. your eyes you're going to need to change right. your brain your central nervous system there's all these operations that you have to get if you want to truly transition but you have these these gender feminists running around. No, it's just your your what you got it's downstairs. Just That's it. It's just social constructs. You just tack a weenie on, yeah. and all of a sudden you're a man. It's like no, no. I Versen Gerricks for five dollars says Lindsay Ellis is a cutie. These commies will use any tactic to subvert you. So somebody else <laughs> noticed the limbo rings, Adam. Don't let the limbo, don't fall into the hypnotic limbo rings, guys. Look away. Look away. <laughs> Uh, Econs for 499 says Lindsay's comment moderator Elsa Hansen admitted on Twitter that anyone leaving a comment taking JK Rowling's side is banned from the channel. Well, you can you can comment to your heart's content here. There you go, guys. <laughs> there you go. The Animal Collective One disagrees with both you and, and Versing Gedrix, Adam. Uh, 499, he says she's got a bad case of the fatty crunch. <laughs> 
hilarious. Terrible. Terrible. We disavow disavow all ad homs. Okay. Disavow. Unless we do them, then then they're acceptable. unless they're funny. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you, you kind of began you, as like a few months ago when people were noticing that she was liking some really hardcore uh right wing uh turfy tweets wait we got it let's go let's see what these i love it how the the turf tweets. The, first of all a turf is a feminist it's right in the name trans exclusionary mm -hmm. radical feminist now right. feminists are radical right, right wingers what's going on here <laughs> i know it's so ridiculous what's going on uh let's see yet Just, another oh go ahead trying uh, to read the trans tweet culture yes yeah, seeing the beloved author of generation like a transphobic tweet from a troll account i was shouted at by men at my first labor party meeting oh these don't actually say what the what their tweets are okay good job Lindsay. good job or uh, right-wing uh, turfy tweets, turf meaning trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Like, I'm not wild about the term for accuracy reasons, but... Just <laughs> well, they should change that R to right-wing feminist. Then, they're, then they solve go. their problem. Trans-exclusionary right-wing feminist. There you go. Because isn't right-wing radical in their eyes? It's, it's basically the same thing. Well, when they well. say, well, to be clear, when, when someone says they're radical feminist, they don't mean like... I'm radical, yo. Like that's the like radical is the radical feminist is the actual name of that section of. Oh, feminist. really? I've yes. Learned something new here. It's it, it's not like a, it's not an adjective meaning crazy. You're probably on a different screen grab, but this screen grab really makes me miss my bong. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's that's the same one. He <laughs> looks stoned as hell. Perfect, perfect pause. Just so we're clear not a slur. So anyway, she was liking some turfy stuff and then she started retweeting it. What's the step beyond showing your slip? It's like her dress got caught in her underwear, like with the most hilarious oops. <laughs> Can you read that one? She's, she's yeah, so putting these is... tweets up on the thing. Right. And not well, the other tweets. Them, so. Yeah. The other tweets, they didn't actually show what she's talking about. So this is interesting. Uh, J.K. Rowling tweeted out. She made J.K. Rowling wrote this book called Ichabog, which is some like kids' book or something. Mm -hmm. And someone, little kids, uh, have been drawing pictures of the Ichabog, and they send it to J.K. Rowling, and then she retweets it. And so she, so she retweeted the picture that says, "I love this truly fabulous Ichabog with its bat ears, mismatched eyes, and terrifying bloodstained teeth." In court, Wolf claimed the Facebook post in which he said he wanted to fuck up some turfs was just bravado. Hmm. So what happened? So you're like, wait, what? So what happened yeah. was JK Rowling said that she uh was posting some part of the tweet into Twitter and she accidentally on her like clipboard, she had some other she had copied some part of an article that someone mm -hmm. sent her. And she accidentally posted it with this in relation to this tweet by accident. So so it's so obviously it's just an honest mistake. She deletes the tweet, then she retweets it correctly without the weird uh Picture. line from the article right about oh, wanting okay. to fuck up some turfs okay. oh yeah but, yeah <laughs> Hilarious. so but it's a, but it's very clearly an honest mistake because it doesn't even make sense the context as you're Wolf not claimed, allowed honest mistakes come well, on it's, it's it's very obvious that she copied a part of an article because it says wolf claimed the facebook post in which he wanted to fuck up some turfs was just bravado 
-hmm. Okay. So it's referring to some case where someone was accused of wanting to be violent against hers. Right. But no. But no, you're not allowed to make mistakes. And, you know, if, if you're a turf, you're not allowed to make mistakes. Why would she put that in her copy paste uh, clipboard? Why would she do to, that? To show that, that people are attacking uh, those they label turfs. Yeah. I don't know. I sense some. My SJW Spidey sense is tingling. <laughs> I, I sense uh, some cancellations need to be dispensed mm -hmm. here. It's so funny. Uh, Lindsay's just like, I mean, how is this just not moral grandstanding here? Oh, so that's all this is, is it's, oh, this author who was so woke and so feminist, you know, she has just one wrong idea. Oh, she must be slayed. She must be canceled. This is death of the author. She must be destroyed. <laughs> it's so bad. Dress got got caught in her underwear like with the most hilarious oops <laughs> of a tweet that uh has ever maybe happened with someone with more than a million followers and then she just doubled down from there and so like just within the last 24 hours we have her comparing so she just said after that she doubled down okay first of all how do you double down when you miss when you make a mistake <laughs> okay but secondly what you what she makes it sound like J.K. Rowling made that tweet and then immediately moved on to this next tweet she brings up. The the original J.K. Rowling mistake tweet was a month before this. Yeah. Just for context. So <clears throat> she also uh J.K. Rowling famously signed the the cancel culture letter. Remember the cancel yes. culture letter about how cancel yes. culture is getting way out of control. That was after this, though, I believe. I I believe she was doing the Twitter stuff. Well, she, uh, the Twitter stuff straddled the the cancel culture letter. Like she started uh, going at the trans stuff on Twitter and getting people's hackles up. Then the letter came out that she signed uh, famously, and then she really like gloves off, started going. Out okay, so people. the the original J.K. Rowling tweets that Lindsay's talking about were on July fifth, and the cancel culture letter came out on July seventh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so, 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 so it straddles she, it. Yeah, right. So she, when she went on this tweet thread, she knew about the cancel culture yeah, thing exactly. was going to drop any day now. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, so she was. She was waiting for it. She was ready. She was prepared. Yeah. Bring providing services to young. Of course, she's going to sign the cancel culture letter. She's like, I've fucking been holding my tongue long enough on this shit. <laughs> this is garbage. Right. And so do you, you said something else too about her her retroactively changing her her backstory in Harry Potter. Do you think it was retroactive or do you think I don't know, she seems pretty she seemed pretty woke to me. Like maybe she is thinking, Oh, Dumbledore is gay. I just can't really say that, so I'll keep it on the DL. No, yeah, I th I think I think JK Rowling is incredibly woke. I mean, let's face uh, it, Dumbledore looks gay. I mean, I always <laughs> thought he was gay anyway. Look at him. He's wearing a pointy hat and he's like a <laughs> wizard and he's wearing robes and he's waving sticks I'm just around. saying he's it's not. He's obviously gay, Sitch. I'm just saying he's it's not gay. a stretch. It's not a stretch, okay? Your like, character was so, gay from day one. It's so funny. There's this thing in Red Letter Media. They always talk about how like 
they have to give a character a girlfriend or a wife to give them a case of the not gays because otherwise you're like oh, they're not with someone that gotta be gay and so adam's like well dumbledore is not with a chick gotta be gay oh come on come on terrible. it's not that terrible bad. no i no i think jk Rowling's incredibly woke uh she's so i think she's very feminist yeah um big time that's and, why this is so great right yeah that is why this is part of why this is so great and uh, no, so she was, I, I don't think when she wrote the book that she intended for Dumbledore to be gay. I think that was totally after the fact. I mean, she's sort of working it into that terrible, those terrible uh, crimes of Grindelwald movies, which are awful. So at least that's part of the plot of him being gay. But in the mm -hmm. original Harry Potter, no, that was totally bullshit. Pull that out. No. I don't, it's so weird. Unless you're doing a movie that's literally about gay people or, you know, the gay culture or something like that making the character gay part of the plot just seems like a weird shoe in it's like why what how is this essential to the plot like unless you're tr well, gay and trying why, to get a gay boyfriend or something right well it, it i guess it's essential to the plot of the crimes in grindelwald movie because apparently he had some like relationship with the bad guy or something oh okay Okay, but it yeah, fits but that, in. She, right? But she, that that she didn't obviously have that story worked out when she wrote Harry Potter. You know, this is all after the fact. How can they make know? a gay serial killer though? That's like, oh, what are you trying to oh, say? I can already point. see this. I can already that's a see good this. Point. Oh my the god, SJW crimes articles. Of, <laughs> crimes of Grindelwald is a homophobic uh, movie. Totally, the bad guy's gay. Yeah, no, there's well, a I guess rich tradition. The good Adam. guy's gay too. Yeah, Adam, Adam, there's a rich tradition of making bad guys in movies effeminate or gay men. So this is yeah. just playing off of the stereotype. This is really Clarice. Bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or Scar. Scar yeah. from Lion King is another one they always like to point to. Yeah. Even though they cut out a scene of him trying to rape a, a chick, but you know, it makes sense. It's a Disney movie. So in the last 24 hours, we have her comparing providing gender services to young people with Version therapy, linking to friend. Okay, so we're gonna have to go through this because Lindsay Ellis is a huge liar mm -hmm. or a misrepresenter. I, I don't know how you want to. Like just within the last twenty four hours, we liar's have good. I comparing... like liar. Liar's a nice ring to it, right? <laughs> Lie. Okay, so do you think it's so... lies or stupidity? We're gonna call it um, lies anyway, just for shits and giggles. Some but... combination of the two. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know, Lindsay Ellis could just be delusional i mean this is the person who gave a ted talk about how it's the the horrible right wingers on twitter trying to cancel everyone so she could literally be insane yeah we don't know but uh no but let's look at the thread that uh lindsay's talking about because what she does is she takes all these tweets from jk rowling out of context to make her look like horrible is this the thread and, that i'm supposed to bring up the thread that you yes me? this is the okay. thread you're supposed to bring up so you linked specifically to this PS I've just yeah. released you can't but, see But selfies. go up to the go up to the top of the thread. Okay. I'll just go through it. So JK Rowling, July fifth, two right. days before this the letter saying, Cancel culture sucks, fuck off, you SJWs. Right. So you see she's responding to a tweet that has five thousand likes that says, Who had money on JK Rowling? pivoting to support those who call people who take mental health medication lazy i take daily medication to function this sentiment is beyond offensive it's actively harmful to millions 
How is it harmful? I don't get nut up, dude. Fucking double your dose or whatever you got to do. But well, also, it's not even true because if you go, if you scroll down back to the tweet, the direct one that I linked to, mm-hmm. uh, this is what the person is saying that, oh, this is the tweet that JK Rowling liked or retweeted or whatever. That the person is saying, oh, JK Rowling is calling those who use mental health medication lazy. This tweet is from someone named uh, Sophie. Man- yeah, Sophie. And this is a trans woman, by the way. Okay. okay. This is so. So this is a trans what woman. What does that saying, have to do with anything? Well, it has, it's very relevant because you'll see her tweet, the Sophie's tweet is hormone prescriptions are the new antidepressants. Yes, they are sometimes necessary and life saving, but they should be a last resort, not the first option. Pure laziness for those who would rather medicate than put in the time and effort to heal people's minds. Yeah. I, they, in that new book that I read, uh, they talk about how testosterone is just like a huge antidepressant. Yes, yes. But so this is a trans woman who is saying not that people are lazy for taking mental health medication, but that doctors, okay, that mental health providers are lazy in that instead of work taking the time and energy to actively heal whatever people's psychological problems are, they just prescribe people. Uh, medication and she's and this and a trans woman that's why it's important because she's talking about her own experiences and i assume experiences of people she knows that are also trans Uh, and she's talking specifically about hormones so if you scroll back up this is the the dishonest um framing that this tristan person is is she's talking about the doctors being the lazy ones right those lazy doctors right so so uh and in this this thread that J.K. Rowling put out, this was, oh, it's got so much controversy at the time. Everyone's like, oh, my God. So J.K. Rowling says, I've ignored fake tweets attributed to me and retweeted widely. I've ignored porn tweeted at children on a thread about their art. I've ignored death and rape threats. I'm not going to ignore this. And she continues, when you lie about what I believe about mental health medication and when you misrepresent the views of a trans woman for whom I feel nothing but admiration and solidarity, you cross a line. I've written and spoke about my own mental health challenges, which include OCD, depression, and anxiety. I did so recently in my essay, Turf Wars. I've taken antidepressants in the past and they've helped me. Many health professions are concerned that young people struggling with their mental health are being shunted towards hormones and surgery when they may not be, when this may not be in their best interest. Okay. True. It's true. Uh, Many, myself included, believe we are watching a new kind of conversion therapy for young gay people who are being set on a lifelong path of medicalization that may result in the loss of their fertility and or sexual function. Told you, Dumbledore's totally gay. Now you might say, well, that's 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 a strong claim for J.K. Rowling to make. She has to provide evidence for that. Does she provide evidence? Yes, because the very next tweet says, these concerns were explored by the recent BBC documentary. So it's the BBC, you know, the notorious mm-hmm. right-wing uh, oh, propaganda, yeah. you know, place. Basically Fox uh, News and Great Britain. Fox News. Yeah. Uh, they, by this recent BBC documentary about the Tavistock Clinic, whistleblowers were talking about transitions driven by homophobia. So she links to like a 12, 13-minute video that I watched and it's very disturbing. It's about how this one clinic in uh, the UK, all these people working there had all these misgivings about 
uh, a lot of the hormone treatments and trans treatments that were given to children that they didn't think it was appropriate to give them, uh, give these kids treatment for. And this is from the, the people who worked there said this, okay, this isn't some secret right-wing, you know, infiltrator. And there were people talking about how there were many cases, which I think is strange, but there are many cases where people were upset that their, ch- that their children were gay or they were mm. upset with doctors suggesting their children could be gay instead of trans. And then they were preferred that their really? kids would be, tr- yeah. And that they would prefer that their kids be trans instead of gay because they viewed being gay as so negative. Really? Oh my yes. God. Now I wonder, cause the only other place I've, now they don't talk about this in the video. They don't oh, uh, specify, but I wonder because the only other time I've ever heard about this concept of people preferring their kids be trans than gay is in, some Islamic countries. So I'm wondering if, and I know that UK, there's a lot of uh, Muslim immigration. So I'm wondering if the people w- who felt that way were Muslim or not. They don't right. specify in the video, but. Of course they can't, that would right. be racist. <laughs> well, no, but so, but here's what's so, this is why Lindsay's so uh, dishonest. She's like, JK Rowling is conflating transgender treatment with conversion therapy. No, she's not. She's saying that in some cases, which she provides video evidence for, there are people who seem to be more on board, who seem to want their, their children that could be gay to transition to the opposite uh, gender because they prefer that instead of their children being gay. And she provides evidence for that claim. Well, I'm so but, glad know, Lindsay's going to attack that topic because that's really an interesting dilemma there. Right. But of course, Lindsay's not going <laughs> to talk of, about it. Yeah, of course. But of course, Lindsay's not going to talk about the no. actual dilemma involved. Yeah, she's not going to talk about the actual dilemma. She's not going to bring forward. She's not going to even. She's going to totally straw man J.K. Rowling. She's not going to bring forward J.K. Rowling's actual argument. She's not going to bring J.K. Rowling's evidence or anything like that. She's going to create this bullshit straw man of her being a transphobe and just knock it down. And yeah, th- this is the argument that I'm always making because this the celebration of tr- uh, trans, the the what do you even call it? The trans stuff. You know, I'm trying to be respectful because there are people that actually have gender dysphoria. Like the tran- the the celebration of trans people's lives is making a lot of people go trans that don't even have gender dysphoria. So I mean, right. you have to have a conversation about are you doing the right thing by encouraging people who probably will live more fulfilled lives if they don't have some detransition episode in their life. Right. I mean, and that's what's so and, and I'm sympathetic to people who do have gender dysphoria saying like, oh, you know, you have to jump, you have to jump through all these hoops to get transit. Not get anymore. And, and Not anymore. Stuff. Well, Those you used hoops. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you used to. And, but the thing is that was because we don't yet have, there's no biological test that can't, you know, put your brain in the scan machine and say, oh, this percent gender dysphoria. So it's very difficult for, uh, uh, clinicians to figure out whether you should transition or not. Uh, but now because transgender and gender dysphoria have been sort of regulated to an identity instead of a medical condition, it's been so heavily celebrated. And it's basically like, oh, everything has to be centered around affirmative care. If someone says they have gender dysphoria, you just have to accept it. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's very. <clears throat> That's totally stupid. Well, it's totally stupid. And it's, and it's so dangerous. I mean, I really yeah. think that 10 to 15 years from now, they're going to look back and they're going to say, 
you know, this was a dark time in, in modern medicine where we allowed all these children to transition who didn't actually have gender dysphoria. And you're going to see that the rates of, of re- trans regret is going to skyrocket. That's Definitely. my assumption or my prediction about how this is going to happen. It's even worse because it's going to eviscerate the gay community. Like the gay community is heavily targeted in this stuff. They're going right. to be the ones that are uh, detransitioning. Right. And that, that's, another, that's another thing that they talk about in, in the video that J.K. Rowling linked is that, you know, they, they believe that there's a lot of kids who could just be gay and they're confused about being gay. Yep. And then they get kind of linked into all this trans stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Need to have then, an adult then, conversation about it, Lindsay. Let's try right. that sometime. Yeah, let's have, exactly. Let's have a serious, nuanced adult conversation. But Lindsay's like, no, everything's in black and white. You know, J.K. Rowling's evil. And J.K. Rowling even continues. She even she even says all the right things, but, J, but Lindsay else doesn't care. She even says, as I've said many times, transition may be the answer for some. Okay, so J.K. Rowling not saying no one should transition. Not at all. Uh, for others, it won't. Witness the accounts of detransitions. And then she links a quote. The system sees surgery as the easy fix to girls who do not conform. Yeah, girls are especially if, targeted in this stuff. Right. Well, that was what's interesting is that before... Uh, the transgender identity stuff exploded. It was, I think there, it was like something like five to one men transitioning mm-hmm. or having gender dysphoria. It was, it was more men that had gender dysphoria than women. And I think part of Why the do you think that is, is? Well, it probably has something to do. And I'm just totally speculating here. Okay. This is totally an ass pull here because they don't really know exactly what causes gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be something related to uh, hormones in the womb. And it's, I think it's more likely that male babies get f- extra female hormones in the womb because they're in a woman, obviously, than the other way around. Men, men also have the, oh man, I can't remember the name of it. It's like autoerotic gynophilia or something like that. How I even well, remember that. Do you, do you know what that is? Yeah, I don't. Is the term right? Am I getting it right? So there's a there's a theory that some people talk about, which is well, that, it's been studied. They totally tried to cancel the guy who did a mm-hmm. lot of the study on it. It's in that the oh, most recent book that, that study, I read. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not comfortable in, in saying that that's that there's some large amount of people with gender dysphoria that are don't actually have gender dysphoria but have this sexual attraction to the idea of being a woman. But yeah, it's called I'm autoerotic sure gynophilia. Uh, these people. <clears throat> traditionally became cross-dressers, but now that they can transition, I guess that just turns them on even more. But the, there's yeah, a famous I mean, I, doctor possible, that studied but... this a lot, and the trans mm-hmm. activists tried to cancel this guy uh, for studying it and, and putting him out of business, basically. Well, that's the big problem with all this, uh, with a lot of the way trans activism is working right now, is that gender dysphoria and trans issues need to be studied a lot more scientifically and basically, you're not allowed to study them unless you're affirming the narrative. You're not allowed to study them <laughs> with science, whatsoever. It's total science. But that's science the problem denial. with science, Sitch. Sometimes the results come back and they fuck your whole narrative up. Yep. Yep. It's ridiculous. But anyway, JK continues. She says, Sophie, the person she's responding to, is a trans woman and a true feminist ally. She was making the point that antidepressants were overprescribed to teenagers in the past with serious consequences. She links some article. The long-term health risks of cross-sex hormones have now been tracked over a lengthy period. 
these side effects are often minimized or denied by trans activists. So this has been talked about on Joe Rogan and other places that they act like when they give these kids <laughs> hormone blockers or hormones of the opposite gender, that there's no secondary effects, there's no problems, there's no concerns with any of this. And more and more evidence is piling up to show that this isn't true, which should be fucking obvious. Obviously, if you're blocking like puberty, okay, the natural thing that your body wants yeah. to do is going to have ramifications, okay? And so the article she links, uh, which is kind of interesting, is they, they talk about how uh, something not being discussed is that uh, a lot of the the hormone treatments, I, I believe it's, yeah, they're saying they studied 2,500 transgender women who received estrogen. So these are men who are transitioned to be trans women. Oh, and they also, they also studied transgender men who, women who transitioned to men. So they studied both. And they found that they had a significantly higher risk of having heart problems. Ooh, ouch. And, cardio, and cardiovascular events. And they looked into it and they're saying that giving people these uh, operate these opposite hormones would they did some they did something to your, uh, your 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 heart that made it harder for your heart to function properly in the long run, and they had like a three times elevated chance to have a, a heart attack or something. So fun, but none of this is being discussed to people when they when they want to transition. No one's saying, oh well, you know, you got to make sure that you actually have dysphoria because you know you have heart problems down the road, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's all just oh, it's all fine. Nothing, you know, no big deal. Uh, then, you know, JK continues saying, Carl Hagen, professor of evidence-based medicine at Oxford University, has described off-label use of puberty blockers on under-18s as unregulated live experiment on children. Uh, none of that may trouble you or disturb you, your belief in your unrighteousness, but if so, I can't pretend I care much about your bad opinion of me. So that's the whole Twitter thread. She, nothing in it, I would say, is transphobic. She affirms that there are people that should transition. She's just saying that she thinks that it's, that it's overprescribed to kids and that there's unintended side effects and aren't being discussed. But no. Shocker. Not allowed <clears throat> to question the narrative whatsoever. Okay. Do you think Lindsay Ellis knows that she's just kind of a mouthpiece for the trans activists? That she's just affirming their own biases, basically. Well, I don't think she's not a mouthpiece for trans activists. She's a mouthpiece for just general woke activist shit. You know, I, I don't think she, I don't think Lindsay Ellis has any particular, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe she has some, maybe her best friend is trans and that's why she's close to the issue. But my perception of this, based on Lindsay Ellis's other opinions, is that she just, Whatever side the woke people cling to, that's the side she's going to cling to. They're so Pollyanna, though, about the downsides. It's, that's the thing that's infuriating about it. Right. It's like there's all this risk out there. I finally looked up the book. It's Abigail Sheer, Irreversible ja Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, the stuff she talks about in that book is just horrifying. <laughs> like. If you have, and it affects, it's funny because uh, a lot of times on the show we talk about class issues and stuff like that. This stuff is affecting uh, wealthier people more because they have good health insurance and the health insurance is like, we pay for everything trans. So right. if you if you get caught by one of these trans doctors, oh man, they're going to be 
they, they love making money off these transgender surgeries. Yeah, and, and the problem, another problem with this is that the doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists who feel uncomfortable with the direction this is going, they just leave the field, yeah. just quit. So then you have this kind of self-fulfilling cycle of people who just believe in this affirmative care who just want to just say, yeah, obviously you have trans. We're not even questioning it. Like they just get more and more and more involved in the field. And then they're also uh, conditioned and reinforced by society. Cause if you question any of this shit, you get into, you know, you get into big, you get big trouble. Thank goodness. JK canceled, Rowling yeah. speaking up. Cause she's uncancelable. I know. Providing service. But, and this is what's so funny. Cause it's like, J.K. Rowling has this such a, such a fucking soft take on this, right? Like, she didn't say anything, at least in that Twitter thread, terribly controversial. I'm sure there's lots more people who are way more transphobic, right? That Lindsay mm -hmm. would agree. There's people out there who are like, you know, kill trans people. There are people out there that say no one should transition. There's all sorts of people out there that could be labeled as transphobe. And Lindsay else is like, nope, got to attack this person because they don't 100% conform to even every single part of my belief system. So much of it is just tribalism though, because they're like, this person needs to be a trans activist because they're huge. Right. They have this huge platform. We need this person. So I think a lot of it is just their, yes, yes. their hatred for her, for, for boosting the other side and abandoning what they perceived as her being on their side, even though she probably never was on their side. Right. Like she's, so, she's smart enough to think, oh, let's wait and look at the evidence before we go jumping in with both feet, kind of like the same thing we do. And right when the evidence comes back against, she's willing to change her position. These people, they don't care about that. They just want to, they just want to be woke on Twitter. That's all they care about. Right. And maybe, maybe some of it is like, it's like a religious fervor in that, or some sort of power struggle because they look at it like, oh, if you don't accept every part of my belief system, then you can't be trusted. Like you have to accept it all or nothing. They have yeah. this very like, like hundred percent or zero attitude about it. It's very strange. Yeah. Convert or die. It's the new Basically, crusade. Yeah. It really right. is. Right. No, it's true, Ben. We see this repeated all throughout history. You see, you know, totally Christians. Christians were killing each other over these minor differences. Uh, Muslims were killing each other over these minor differences. So yeah. Services to young gay conversion therapy, linking to fringe weirdos and medium posts. She doesn't it's attack like, the like argument. She authority. attacks the source. I hate that right. nonsense. I totally hate that nonsense. So she says linking to fringe weirdos like it's an authority. Okay. So first of all, when J.K. Rowling does provide an authority, people <laughs> who actually work at a clinic that does this, and this is reported on by the BBC, which is very left-friendly media, Okay, Lindsay ignores that, doesn't talk about that, even though that would be considered an authority. And then when J.K. Rowling links to a, a charity foundation that's started by a person who transitioned and then detransitioned, she's like, oh, this is a fringe weirdo. This person who transitioned and then detransitioned, that's just a fringe weirdo. What about like, your talk what about, about his lived experience, Lindsay? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> talk, yeah, exactly. Talk about shitting on someone's lived experience. Okay. Someone who went through this. You know, oh no, fuck them. They 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 don't 
you know, their view, their experience of reality doesn't conform with the narrative I want, you know, to, to put out in the world. So fuck them. They're a fringe weirdo. Like it's just disgust. These people are such hypocrites. It's so fucking disgusting. The woke people, it's the new church. It really is. Like I see her like at her pulpit right now. She's literally just I know. talking to her, her, to her church. She's, she's preaching to her congregation right now. We need to stop this. This infringement, this sin that's out there. They're citing sources. My followers, there are sinners out there among us. There are sinners out there in the the authors. The books, they're filled with sin. Oh, you see this book? This book about wizards? It's not filled with witchcraft and demons. No, it's filled with transphobes. Oh, burn your books, throw them into the bin. This person has a slightly different opinion than me. Out! Out, you Ouch. demon! Out of my church! Expelliosa! Get out, <laughs> Expelliosa! I didn't see any wizards in Harry Potter use use ma- You know, wait a minute. Remember that scene in Harry Potter where the girl character has to... She takes the potion that turns her into a boy? Oh, oh. Confirmed. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. Transphobe. Oh, no. Got him like it's like some authority and as is the case with so many transphobes she is arguing against i love i love how any source that goes against my narrative can't be trusted obviously they came out with the wrong opinion (laughs) these people are doing these studies that's what's scary i know they're scary they know like think about it you do a study and you're like oh well this totally goes against the narrative of the trans activists i better throw this away (laughs) Simon Hall for two pounds says, you feed the mob hoping they'll eat you last. Oh, like so sad. Very so true. sad. And Derek Drummond asks you um, for $5, he says, so how can UBI help people who are transitioning? <laughs> oh, my God. It might be terrible for them. I've been fighting it out on the UBI on, on, t- t- on Twitter and uh, I mean, I, obviously, I'm I'm still making up my mind on UBI. I think it's a fascinating idea, so I'm kind of weighing both arguments. People think that I'm totally in the in the tank for it, but no, I'm still trying to figure it out. Adam's going full commie, guys. It's okay. UBI is super capitalism. I'm just you knock it I'm off. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I speaking I, uh, speaking I of full commie. Okay, we yeah. had Ben okay. Burgess on the show uh, quite yes. some time ago. Ben Burgess did a debate on modern day debate mm-hmm. and i chimed in on modern day debate and i uh threw in my my uh the 12 year old argument that i make about um how only smart people voting is kind of the same thing as a right. as a as a uh as a planned economy uh, ben mm-hmm. burgess is a noted communist i ended up uh, t- uh dming with him after his debate and uh, i asked him about ubi <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and uh, say? Ben is not in a fa- is not in favor of UBI. What the fuck? There you go. <laughs> the commies are not most even. Most commies in... don't like UBI. You yeah. know why they don't like UBI? Too close to it... capitalism. <laughs> exactly. Well, not so because they feel like it will prevent the revolution because you'll be satisfying people to some degree. Yeah, it's super capitalism. Of course, yep. they're not going to be in favor of UBI. So you can't anyway. call me a communist if the communists have already been in favor of UBI. I know. So. Uh, the PJ 1191 for $2 says, Adam and PSA Sitch, it's 
I can't say it. I fucked it up. I'm so sorry. It's Expelliosus. Uh, Expelliosus. Expelliosus. I can't believe you know you're Harry Potter. I have, wouldn't it be great if Harry Potter was a musical? That'd be so awesome. I thought, oh no, they did a, they did a, was it a musical or just a play? Oh my God, they've done it. <laughs> they did. It was a Harry Potter, wait. It was like, it was supposed to be really bad. Oh, I can't imagine. Play. You take uh, something that's like, barely tolerable and then you add the musical element of it. Barely tolerable. Oh, you're, you don't like Harry Potter? I mean, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan myself. Really? Surprising. Surprise, surprise. Why? I was too. No, no, no. When I was a kid, I was like, I was like, oh, Harry Potter's for pussies. I'm like, yeah, so Harry cool Potter's for girls. For yeah, exactly. Okay. I watched Dragon Ball Z where people like beat each other up and kill each other with lasers. Like this is fucking bullshit. Totally. You've got, was yeah, 100% male right there. Yeah. Super male. Yep. Guys like there lasers a... and explosions and punching people in the face. <laughs> Girls like dolls and magic and Harry Potter. Why do girls like magic so much? I guess guys like some magic, so. Nobody actually has. No one is saying chromosomes are not real, Joanne. Now, if we okay, we have to we have to go over this. Doing right? against a position that nobody actually. Has. Okay, so she says, J.K. Rowling is, has a position nobody actually has. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the tweet uh, she posts is J.K. Rowling said, "If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction." If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hateful to speak the truth. Now, the context to this is that J.K. Rowling's big controversial opinion is that she believes there should be a categorical distinction between women and trans women. Yeah. Okay. This is the big contentious argument. Should women and trans women be categorized differently? Mm -hmm. And so this is what's so hilarious because, uh, well, first of all, again, Lindsay dishonestly strawmans JK Rowling because she says, nobody has this position. No one's arguing that chromosomes aren't real. So already she's changed the argument. JK Rowling's criticizing people that say sex isn't real. And then Lindsay has simplify that or reduce that down to just nobody's saying chromosomes aren't real what a preposterous opinion to have <laughs> okay mm -hmm. but this gets even better because look has no one is saying chromosomes are not real joanne now if we wanted to get into that that is its whole other thing but suffice to say that biological sex is in fact much more complicated than the simple X and Y chromosome. Okay, so first, <laughs> she totally. So she's like, nobody's saying sex isn't real. No one's saying chromosomes aren't real. And then she merely says, well, actually, it's they're more not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, it's actually more complicated than that. I'm not going to. What is real it. anyway? What is know? real anyway? <laughs> Maybe that's why she's breathing so much, Adam. She's she's smoking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What is real anyway, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so she's like, she's like, nobody's saying that. And then she immediately, like, literally, the next sentence is, "Well, actually, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly." She's like, "I uh, gotta watch out, my audience. I got a million followers here. I gotta watch out. <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch what I say." 
Exactly. And then she's like, well, actually, it's more complicated than that. But I'm actually not going to explain this, even though it's literally the basis for me wanting this person to be canceled. I'm not going to even explain what the fuck my opinion is or the basis of of my thought, because it's not actually relevant to the video. Like how fucking insane is that? It's essential to the video. What the hell are you (laughs) talking about? Come on, make an argument, Lindsay. Don't go out there and just like pound your pulpit. Make a fucking argument. to, to, To... to paint the picture, it's basically like uh, Lindsay points to a person in a crowd and says, that person is a witch. Totally. Burn her. Same exact thing. And then someone says, well, how do you know she's a witch? And she says, that's not important. Or relevant. <laughs> All that's important or relevant is the way in which we burn her. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> but it gets it gets it actually gets worse. Yeah, I know. This video was crazy. When I first watched it, I was like, what the fuck? This is insane. This has been on our list forever. I know. Trans YouTube Lee Dennis did a video on the subject a few years ago, so I'll go ahead and link to that, and I'll let her speak to that issue. That's not what we're talking about. We're we're talking about... (laughs) Okay. Let's look at this other video here. Yeah. So, uh, hold on. Let me me bring up the title of, of this video. She linked it who is she it? Is it Cat Black? No, it's 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 worse. It's Riley Dennis. No way! Oh my god! Okay, so she says, she "Hold says, on, we're to hold on." A moment of silence for her talking about her authority issue earlier. Like J.K. Yes. Rowling is linking to this person who's not an authority in any way, shape, or form. She's linking her her video to Riley J. Dennis. Yeah, what Riley the fuck J. is Riley Dennis. J. Dennis studied? Riley J. Dennis, who has studied literally fucking nothing. She has no degree. She has no formal education in, in sex or gender or psychology or anything to my knowledge. She's just some fucking asshole who reads articles on the internet and just regurgitates a narrative. Okay. Right. And this is the fucking uh, authority figure that Lindsay Ellis points to. She can't find someone. She can't find an actual, you know, legitimate source yeah exactly yeah some legitimate source you can't find someone who studied sex some doctor no no she finds fucking riley Dennis. the party of science my friends right this is the party of science the science party here but it gets even worse because she says her whole section the reason she's linking the riley day riley j dennis video is because she's she says oh my good uh jk rowling no one is saying that sex isn't real. That's a fake argument. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she says, to explain this, I'm going to link to a Riley J. Dennis video. Mm-hmm. Now, I sent you a picture of the thumbnail of the Riley J. Dennis video, if you want to po- put it up real quick. Let me see. Uh, so you can I don't see. I want to share my DMs here. I got to gotta yeah. do this on the sly. <laughs> so you can see how, in- how <laughs> oh fucking stupid. An insane Lindsay Allen. Not only how stupid and insane that she is, but how stupid she must think her viewers are. She must think very lowly of her viewers if she thinks she can get away with this gaslighting. I don't I don't know what it oh, is. Oh man. I don't know what it is. This is why I question. I don't know if she's actually a liar or she's just so fucking like insane and doesn't understand what's happening. Did you, it's, did you? I, I, it's, I'm having trouble getting up. The thumbnail says biological sex is BS. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So the video, the fucking video that Lindsay Ellis links to, to explain the position 
that J.K. Rowling saying sex isn't real is a fake position is a video by Riley J. Dennis where the thumbnail says biological sex is bullshit. All right, I got it up finally. This is the video that <laughs> Lindsay Ellis is linking to to show that J.K. Rowling's straw uh, that J.K. Rowling's position isn't a real position. It literally affirms J.K. Rowling's entire position. Yeah, it's so frustrating, Adam. Male and female are binary, but people aren't. Hmm, interesting. And the entire video. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's so, the argument links, in the video? Do you know? Right. So, well, I'll tell you in a second. So she links the two. She links the two videos. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now it's gonna be hard. Here's a second thumbnail. <laughs> I'll get it. I'm good. You could okay, say you, you got it. Okay, yeah, I okay. sent it to you. Okay, this one is this one is even worse. The thumbnail says biological sex is a social construct. What? Okay. So. <clears throat> Lindsay Ellis, in order to prove that J.K. Rowling's position is fake, links mm. to a person who's arguing the very thing J.K. Rowling is arguing against. Okay. Yeah, and not not basing it on any any no. scientific study, no. <laughs> like any. Yeah, just just and, basically uh, pulling it out of thin air. Right, and so I've watched this video, and basically Riley's argument is. It's the, it's the most tired, stupid fucking argument of all time that we've all heard a million times. It's that, oh, well, because every single fucking female in the existence of humanity doesn't fit neatly into mm -hmm. a little categorical box. Therefore, the category female doesn't exist. That's yeah, see, there are these things called CAH girls. <laughs> Riley, you might want to check into it. But it's like this weird, like like twisted platonic forms argument it's like well if 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 every person doesn't exist as like the perfect categorization of that category then the category must not exist it's the most crazy fucking argument of all time and yet for some reason they keep getting away with this and no one calls out this argument for being literally fucking insane yeah people are starting to call it out though right and it's just i just oh my god oh, so and then it gets even worse because when Lindsay else tweeted this out or yeah, when she made this video, I tweeted out, I said, Lindsay, you're like fucking crazy. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said, Lindsay, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> you're, cl you're claiming that no one is arguing uh, that sex isn't real. And then you literally link to a video of someone saying sex is a fucking social construct. Are you insane? And then people's response is so funny. People's response was, oh, well, there's a difference. Calling something a social construct isn't the same as saying something isn't real, Sitch. Okay, money's a social construct, but it's real. <laughs> so, which to which, and it's so funny because to every single person that sent me some stupid, fucking idiotic response like that, I would always respond the same way. I'd say, oh, well, what do you think J.K. Rowling meant when she said sex isn't real? What do you think she was trying to say? Mm -hmm. And every single person refused to answer that question because they knew, they knew that they were playing some bullshit semantic game. Totally. They knew that when someone says people are saying sex isn't real, what they mean is that sex is based in biology. 
and not purely yes. a social contract. Totally. They fucking know that, and they want to play the semantical game. And every single one of them refused to answer that question because they knew it blew them the fuck out of the water. Of course. Terrible. Nobody thinks about this stuff very deeply. This is like the free will argument that we're always having. Like they just have a gut intuition that, you know, this person's bad. I need reasons why they're bad. Anything will do. Just give me something. Here, let me Google some videos. <laughs> Lukov in the chat says, I really doubt that sex is real. I've never had it, so I'm very doubtful. <laughs> oh my God. So sad. Try harder, Lukov. It's worth it. That's an that's an acceptable, that's an acceptable answer. Uh, Render on a Caesar for 499 says, are y'all pro hypnosis or are you transphobic? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny because it's, mm. it's all science denial nowadays. It's so sad. Well, it's a weird kind of science denial too because when science is actually on their side, it's like science can do no wrong. Science, science, science. But I as know. soon as science is against them, science is the first thing that they throw under the bus. It's so sad. Right. Uh, how am I transphobic for $1 says if a person is anorexic, you don't encourage their weight dysphoria. You have to force them to actively ignore the dysphoria. Yeah. Uh, this is part of the problem is that I understand the way that the argument is framed. They're saying, okay, if you're, if a person is, has a high likelihood of killing themselves, unless they transition, then you should transition should be an affirmative, not affirmative, it should be a therapy that is used. And I agree with that completely. But the problem I have is that for some fucked reason, a medical condition has now been twisted into an identity when mm -hmm. it never should be. And we've seen this, it's not just with trans stuff, we see this with everything. With another one that we see this with is autism. It's actually a video we've had the queue up that we that we could do in the future, I don't know if we'll do. There's actually a movement of people who are, who think that curing autism, trying to cure autism, oh, or trying to cure, you know, oh. is is like is some sort of like great harm, great crime in society. Like you're like, oh, you're like ridding the world of of autistic people. Or even even more crazy than that is there are a significant group of people who are deaf, yeah, who the are deaf against, community. yeah, who are against cochlear implants, cochlear implants, <laughs> and are against. Uh, gene editing and other therapies they think that can cure deafness. There yeah. are fucking people that are against curing deafness because they've tied it into their identity. And when yeah. you do that, you feel like removing that identity from the world is an attack on you as a person and your existence. And this is why it's so dangerous to tie fucking medical conditions into your fucking identity. You shouldn't yeah. do it. You are a human being. And if you have a disorder, if you have depression or anxiety or whatever, that's you being afflicted by depression. You're being afflicted by anxiety. Don't fucking categorize yourself. Don't define yourself as being a depressed person first or an anxious person first. Don't let these things define you. And that's what's so insane about this stuff <laughs> and about the woke movement in general. I know. It's so awful. That's so awful. People are people are waking up. Where are we at? We never got our our chart for the level of racism. I think we need a chart at least for the level of wokeness. Because yes. I want to know that we're making tangible strides <laughs> here. I want to see that threat level. You want your coming color down. chart, your color yeah, exactly. chart of woke level. Yeah. Well, I mean, wokeness is kind of the new terrorism. It really is. We could probably just, you know, revamp that terrorism watch thing. 
Like right. what, we're all woke watchers anyway, right? Like what is the threat level today? <laughs> I feel like we're making strides. I I don't know. When when know. uh when hard to tell. Trump came out and banned uh, critical race theory, I mean that's a great day. We could lower the threat level. We could make a big <laughs> ceremony of it. Look, the woke threat level has been here, elevated for like months now. Now we can move it down to cautious. Just it to was cautious. angry. It was uh, agitated purple for months, and now it's gone down to a pissed off pink. I feel like Thank we're you. there. Thank you, President. You know what's going to happen when uh, <laughs> if Biden wins election? That level's going up to like. <laughs> do, 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 do. We'll see. We'll see. We're woke About watchers. Death of the I like author. that. So, death of the author. When the author, a very successful and wealthy author, outs themselves. Keep in mind that Lindsay Ellis is like a culture critic. She's supposed to giving, be giving us feedback on whether or not movies are satisfying. Well, to be fair, she... Well... Has, like, <laughs> well. She's always, I don't know if she's always done it, but recently she does it in this guise of like... not oh, just it's all she's super not just woke? Doing film really? criticism. Yeah, it's always woke oh, okay. criticism. It's always in the oh, guise okay. of like feminist criticism and shit. There's that one guy we did, uh, Renegade Cut is his channel. I used to yeah. really like his videos, and then he went woke, and now it's all just woke. Every movie's viewed through the lens of woke. It's really dissatisfying. Yep. Like, it cuts out half the half the spectrum. Was he the guy that did the Forrest Gump video? Or was that yes, yeah. yeah. He did a video. We, we streamed it. He did a video where he said, For, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. He said Forrest fucking Gump was fascistic propaganda. Yeah. Anything or, or slightly patriotic crazy. now they see yes. as like Hitler. I it, don't it, understand that. that. How can you be against nationalism? What the fuck? Right. Right. Exactly. You and have to maintain that, the nation. You have to have people sign up for the military to protect yep. our shores. Because like, <laughs> they're fucking, these people are anarchists. They don't, they hate the country that they're in. The, they want the, it destroyed. The anarchist, I, they, it is a Pollyanna thing. They think, oh, if we just have complete freedom, no bullies right. will come in and stop us. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> wrong. Have, I, love, I love this idea. If we have complete freedom from hierarchies, uh, somehow that's not going to that's not that's going to prevent you know the bigger person from coming in and dominating us. It's like, well, wait a minute. In order to be have complete freedom from hierarchies, you have to have some ultra powerful authority figure maintain a complete freedom from hierarchy. Yeah. Buddy. What yeah, are you totally. talking about? It's so crazy. Yeah, the whole the whole system is completely contradictory. I don't see how they can't see that. It's probably but, the, just their religious fervor for right. this stuff. No, but but just briefly going back to the Forrest Gump thing, and not only did his his woke ideology poison him into to not th to thinking nationalism is automatically bad, but it poisons his ability to even think critically and rationally because. Imagine arguing that Forrest Gump is a pro-military, pro-nationalist movie. I know, when it's completely the opposite. It's like the complete fucking opposite. When, like, literally the entire character of Lieutenant Dan is, like, mocking the idea of, like, the ultra-nationalist uh, American. And his yeah. life just spirals out of control throughout the whole movie. You should the the movie says you should be skeptical of government power all the way through. Yes. Like you should be. It's a, the movie is surprisingly woke. It's it's uh, well, it, it kind of it's 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 actually I'd say it's very centrist because it has the very woke character Jenny is like her life also spirals out into oh yeah it's true horrible yeah. destruction she too. Ends up being so a mess, <laughs> right? 
because it's it's just sort of like maybe that's maybe that's the real reason they hate it because they hate centrists the most <laughs> it's so funny they, they always pretend like they hate the nazis but they really hate the moderates the most All right yeah bigot now it is entirely possible that you do not care and you genuinely do believe in separating art from the artist and if that is the case you fly free little bird this video is not for you stop watching she just told you uh you lindsay ellis fans get fucked <laughs> she said get fucked should you separate art from the artist it depends upon how good the art is it really does <laughs> what are you talking about i always there's there's a lot of mediocre artists that mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't want to label right now because i don't want to call them out but they they're constantly making this highfalutin argument that they want people to love their artwork even though they're like a detestable human being and i'm like dude your artwork is just not that good like <laughs> like talk to me when you're amazing I mean, I know some artists that are pretty amazing. I so like I mean, Robert Williams a lot. Like, I, I don't know if Robert Williams became problematic. I don't know if I, I could separate. Like, I could easily separate because I love his art. So I, I think, think same with Glenn Barr. Depends upon the artist. I think it, it, it depends upon the artist and it depends upon what they're quote unquote, like wrong think accused of. Oh, really? Right. Oh. Well, does it? I'm trying to think. Like, well, I mean, even well, okay. if he came out as like a full-blown Nazi, am I not allowed to like his art? I guess maybe not. <laughs> like, what? The no, fuck? well, no. See, I'm, it's, I'm, gonna, I'm saying differently. I think you, I think you can always separate art from the artist, and you can always say you like it. I'm saying personally, I would, I would have a problem if I found out that some artist I liked was like a Nazi pedophile cannibal. Like, because every time I looked <laughs> at like it, I would stacking. Well, I'm trying to think of like the most absurd like thing. I know, okay. I know. I was starting thinking then, this is a good thought I, experiment. <laughs> right. Like so for example, um, you know, I really like uh Fight Club. Mm. And if I if I found out uh that Dave, David Fincher is the director, right? If I found mm -hmm. out that David Fincher was like a child uh raping oh, I cannibal. I know. Oh my god. Would, the problem isn't that the movie suddenly becomes bad. The problem is that every time you see the movie, that thought enters your head and you're like I bet while he was editing this movie, he was eating children. Like, you know, it's like, especially David Fincher. He's got like 20 good movies, man. I David know. David Fincher's like got, amazing. He's a, great, he's a great director. Uh, yeah, that's scary. You know, so, I was, I was also thinking, you know, how, um, like what if Joseph Stalin was like Salvador Dali, like Joseph Stalin, this like right. mass murderer, but like, right. Salt Dali paintings are fucking amazing. So, I, so I'm, here's my centrist take. I think you should always separate art from the artist, but it's understandable if on an individual level, you can't appreciate the art anymore because it always reminds you of some aspect of the artist. But that doesn't mean that the art should be canceled. That doesn't mean the art should be destroyed or reviled. Can't we just fix that? Like if Joseph Stalin was like created the paintings of Salvador Dali, just, you know, right? couldn't we hang on to the Salvador Dali paintings and maybe say they were painted by somebody else in history that you liked <laughs> just more. Just lie like about George it. Washington. Like just lie about make it. Make these paintings George Washington's paintings. Because <laughs> like George that. Washington was cool, right? No, but see, but that, that Oh wait, he's like, a slave owner. Let's give him to someone who right. wasn't a slave but owner. But that would be hmm. that'd be like the woke road. It's like let's reassign like things to, to less problematic people. Right. Is that the woke road? That would be I'm a just very, being, I'm being pragmatic here. Don't accuse me of being woke.
but no, no. So, but this is the problem is it's very difficult for, for people to have two conflicting ideas in their head. It's got people want it to be all or nothing. So they don't want to say, don't... Oh, I like this artwork, but I don't like the person who made it. Yeah. Like you just have to, to hold that in your mind. That's just the way it has to be. I mean, look at, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo mm. says some stupid, oh my woke, God. crazy it's, shit on Twitter. I know. Some dumb fucking shit, like all the time. Yeah, I think I love him as the Hulk. I literally just watched Thor Ragnarok uh, a few days ago. That's my favorite Marvel movie, I think, is Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok? Really? Yes. I've seen it like eight times. I love, I love that, that movie. movie. It's so funny. I love that movie. And he's great in it. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna not like the movie or not like his performance because he says stupid shit on Twitter. That's you know ridiculous. who else? You know who else says stupid shit on Twitter? Batista, the guy from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. my God, it's so bad because I love that guy so good. Guardians of the Galaxy. He's so exactly, he's so funny. He's so funny in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's so but sad. Yes, yeah, so TDS. I, I, <laughs> it's we got to classify it as a mental illness, right? But that's what I'm saying. It also it depends on what they did, you know, to it. And it's it's people. This death of the author shit. Or, that, or I think Lindsay basically makes an anti-death of the author argument. She's saying you can't separate the art from the artist. And it's only, it's like, of course she says that because her entire position is pro-cancel culture, despite the fact, it's so funny, despite the fact that she gave a TED talk about how bad cancel culture is. Oh, I know. This video the is irony. basically pro-cancel culture. The, so. the, I, I disagree, like they wouldn't, like when I'm saying give the work, the body of work to someone we like, I'm being pragmatic. I think the like the the woke crowd would burn the Salvador Dali paintings. Like they wouldn't Maybe. they wouldn't keep them around. They'd be I, like, I, I oh, think... let's get rid of these. This is no, tired you're, old you're, shit. You're probably right, but it's still dangerous because I think there's a I think there's a lot of good to be taught to people uh, in the idea that people are multifaceted. <laughs> It's complicated. Right. I hate the, the, the Tim Pool line, but there's a lot of good in people saying, oh, our founding fathers were geniuses. And some of them, obviously a lot of it was just political hackery, but some of them were basically paradigms of morality because mm -hmm. they could have seized power and made themselves monarchs or the ruling elite class, but they didn't. And at the same time, even though they created this system of a representative democracy that didn't exist really anywhere else in the world. And they did these amazing things and they wrote all these amazing things about liberty and freedom and peace and et cetera, et cetera. Even though they did all these amazing things, so many of them still had slaves. And to me, that's not something that should be covered up or ignored. That's something that should be taught so that you understand how complicated humans are and how multifaceted humans are and how, people are simultaneously capable of doing so many great uh, great things and terrible things at the same time. And I think it's a supremely important lesson to learn about human nature. Yeah, the social dynamic is so much a part of it. I wonder if they yes. would like a world... I mean, a, they could have fought slavery right there, tooth and nail, which is kind of what they're advocating for. And the entire American project could have collapsed and there could be right. no America. Exactly. America, exactly. America and, and Europe uh, challenged slavery in ways that no other nations have. Like once we made slavery illegal, we uh, persecuted slavers all over the world. Uh, he talks about it in that book, uh, White Rednecks and... 
and uh, black. I'm getting that wrong. <laughs> that book title so bad. <laughs> black rednecks and white liberals. He yes. talks about how every he's like every single person on the planet has a history of slavery because every people's was a slave at one time or another. But the stuff he goes into that the like the Europeans basically try to destroy the trans. Atlantic slave trade, like we trace, uh, we chased down s- slavers and persecute or prosecuted them under the law. That's stuff they never talk about. They never talk right. about all the good things that that the Europeans did in ending slavery. Right. I like I like the idea that once America decided they weren't going to do anymore, it's like now nobody, nobody can do it. Can do it. <laughs> America and exceptionalism. Uh, so funny. Now. Enjoy Fantastic Beasts 5 or whatever. But here's the problem with even applying Death of the Author to this discussion is basically you were trying to find an academic solution for an emotional and ethical problem. As I said on my video on the subject, fuck it, just follow your emotions. That's all. Yeah, what's the what is the difference there? Just follow your emotions, Lindsay. Just this is what you've been doing this whole video. Just reach deep inside your gut. Go right through your anus, because that's where we know you're mm-hmm. pulling all this shit from, and just feel around. And whatever whatever comes out, just take a big. It's really breath, un- it's really unclear. Just follow that. It's really unclear what she means by that, though. I mean, you're looking for an academic solution to an emotional problem. I no, mean, I, I th- okay. Well, I mean, what are you talking about here? I'm assuming what she's saying is that, you know, academics argue for for decades about whether an artist should be separated from their art. But that's the academic thing, when in reality, people don't care about that. They care because it's emotional, because they go, oh, well, I don't want to associate you know, something I like with right. some bad feeling in my, my gut stomach. Disgust, so, yeah. Right. Disgust Foundation. She's d- diving into Jonathan Haidt research right here and doesn't even know it. I would love to see Lindsay Ellis try to But read. is it, this is why I love the Haidt stuff, because mind. it's like the, I know. it's the, it's, the side by like the emotion and the academic study of it. Like, yes. What, what, I'm a little confused here, Lindsay. Personally, believe that you can't really practice death of the author in its purest, mm. pure form. If for no other reason than if you are in any kind of like discourse setting, be it academic or Twitter, other people aren't going to really allow it. They will bring the author into it. What? The social environment constricts your behavior? Just like they did with the founding fathers? <gasps> oh, shit. She's getting close to the truth here, well, Sitch. But it's it's almost, it's, I don't know, because to me, that's such like a pussy, shitty response. It's like, oh, well, I can't practice death of an author because people will bring it up on Twitter. <laughs> so oh, yeah, like that's, the, that's awful. Like, you're really letting, like, because other people bring it up shapes your opinion? Like how, what a stupid fucking position is that? Like how pathetic is that? Other people, other people, this few people though can fight past that. Few people can fight past that. Like they've even done, you know, the famous experiments where someone gets in an elevator and everyone's facing the wrong way. So what do they do? They face the wrong way with them. This is the exact same thing. Right. Everybody's facing the wrong way. That's, that's, that's the perfect analogy, but because if you really conceptualize what she just said, this is how dark it is. She's basically saying, oh, I can't go on Twitter 
and type about how much I like some new J.K. Rowling book or movie because if I do, someone's going to say, "Yeah, You're a J.K. Tra- Rowling's a transphobe, and you are a transphobe because you referenced or liked something she did." Yep. This is the coward's fucking position, basically. She's saying, "I can't, I can't have an individual thought about s- separating an artist from their art because other woke shitheads on Twitter will bully me about it." <laughs> That's this is her position. They've created this position though by doing the guilt by association thing, I know. like making guilt by association part of their ethical package, is devastating. I hate that fucking thing. I know. Of course, because that's one of the oldest, most effective um, punishment techniques is this guilt by association stuff. It's so bad. It's so bad. I feel like we've got, I I feel like we've made strides to get past the guilt by association thing, though. I mean, we've had to, right? I mean, the whole argument about the founding fathers is getting past that guilt by association thing. We have as like an overall society and the government Mm. has, but- Obviously, this legally this we have woke shit. Yeah, legally, obviously, but this woke shit is a total resurgence of guilt by association. Yeah, and but this is why I'm saying this is like I don't know if Lindsay Ellis is really just this fucking stupid, or mm-hmm. she's just so ideologically possessed that she's literally blind. Because we you know we talked about she had this whole TED talk about can't how awful cancel culture on the right is and she's literally saying she can't have an opinion about something because she's afraid of getting canceled by her own side yeah isn't it funny that you there there are these people that are like public figures like you could watch i don't know probably dozens of lindsay ellis videos and not really know lindsay ellis at all like if you went out and had drinks with her one night just casually you'd know like you'd be able to tell how smart she is i don't know that you can tell that from her videos I don't, I mean, this is what's weird. She, I don't think she's like stupid, like low IQ, mm-hmm. you know, because she's able to put together these complex arguments when it doesn't have to do with like this political shit mm-hmm. that are coherent. But it's just like as soon as these, as soon as her politics gets involved, the brain just shuts off and she becomes like the biggest, dumbest fucker alive. It's not and, like, the politics, how- though, it's the emotion. Right, but exactly because the politics, the emotions fuel the, the politics. Yeah, right. She goes full elephant here. There's no writer involved. <laughs> exactly. Well, you and I talk. We talk privately, and we talk. We talk about that stuff. Like I feel like I could be wrong here. Like my intuition feels right. Like I know this is 100% intuition here, and you always have to be skeptical of that intuition. I don't know that Lindsay Ellis even understands that that is probably the most prominent part of human psychology, that our intuition is is very powerful, a power that you shouldn't take lightly. Like yes. even the argument that she's making here is like, it's an intuition argument. I don't even think she knows she's making it. Right. No, a hundred percent. I mean, a good example of this, uh, the dangers of, of, of trusting your intuition too much is um, is what just happened yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, it was yesterday. There was uh, at a, a right-wing protester was shot. Yes. And killed. Mm-hmm. And everyone, at first it was like an Antifa guy killed a right-wing protester. And now some people are, now they're saying, well, he was actually 
security guard for a news station. And the people are saying, well, even though he's a security guard, he still was Antifa. Because he had a right. tattoo. Yeah. Everyone's, he had a tattoo. And, everyone's I, and I'm just following like, their look, intuition. <laughs> right. And I'm like, look, guys, you should not form an opinion on that shooting. Totally. It was difficult, but you should just form zero opinion about that shooting because we don't have the important information available to us yet. We don't know what happened. So just relevant information. Right. Yes. Right. Cause I'm looking at all these people. I'm looking at all the same people. I know, you know, it's all the same people I know on Twitter, you know, who are always pushing, mm-hmm. you know, they, everyone's pushing their narrative and they're all pushing the narrative. Oh, you know, it's X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I'm like, look, don't, don't let this be a Kyle Rittenhouse situation. Don't let this be a Covington kid situation. Just hold off until the facts come in. Yeah. Cause then you can be right. You don't have to, Walk back uh, some claim you made and look like a fucking idiot. Because that's the problem. Once you publicly state your opinion, you've psychologically locked yourself into a totally. place that's so much harder to change your mind. Totally. So yeah. just relax. I understand your intuitions. We probably have similar intuitions on it. But just let the facts come in. Don't be Lindsay Ellis. This is hard, have free too. Will. This is hard because as, as you know, someone like talking in public it's more it's better to take a strong position people like that people like a strong position but you are kind of messing with your own psychology there's a cost to taking that strong position that people don't often acknowledge right and i mean this is why people like vosh so much that's why people like the leftist so much yes because they take these strong positions that are mm-hmm. fucking crazy but people like people confuse someone coming out confidently as like being right because people correct. are attracted to confidence so like, correct. Oh, if you come out strongly and say this then that means you must be correct like how dare you say we should wait for more facts that's pussy talk okay totally <laughs> i want to be valid i want my intuitions and emotions to be validated immediately okay, validate immediately. me bitch yes. <laughs> validate me this is the Lindsay Ellis approach I want to be emotionally validated that J.K. Rowling is a transphobe because she said things that could be maybe construed in a very minor way of disagreeing with my stance. Therefore, she's the enemy. I wonder how much of this is just driven by Patreon. Like, how many patron uh, messages did Lindsay Allen get? <laughs> Lindsay Ellis get about this? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> like, she's forced to make a video. I'm going to leave and you. That- You're not going to be my patron anymore. <laughs> She's a transphobe. Call her out. Get her. She's just like the bulldog for all these all these wokesters on the Twitter. Yes, queen. Go after J.K. Rowling. Slay. Slay. Get her. ...to unconscious biases, which is, of course, going to affect your reading of the text, no matter how hard... Wait. Yeah, she just said unconscious bias. Yeah, let's go back a second. Allow it. They will bring the author into it, and that is going to introduce subconscious biases, which is, of course, going to affect your reading of the text, no matter how hard you try to be unbiased or whatever. So you can try, try to you... practice death of the author, but... <laughs> we both really want to say something here. Go ahead. You so first. Wait. She said that it's difficult to practice death of an author mm-hmm. because woke shitheads will try to cancel her on Twitter and she'll hold that in her mind subconsciously to make it so that she can't be objective about reviewing material. That's what she just said. And death of an author is just separating the author from the, from the work. work. Yeah. Right. So shithead author, excellent work. 
it's a difficult task. Is I what I don't is, understand. Like if it's unconscious or subconscious, it's totally fucking useless. Like right. you, these these emotions that you have uh, don't need to be unconscious. You know what you're feeling. You understand. Hey, something's happening here. I'm a little distressed. Maybe triggered. Uh, what well, kind of triggering am I feeling? Is it like someone broke into my car triggering? Is it like someone's hitting on my girlfriend triggering? Like what exactly type of triggering am I feeling here? And, uh, you know, trying to suss that out. Is it I'm afraid that I'm going to be socially ostracized triggering? Like all those triggerings are very different emotions. Like don't leave them in the unconscious. Study them. Become a better person. Yeah, but I mean, do you think that Lindsay Ellis has done a modicum of self-reflection? No, not at all. That's the problem. That is the, this is the, when Sitch and I talk about most people don't have free will because they're being like led around by their emotions. Like right. the, the emotion that Lindsay Ellis feels most of the time is, is this threatening my ego triggering? <laughs> like, how's my ego holding up here? Right. I perceive yeah, but, Lindsay Ellis as a, kind of an egomaniac myself. But I mean, that's definitely the way she comes across. That's why I, I really, I wish that James Lindsay would really press. I mean, he doesn't know who she is. Oh, Lindsay Ellis. Really, I know there was like a debate. Really, what happened? Give us yeah, the backstory. Really press on, on James. For those who don't know, James Lindsay had this whole paper about why critical theorists and woke people won't debate you. And then James, and then, Lindsay also was like, oh, I'll totally debate you. Yes. And then as much as I like James Lindsay, he totally fumbled that interaction. Yeah, you should have said, Instead when, of, where, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, just be like, boom, I'll debate you on fucking any fucking topic. Because Lindsay else doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Not and she also seems to be very bad at, at speaking off the cuff. Uh, she gets very nervous. Which yeah, you know, which is a triggering, which is which an is emotion. A thing. So, right. But, um, no, but what I was going to say is, this whole concept, I mean, obviously, Lindsay Ellis hasn't done, I don't think, has done a modicum of self-reflection, of questioning why she believes the things she does yeah. whatsoever. Um, and, and obviously, you do have to separate artists from their art. Like, for example, one of my favorite books of all time, I'm pretty sure was written by a pedophile. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't tell me. I want to hear what... No, don't so, tell me. I don't want to know. Well, I want to just wanna enjoy know. the no, book. It's, it's, he's famous for this. Okay. It's the guy that wrote Lolita. Everyone knows that guy. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. He wrote Lolita. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, he wrote Lolita. But I, I actually never read Lolita. Uh, but what I have read is that he wrote another Nabokov? book called Invitation to a Beheading. Yes. His name, mm -hmm. he's a Russian guy named Nab Vladimir Nabokov. Mm -hmm. uh, and he wrote a book called Invitation to Beheading, which I is one of my favorite books. I think it's very brilliant, a very brilliant, very deep mm -hmm. book. And even in it, there's this weird section with a little girl that for like, he like describes what she's wearing a little too much. And you're like, oh my God, it's a like fucking pedophile. But, so I just have to be like, okay, well, I have to separate the fact that this guy's probably a pedophile from like the rest of the book. Okay. And that's just what you do. You say, I, I can't throw away the beauty and genius of this book because this guy is probably a pedophile. Okay. That's just, this is just the way, this is just the way the universe is. It's just the way human nature is. Sometimes you just got to, Got to separate the artist from the art. It's uncomfortable for people, I believe, because you don't want to believe that people who can do such detestable things are geniuses, right. who are, are artistic, creative people who can 
bring beauty to the world. That's an uncomfortable thought. Yes. That's a super uncomfortable thought. Right. Because we want to view everyone as like black and white. Yeah, totally. Good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You want to think that the people who are capable of that kind of evil are just losers. They live that live under the bridge. (laughs) As long as you're engaged in a community, other people are probably going to bring the author in whether you want them to or not. So I think that part. (laughs) This is such a weird argument. It's so self. Well, I feel like it's selfish because is she, is she basically saying, "Oh, now I can't review Harry Potter stuff because that's like a big." Hard. You try to be unbiased or whatever, so you can try to practice death of the author. But as long as you're engaged in a community, other people are probably going to bring the author in, whether you want them to or not. So I think that it's just this is so. This shows a lot about I think her character or her lack mm-hmm. of character. In conviction because if you had asked me what do you think about death of the author like talk about the subject i don't think it would have ever occurred to me in a million fucking years to think like well i'm going to be affected because other people are going to be affected. like it wouldn't even occur to me i'm thinking about like well, what's my opinion i'm not thinking about yeah like, well the social pressures like jesus how could you take anyone who says oh all these social pressures are affecting my opinions on things like then fuck you like why should we listen to or believe anything you say you've just admitted that you're being a bitch because your group is you know pressuring you forcing forcing you to yeah exactly right right like this is absurd she's like i got the mob at my back here guys come on (laughs) work with me that part reason why there are a lot of really confused emotions about jk rowling going hard turf is because don't you think she's gonna dispel the intuitions here i know but it's just it's so funny because it's like again and so much of this video speaks to her character it's so crazy because like if i was making a video like this where i don't know say someone i really liked See, I was like, say I was a huge Mark Ruffalo fan. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I feel so betrayed. The fact that he says this stupid shit on Twitter, whatever. I mean, I don't care, but just theoretically, I would be like, if I was going to make a video about someone who I felt betrayed me to such an extent that I couldn't like their art anymore, I would be like, here's exactly what they said. Let me, let me lay out all the facts for you, right? Let me make the case for you to show you. So you clearly understand where I'm coming from. And Lindsay Ellis is like, fuck that i don't give a fuck about explaining why i came to this conclusion just take my word for it you're on my side like it's just so fucking crazy to me that it doesn't even occur to her that this would be an important part of the video would be to make her case it's easy it's easy this is totally this is lazy this she is one of the lazy doctors she's totally one of the lazy doctors yes she's like ah who you know if this hurts people eh, fuck it <laughs> and also i mean isn't it so privileged that a cis oh no woman a cis white girl who oh, i no. assume is straight a cis straight white girl is basically writing off the lived experiences of a trans woman because that's what she's doing because jk rowling was quoting a trans woman and lindsay ellis is writing off that trans woman's ex- lindsay ellis yeah a cis het white girl is writing off the lived experience of a trans woman she has limbo ring privilege too so i mean it's and even she worse. has limbo ring privilege. terrible terrible 
as so many people have an attachment to Harry Potter. It was a part of their childhood. It was a part of their adolescence. It is deeply, deeply important to some people. Maybe like 10 or 20 years ago, I would have been like smug about this. Um, but I... Do you have any... I, I don't really have a strong connection to Harry Potter. Do you have any connection to like... Sucks! <laughs> do you have any connection to... I don't think it's bad. I just don't really... Whatever. But do you have... Is there any like childhood thing that like if it turned out that the author... The creator of it was like super woke that you just be like devastated like no i love that movie time bandits <laughs> <laughs> i was really upset when they you couldn't call midgets midgets anymore because that <laughs> you know you had to call them little people my favorite movie glorify so, six little people <laughs> so if terry gilliam turned out to be super woke he'd be like very distressed is that what you're saying not, not really, because I mean, oh, maybe well, I'm, I'm maybe I'm better you. at uh, death of the author because right. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would let it affect me I, too much. I mean, I don't. You, th one of the reasons we can do this is you and I don't really give a fuck what people think. So, well, but, like our social like, why would I be talking true. about UBI that's nonstop true. if I gave a fuck what people that's, think? Like, exactly, exactly. That's a great point. Jesus Christ, what? I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, I want it. I want you to push back. I want you to play the game. Like the whole yes. idea behind tribalism, there is a little bit of goodness that comes out of tribalism because that hate drives people to bring back arguments like right here Lindsay ellis threw some arguments at us they were fucking shitty arguments right they're riley <laughs> dennis's arguments that we've already been through they're crap art uh they're they're crap arguments but you know every once in a while someone will throw an argument at me that i haven't heard and i think oh let me dig in here see if this is any good see if this really does challenge my point of view so right. but i like that you and i both do most yeah. people don't they hate it well, you'll be happy to know, Adam, mm -hmm. that Terry Gilliam is firmly anti-woke. I know. Yeah, it's great. He, he's been on record saying, I'm tired of white men being blamed for everything. Totally. In the world. So exactly. Yeah. Terry so Gilliam go, knows Adam. what's up. You're safe. I, I'm, for, I'm from the generation who just looks at this woke stuff like, you, you fuckers are crazy. <laughs> so, right. so a lot of my heroes are safe. Safe and sane. But I... You know, the, the next generation, the Mark Ruffalo's and the Bautistas, I mean, fuck. Oh, my God. Right. They're super woke. It's sad. It's really sad. I can't imagine, though. I, I retweeted uh, Heels versus Babyface is really cool. I don't know if you've seen his videos or not, if you haven't checked them out. But I retweeted him recently said something like if you're losing friends over a difference of a political opinion you're you're a superficial fucking cunt and i completely <laughs> agree like don't be a superficial cunt like you want to have friends that believe different things than you because it's more fun to argue at dinner parties like don't That's be a superficial true. cunt about it like get over it like engage have have discussions talk about politics and religion and just don't be a super pussy well, who can't fucking take it and like, oh, we're not friends anymore. You have to believe everything I believe or I'm worried you're going to sneak in my bedroom and like suffocate me with a pillow. It's like, well, no. It's, it's funny because in, in Why Gender Matters, he talks a lot about how males socialize by conflict. Yes, You know, they totally. argue with each other. They kind of fight with each other. Totally. They on each other. Feel each other and out. How, yeah. And how... Uh, women, women don't do that. <laughs> don't do that whatsoever. And and that's and here's the thing. It's totally fine. Obviously, 
uh, each gender should be allowed to socialize however they feel comfortable. Sure. But yeah. I feel like it's very funny when you when you when you realize this, it feels like so much of the woke shit that is spurred on by the internet is just women having to interact with men in a way they're so not accustomed yeah, to. Yeah, they're alien and to it. They see it as bullying. So they classify right. male bonding as bullying. That's fucked exactly. up. That's exactly. totally fucked up. That's so true. Women classify a lot of male bonding as bullying and they don't understand it. And since they haven't been taught this, they don't understand what's going on. That's why so much you see p women saying, oh, you know, gaming is so toxic. Yeah. It's such a bad environment because they don't understand that this is just the way that males interact with each other. Yep. And unfortunately, for some fucking stupid reason, the mainstream narrative has basically built around the idea that that all males and all male spaces have to be subservient to the female, female. way of doing yeah. things. Yeah. And the problem is it's not conceptualized that way since they don't, since these people are operating under this crazy bullshit idea that gender is purely a social construct and that everyone's a fucking blank slate. They don't understand that they're literally doing exactly what they always complain about. They're coming, they have this complete, invisible bias to them and that bias is this female way of thinking and they're basically forcing it and subjugating others to follow it without even yeah. realizing it yeah they're, they're the oppressors the very, they're the yeah, fucking they're, they're, oppressors it's just so funny because that's what they always accuse uh mainstream of doing they say oh well you know white culture creates all these subconscious uh narratives about the way things are and then it forces non-white people to conform and they're literally doing that in terms of uh, social feminization of the way people should interact with each other. They do a study. This woman watches, I don't know if it's like second graders, third graders, but it's small kids on a playground. And she says, mm -hmm. every time boys fight, they end up better friends after the fight. But when right. women fight, it's fucking over. They never talk to one another. They hold grudges like crazy. What Understanding this, that the world works this way, just completely changes everything. Like you can have better relationships with women because you know women like women's, you know this in your relationship in your in your heterosexual relationships. You're like, I can have a fight and I'm done. Like I'm done. Twenty minutes later, like oh let's go out to dinner. You know what's going right. on? And my wife two weeks later is like still fucking dwelling on that fight we had two it's weeks. It's so ago. true. They can't. So they can't true. let it. They can't get over it. They have trouble getting over it. So I always I'm cautious because I know. That that's the situation. But if you don't know that, if you just assume like other people are just like you in different bodies, you think, right. why can't you just let it go? I let it go. It's just the way we're wired. We're wired differently. The reason I think it nags more at women is like there's an evolutionary basis for it. They That conflict has to sustain with them because you can't just say, oh, fuck it. Leave the baby by the campfire. It'll be okay. <laughs> you, have to, right. you have to worry about that relationship more and it just it works its way into all relationships. But they it's funny in the book. So so with kids they do this, right? They do the same thing with chimpanzees, same fucking thing. Women chimpanzees when they, or female chimpanzees when they fight, uh it's over. They never they never communicate with one another again. But the ma males it's a, a part of growing up and bonding. Yeah. Right. No, it's and that's what's so that's the primary purpose of the book why gender matters yes is that's <laughs> why to, it matters is why yes yeah, is, is to say look there are these 
built-in distinct biological differences between men and women. And you can't look at them like and say there's some prescriptive normative claim about whether it's right or wrong, but you have to understand it if you want to have positive interactions with men and women. Yeah, and but between men and, and, and women, the, yeah. Right, and that's the problem is that we live in, well, I agree that we should live in a society where you don't prejudge people based off of their gender. We still have to know this stuff so that when we have these interactions, as you said, if you're interacting with a, with a woman or your wife or your girlfriend and she has some difference of opinion or she can't get over something, it's very easy for you to be like, oh, just fucking get over it. I got over Yeah. Because you don't totally. understand that li- you're literally wired differently in your head. You're and it's wired the same token, to get over it. <laughs> right. You're wired to get over it. She might not be wired to get over it. And it's the same thing from their perspective is that the girl or the wife has to understand in the relationship that the guy is wired differently. Than yeah. her, and he's going to be able to just forget things maybe in 20, 30 minutes, or he's going to, and obviously this is all on average, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. People are different outliers and stuff. Right. There are, are women who different. just get over it. I'm certain of it. Yeah. Right. And there They're are guys fucking psychopaths. Stay away from those women guys. Just <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, guys, <laughs> there are guys that hold grudges about shit forever too. Yeah. So. But now you can call those guys soy because <laughs> they're totally fucking soy. <laughs> I feel for the Harry Potter fans of the world. Harry Potter, like, I didn't hate it, but, like, Harry Potter was never my thing, obviously. I never talk about it on this channel. You know, like, I... What? <laughs> like, it's not there even costing go. her. She could just avoid this topic altogether. There you go. Read the books. I even I even gave it a shout-out by book, which I'm kind of regretting now. Oops. I just needed a book that came out in 2007. But Harry Potter was blowing up around the same times that Lord of the Rings was having its resurgence in popularity. And the relationship of the author to that text is a completely different discussion and one we are not going to have here. Tolkien has been dead for 50 is, years. Is, um... Uh-oh, is Tolkien problematic, too? I guess I cut her Prob- off. I think yeah. he was probably racist or something. Yeah. So I, mean, I wonder if Lindsay Ellis is closer to this... Uh, chp girls because my wife fucking loves harry potter ma'am like harry potter this harry potter that like she dragged me to all the really movies. yeah i always That's conceptualize hilarious. harry potter as like a a girl thing is harry, it harry potter seems like a girl thing to me i could be i wrong. never conceptualize it as as a girl thing mm-hmm. um i knew lots of boys that liked it okay but but i also but you're it, it does there are lots of girls maybe it's a gender neutral um that's the white whale, You're, the great white whale. Of the great white whale. Literature. Well, if you think about it, you know, I, if you, I don't know if you've read the books. I've, I've read Potter? some of them. No. Yeah, I've read some of them. I haven't read Come them. Come on. Come on. Yeah, think I know. I, I forgot who I'm <laughs> talking to. I forgot who I'm talking to. But um, no, because it's interesting because Harry Potter isn't a standard male character. He's mm. very gender neutral uh, in yeah. his portrayal. He's not, he's not effeminate. He's not really masculine. He's just kind of like a neutral blank slate hero character to project yourself onto. And maybe that's why it appeals to, to both genders. Have you read Tortilla Flat by Steinbeck? Have you read any Steinbeck? No. Oh. Tortilla Flat's an amazing book. It's about a bunch of drunks. <laughs> so that's my kind of literature right there. I like I like books about drunks. <laughs> It, it is, it, it, yeah, it is interesting. You're, I would think your wife would be too old for Harry Potter, but, you know, she's young at heart, and I guess that's good. No. <laughs> My wife thinks she's 14. Here's, he's Twitter, but JK. Hey, it's better than Twilight. Okay. Yeah, she likes Twilight, too. 
Oh my god! I remember. I remember. It's terrible. The, I remember when Twilight movies came out. I was dating this girl who was like so into them, and I was just like, "These are like." Did the you worst see a Twilight movie, movie with a girl? I've in seen the all the Twilight movies. Really? They're all they're so bad. They're fucking so awful. Soy. You gave the fucking in. Worst thing ever. You gave in. I went and saw. Well, no, but I, see. I, went, I go ahead. <laughs> I love shot and fraud. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for me to watch these movies and hate oh, them okay. because okay. I enjoy the process of me picking apart why these movies are terrible in my mind. And then it's so funny because she would, I would, it's so funny. Like she would pay a penalty for making me watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and the penalty was I would then deconstruct the movie when we talk about it later mm-hmm. about why these movies were super anti-feminist because all Twilight movies oh, are anti-feminist. Oh my God. And they, and they all say very terrible things about gender relations. And it's so funny. So it's like the penalty of making me watch them is that now you have to have a conversation where I fucking rip them, rip them to shreds. So you got yeah. even with her, basically. I went and saw Dark City with this girl that was, oh, she was so beautiful and I was so enamored by her. And she, we mm-hmm. walked out of the movie theater. I was like, that movie was like amazing. I was so just dumbstruck by how good it was. And she said, yes. that movie sucked. And I was like... <laughs> I was so like so crestfallen because, God, I really like this girl, but I'm now I'm never fucking dating this bitch again. <laughs> like I had to break up with her immediately. Yeah, she didn't like fuck that. Like that movie was incredible. What are you talking about? Do you remember why she didn't like it? No, she didn't have any good feedback on it. No. Did she think it was just like oh, it's boring? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I love that movie. It's funny. Dark City is amazing. It's a wonderful movie. It is a great movie. That's true. I wouldn't trust anyone that didn't like Dark City. Yeah, of course. Don't trust them. Suffocate you with a pillow one day. (laughs) (laughs) Light your bed on fire. (laughs) Can't trust a woman who doesn't like Dark City. You'd be happy to know my wife loves Dark City. (laughs) There you go. You found the perfect woman. Not only alive, she's also relatively young and has tremendous... She's got to be doing this transphobia forever. So, So... But this is so funny because I'm assuming what's I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to make some assumptions here. Okay, I think what's going on is that Lindsay Ellis really likes Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you stiffed that one out, did you? But J.K. or J.R.R. Tolkien is like considered problematic by today's standards because I don't know. I'm sure he has some views on race or gender or homosexuality or something that people are, would not like nowadays. So Maybe then you have Lindsay, a sex dungeon, right? You never know. Yeah, a sex dungeon or whatever. Okay. So Lindsay Ellis now has to concoct. She has to work backwards mm-hmm. and say, well, why am I emotionally okay with J.R.R. Token being problematic, but I'm not emotionally okay with J.K. Rowling being problematic? And so she has to concoct some reason, you know, after the fact. She's like, oh, well, it's because J.R.R. Token is dead and J.K. J.K. Rowling is alive. Post-hoc rationalizations. Wouldn't it be amazing if she actually had the right uh, lexicon to deal with these problems she's talking about? I know. People study this stuff, Lindsay. Wake up. Well, look, she's just going to link to Riley Dennis videos. I know. She's got time for people that actually study the topic she's talking about. so sad. There's no academic way to examine this stuff. Uh, Yes, there is. (laughs) Yes, there is. It's called moral psychology. I know. It's so sad. And influence and a lot of followers and a lot of money and 
a lot of control of her intellectual property. And I've seen a lot of takes and I don't really want to address them all. JK Rowling is creating a generation of transphobes. Oh. All oh. but basically you can try to be rational about the whole thing and be like don't support her financially, but the reality is it's a lot more complicated than that. So while on some level there is <laughs> Uh-oh. She's a she billionaire. <laughs> She did the Tim Pool. It's complicated. She did. Where's her hat? Let's put the Tim Pool beanie on her. Here, I have it on you. We can move it on to her. Oh, God. Get that beanie off me. How dare you? A sort of broader political discussion on how she wields her influence. Really, when people want to talk about death of the author, in this instance, they want to reconcile their personal feelings about Harry Potter with the author. <laughs> like, how do I reconcile? It's so funny to me that you could have such a... Her her trans take is so milk toast. It's such a milk toast take. I'm sure it's basically ninety nine percent of humans would agree with what she's saying. And you yet, mean you J.K. Know, Rowling, right? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah obviously. obviously. Lindsay's yeah. take is fucking no, 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 bonkers. Fucking bonkers. But Jake, yeah, J.K. Rowling has such a milk toast taste. I'm sure most people would either agree with her or be more anti trans than she is, significantly. Uh, and yet she's like, oh, but she wields such influence. Oh, it's just such a problematic thing. Jay Tolkien for $20 says something about Tolkien. You mean Jay Mack? Oh, Jay Mack. Yeah. What'd I say? Jay Tolkien? Uh, Jay Mack for $20 says Tolkien actually trolled Nazis for their anti-Semitism per one of his letters. So he was pretty woke. There you go. I think nice. he thought poorly of American racism as well, but I'll have to look it up. That's great. That's not woke. Uh, That's normie. Like hating hating right. racist is fucking normie. That's what's so insulting about all the woke stuff. The woke stuff is hating regular people for microaggressions or just perceived slights that aren't even really slights. Uh Gemini semi father says, Did Sitch just call Token a racist? You mean the guy who wrote Legolas, the racist elf who was forced to get over elf supremacy to save the world. And then for another two dollars, he says, Every stream I like Sitch less. Well, that's fine, Gemini, because right now I'm taking away your moderator. No way! Don't do that. <laughs> well, here's here's why I'm taking it away. I don't you, I don't care that you like me less. Uh, I'm super triggered, mm -hmm. and I've said this several times. If I say something, and you totally straw man me, it uh -oh. triggers me. He's I never said Tolkien was racist. I said he's probably problematic because he's probably considered racist or sexist or homophobic or something. Okay, yeah. so very clearly. My words are, I don't know why the woke crowd considers J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm just saying they probably do. I'm not saying he's racist. I have no fucking clue if he's actually racist or not. Yeah. No clue whatsoever. And I don't think being sexist is a crime. So if he's sexist, there you good go. for I'm him. I like him more. I'm proud being sexist. So. I actually like him more now. There you go. But I see, and this is, this is, let's use a, um, this is this is a you know you know the old thing where it's like Melvin did something stupid and Jake did something right you know this is the, the classic example mm -hmm. so Gemini you did the stupid thing you did the wrong thing okay you tried the mind read you straw man me but Jay did the right thing because he said oh Token wasn't racist because if you think about it or he said he wasn't racist because he had evidence to his claim but also if you think about it the story is very anti-racist because there's a whole section of Lord of the Rings, that's all about the elves and the dwarves getting yeah. over their racial hatred and becoming friends. And I'm like, that's a fantastic point. Thank you, Jay. So that's the proper way to bring this information 
on stream. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the fact that the author of this series is using her power to do such incredible harm, all while genuine citation needed. <laughs> what, what is this? What is this? Just fucking existential harm that J.K. Rowling is is just blanketing across the Sit, world. you don't understand. Just witches being in the world is harmful. They just radiate <laughs> harm onto people. Okay, just their mere existence is harmful. It it's funny because you could you could have like a clip of someone complaining about J.K. Rowling being transphobic, and you could play it next to a clip of someone saying that Harry Potter, uh, you know, promotes kids to practice witchcraft. <laughs> it's like the same. It's like the exact same take. Yeah, totally. Caught caught like causing. 11 year olds to rethink their idea that they might have gender dysphoria, you know, just to give it like two thoughts doesn't seem very harmful to me. It I actually know. seems very prudent. I know. And it, she's literally just saying there should be a categorical difference between women and trans women. That's like, that seems to be her big fucking position. Yeah. And I don't know how you can even disagree with that. Which is better to delude people into thinking that there's no categorical difference and then they transition and realize, oh, fuck, there's a big categorical difference right. that I never noticed because I was this woke blind person. Well, that's what disturbs me because I feel like a lot of the woke movement is inspired by sort of a bastardization of like 90s spiritualism. Totally, with yeah. With sort of idea that like, well, you just have to believe hard enough and say, tell the world hard enough that you're something and you'll just magically become something. And they act like you can just, if everyone just goes along with this lie, then the world will just believe it and it will magically become true. And here's what's so stupid about this. The literal entire fucking point, okay? <laughs> gender dysphoria. Entire fucking point. <laughs> the entire fucking point of gender dysphoria is that you have an internal feeling that makes you feel like you're wrong, okay? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, obviously, if people are shitty to you, that's going to make you feel worse about yourself. But even if everyone on the planet affirms your belief, makes you feel wonderful about yourself, you're still going to have that internal feeling. Totally. That's literally the entire fucking point of gender dysphoria and why it's categorized as a mental illness. That's the entire fucking point. And these people are too stupid to understand that they need to study it <laughs> they need to actually do I some know. work here only believe is doing the right thing with the fact that the series was so formative for so many people how about this um the answer to that is i don't know sitch keeps backing it up <laughs> you're backing it up right i didn't back it up oh really it's, it's jumping around it feels like are you at 524 yeah. Oh, maybe it's just I her shitty cuts. I don't know. She's doing like weird cuts. Up. So, like, what the, the hell? I thought this was up. a rant video. Like, I, when I do my rant videos, I make zero cuts. Well, she means rant in that she <laughs> doesn't I... have a script. She just off the cuff pulling shit out of her. God, what I would give to, to get the like three hour unedited video oh, this. yeah totally because you know it's filled oh my god like her castigators oh my god i can't say that what am i thinking that's oh, true it's like oh that's i didn't true. say that right that's you know she true. beats herself up i have kind of the fact 
fact that the author of this series is using her power. You did that, right? I, I backed it up a little. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I want to see these crazy cuts. Like, <laughs> what the hell okay. is going on? To do such incredible harm, all while genuinely believing that she is doing the right thing with the fact that the series was so formative for so many people. How do you reconcile this? Um, the see, that was an amazing amount of cuts for just saying that. Because you know inside yeah. there, all believing that she's doing the right thing like a stupid fucking bitch and she, she <laughs> <laughs> oh that was going a little too hard i better edit that out <laughs> right yeah probably, or or you know what maybe she was editing out all the <sighs> oh maybe maybe all that mouth all, breathing <sighs> all the coke lines she's doing in between ten. <laughs> oh 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 you mean the size never mind Sorry. all that <sighs> sounds the same well you know, all the, maybe all the coke makes her nose stuffy, so she's got a mouth breathe. Lindsay, we love your limbo rings. I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know. It's not all hate over here. She's got limbo ring privilege, okay? It's not all hate. Lindsay, if you want to debate us about any of the shit, you're free to come on anytime. She's okay? bl I'm blocked by Lindsay. Are you kidding oh, me? Okay. okay. I tr I I would love to have a conversation about any of this stuff. <laughs> Ah, it's so nice. The answer to that, I don't know. <laughs> but I have kind of touched on this subject before uh, a long time ago, and I think you can find it on my other channel. Um, I did a video that kind of touched on a similar topic about Orson Scott Card, who is the author of Ender's Game. And, I, and it wasn't my like Harry Potter or anything, because I was older when I read it, but it was extremely, well, formative for me, especially as a professional author. In particular, the sequel to Ender's Game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where's yeah. your little, we need your ego thing. I watched your Cat Black video, because uh, I guess you got called out by... <laughs> uh Akila Hughes. I Akila Hughes. Obviously. Akila obviously. So I, I think her real name is Akila Hughes. She got she yeah, sued yeah. Sargon and lost big time. And now she has to pay forty thousand dollars in legal fees to Sargon. So she she put up a GoFundMe calling Sargon a fucking white well, supremacist. Well, wait, I mean, it's it's okay. So for those that don't know, uh Sargon Akila obviously sued Sargon for copyright infringement. Right. She lost horribly. Because yeah. it was he's bogus. Totally bogus. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she went on social media bragging about how she was suing him to get even with him. <laughs> like, right. had nothing to do with the fact that it had nothing to do with copyright. And it's so funny because um, Leonard French, who's like a, a YouTube lawyer, who's he's very left on a lot of issues. I've actually argued Definitely. with him on Twitter because he's had some crazy fucking like very left takes. Um, and even he was calling Akila Obvious like a fucking moron because not only was she suing Sargon wrongly, but like she was so obnoxious to him. She was publicly. bragging. But she was bragging about the braggadocia. It's like crazy. Yeah, was, yeah, like here it's so funny because if you've ever been involved in litigation, the lawyer is generally going to tell you one thing. He's going to say, "Keep your mouth shut. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Shut the fuck up." Okay. <laughs> Don't speak publicly about the case. Anything it's like it's like when you're talking to a cop. Anything you say can and will be used against yeah. you. Okay. With extreme prejudice yeah. will be used against you. Yes. So always shut the fuck up. And on top of that, whenever you have any sort of interaction or correspondence with the person that you're uh suing, 
leave the smarm to your lawyers. You should always behave cordial yeah. and polite and neutral. Okay. But apparently either Akila was not given this uh, advice or she disregarded it because while she's suing Sargon, she acts like a total fucking piece of shit to him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And even in some of the filings that, that I remember Leonard French going over, like her and her lawyer are just being so obnoxious to Sargon and so obnoxious to the judge too. Yeah. Uh, Which is crazy. Do you yeah, know who's deciding your yeah. case? It's like it's like the most you're like, what the fuck is happening? It's like it's so crazy. Um, and I think she actually like switched lawyers at some point. So obviously she has an insane ego that can't be tapped down. So yeah. so she loses the case, uh, and then Sargon either sues her or whatever the procedure is to get uh his legal fees and wins. So now so she fucking sets this is insane she sets up a gofundme campaign to pay sargon yeah like think about this a bunch of sjw's are paying someone to pay sargon yeah like it's just a bunch of pay pigs jeez right and so um so she in in her gofundme she goes through a bunch of she, she's trying to castigate sargon as like yeah. a white nationalist and a racist and all this other shit this is her only defense. Oh, you know, I lost the court case, so I have to castigate him as a racist to get people to donate money. And so what she did is so funny. She goes to his channel and she goes and he goes, she goes through all of his videos or she mm-hmm. gets someone to do it. I don't know if she actually, she might be allergic to work, <laughs> which I'll, I'll explain why in a second. Um, she goes through all his videos and she like lists them and has all these clips of anything that could be possibly maybe construed as being racist. And she's like, puts them all on the GoFundMe to, it was proof of his being a white nationalist or whatever, including <laughs> if you recall some years ago, I made a video mocking Cat Black, a popular black trans YouTuber, because Cat Black unwittingly destroyed Anita Sarkeesian's narrative about Sargon harassing her at VidCon. Yeah, it's a great video. And Sargon liked the video so much, and this might be when he found my channel, or he liked the video so much that he mirrored it on his own channel. Mm-hmm. You know, he asked me, and I said, yeah, of course you can mirror it on your channel. Um, and so Akila Obvious, that's why I say she's allergic to work, well, she posts my you? fucking video <laughs> up there, and under it says, here's Carl insulting a black trans YouTuber for 13 minutes. And I'm like, does she not know what Sargon's voice sounds like? Does she like he's fucking British? We sound nothing alike. How could she listen to my video for 13 minutes and think it's Sargon's voice talking? It's so funny because it relates into the the copyright case. Because the case was brought because he clipped up her video and made a completely different video. Your right. video he uploaded in whole, which he <laughs> asked for permission to do. Because you have to ask for permission if yes. it's not transformative. Yes, exactly. It's just so funny. And I'm like, what the fuck? How? How? Did, how? how, lady? It's just so funny. All these people want to do is like break, right. use the rules to to hurt people. Like it's so obvious. That's all they want to do. They don't, they don't, they don't care about actual justice. They don't care about any no. of that stuff. No. The reason I the reason it came up was because Lindsay Ellis being the egomaniac, oh the pub, you know, being a professional published author who's widely selling and (laughs) huge here on YouTube, 
I just felt you in that video you use this ego graphic every time Cat Black says something where, that's obviously like fucking ego. It just gets bigger and bigger. And bigger. We need that graphic here yeah. for Lindsay Ellis. Jesus. Yeah, that's, I totally forgot. But yeah, Cat Black is bragging in the video about how much uh, YouTube helps her, like YouTube corporate helps her. Yeah. And it's like every yeah every time I did that in the video, her ego would just get a little bit bigger. And yet Lindsay does reek of of ego. Yeah, of course. Yeah, He's got to show all these other bitches that are true. below her in the dominance hierarchy where she, where she sits. <laughs> That's how women work. Read why gender matters. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right back. You keep going with the video. All right. This game, Speaker was extremely influential. And if you're familiar with it, you'll be like, ah, oh, I can see that. <laughs> like even the title of the Axiom Zen sequel, which is... That one was cutting out a little bit of a breath there. You could hear it. She, I think she went on a 30-second breath bender there that she had to cut out. You can hear it here. I'll back it up a little bit. It's called was older when I read it, but it was extremely, well, formative for me, especially as a professional author. In particular, the sequel <laughs> the to Ender's author. Game, Speaker for the Dead, was extremely influential, and if you're familiar with it, you'll be like, ah, I can see that. Like even the title of the Axiom Zen sequel, which is called Truth of the Divine, is kind of, a, a, it takes some inspiration from Speaker for the Dead. So I remember a long time ago, people would talk about Orson Scott Card on Twitter. And at first, I kind of was inclined to disbelieve them, mostly because I couldn't really reconcile the fact that the same person who wrote this work, which is fundamentally about the importance of understanding someone or something that is very different from you with this incredible homophobic bigot. And it's not that this guy just has some bad Twitter opinions. He openly advocates against gay and trans people, and he uses his not inconsiderable wealth to do so. And unlike Joanne, he, for the most part, has the good sense to... He keeps, <clears throat> she keeps calling her Joanne too, which is just, oh, like, I don't know. Do people commonly call J.K. Rowling Joanne? Is that like a common thing? This is the first time I've ever heard someone call J.K. Rowling Joanne. So it's funny that they do that with other, other people too. To keep his bullshit better, but. <laughs> She's still talking about Orson Scott Card. Yeah. What's the point of this? Like, is this well, video about death of the author? Is that what she's trying yes. to set up? I guess it is. Yeah. Well, Separating death of the author. The author. Yeah. The name of <laughs> she's trying to, so, uh, she's trying to make the argument that, I don't know, it seems anti-cancel culture then. She's saying we should separate uh, J.K. Rowling from her terrible transphobic takes well, because Harry Potter's really good. She's trying to do a service for her audience, I guess. Is that what she's doing, or she's or she again like with J.K. J.R.R. Tolkien making a distinction between Orson Scott Card and? Wait, she's go going full cancel culture. Wait, let's go back a little bit. It's I such a different. Just has some... It's such a different skill set doing uh, essay style videos, which he does, and just doing live streams where you know you're just talking stream of consciousness. It's such a different oh sure skill set. It, they both take practice yes experience. everything you, takes practice yes. well no and i mean if you if you just do one it's not going to translate like when i was doing the daily videos i couldn't just sit there and ramble because yeah would be completely incoherent i had to actually write down what i was going to say pussy 
same person who wrote this work, which is fundamentally about the importance of understanding someone or something that is very different from you with this incredible homophobic bigot. And it's not that this guy just has some bad Twitter opinions. He openly advocates against gay and trans people, and he uses his not inconsiderable wealth to do so. And unlike Joanne, he, for the most part... What's the advocation? Do you know? Is it like he's against gay yeah. marriage? No, I have I have a whole big thing to talk about with Orson Scott Carr, but okay, I just want to cool. hear like her full point. Sure, sorry. He has the good sense to keep his bullshit off Twitter, but... <laughs> He is still mostly on his bullshit and was on Ben Shapiro's channel as recently as two months ago. Orson Scott Card is still alive. Okay, just to sum up for people who might not know, because she didn't really do a good introduction. Orson so, Scott Card, he's like the author of Ender's Game, and he went on Ben Shapiro, so obviously he needs to be canceled. Well, okay, ben Shapiro's well, a conservative. Well, I'll, I'll give the whole spiel now, because it's funny. This would be my the closest thing I would have to the whole triggered by the author situation uh because you like um, ender's game you're an ender's game guy so i love ender's game really it's okay one of my favorite books and you famously hate ben shapiro so <laughs> i love i love ender's game it's one of my favorite books i the rest of the ender series is it's okay it's not as good as ender's game uh but you know they're good uh but it's very interesting my experience was very interesting because i read ender's game I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Ender's Game at all, Adam. Yeah, it's about a kid who is like raised to be the one, right? Yeah, it's about the a post-alien invasion world where they're basically raising children for this kind of contrived reason to be... Well, not contrived. They're basically mm -hmm. raising children. They're trying to find the perfect military commander. Mm -hmm. And they start by... They start by finding children and raising them ever since they're children to be mm. these supreme military commanders. And Sounds unethical, but whatever. <laughs> no, it's totally unethical. But it's so the book completely covers how the people doing it feel awful for doing it, but they still do it because it's like the survival of the human species, and they right. feel like they have no choice. And that's why the book's so interesting, is because it it covers so much psychology of all the characters involved in very nuanced and complicated ways sounds great and it is really great and the very interesting thing about it is that the main character ender who basically becomes the supreme commander uh the way in which he becomes a supreme commander is that he has this incredible ability to empathize with people he feels mm -hmm. great empathy for everyone including his enemies and it's that through his empathy that he truly understands them but then it's when he truly understands them that he's able to destroy them. Psychopath. So, he, so, but that's, but, and that's what's so, his character is so interesting is because he feels nothing but conflict because he understands this aspect of his personality that this, that his greatest tool is this, or his greatest weapon is his ability to empathize with people and that he has to utilize this to destroy people. And it's like this, it's very tragic. Yeah. And I love the book and I love the series. And uh, I actually, it's very funny when I was much younger. I actually went to a writing seminar hosted by Orson Scott Card. Really? And wow. yeah, it was basically like Orson Scott Card and like 20 people. So it was like a very like small personal wow. experience where you'd go to like for a week to this writing college camp thing that he did. And, uh, you know, he would give you all his writing tips and you, and he'd send you mm -hmm. the groups and he'd write like short stories and he'd give you this it was a fantastic experience. And it was funny because I, I go to this place 
I forget where it was. I think mm-hmm. it was in North Carolina or something where's where he lives. And it's some college campus. And he says, oh, I want to warn you that there's no caffeine on campus. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's weird. I don't know what that, I mean, this is before I drank coffee. So I didn't care. I just thought it was weird. And I learned Mormons. while I'm, right. <laughs> I learned while I'm there that Orson Scott Card is Mormon. Yeah, I knew it. And this is this is before I knew anything about Mormonism. I didn't know anything about Mormonism. And one of the assignments Orson Scott Carr gave us was, it's so funny, he said, I want you to pair up and wander around town. So a small town in North Carolina and ask people like stories about their lives. Okay. Wow. And like, just write it down. Which first of all, he's like, he's like, you know, giving a bunch of like introverted writers, this task is like awful. Oh, I know. You're like immediately thinking, I what? I have to talk to strangers. Fuck you. I'm out of here. I know. And I think this was, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was before I was even college age. I might've been 17 or 18 or something. So I was, I was like really nervous about this, but it wasn't so bad because you're doing it with someone else. If you're doing something with someone else, I don't know. I always feel like it's. Yeah. 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 Uh, Partner. In that crime. was interesting, but it was funny because we, we talked to this guy who was super hostile to us. And the reason he was so hostile to us was because he thought we were Mormon. And, and he goes on this whole rant about how these Mormons come into our town and they start trying to implement their morality on everybody and taking over the town. But anyway. The, the, so I he gave you much, the story anyway. He was hostile, yeah, he but he anyway. gave you the right. story. Yeah, but it's just so funny because I, I knew, this was before I knew anything about Mormonism. I didn't understand what this guy was talking about. I'm like, wow, this guy's like really doesn't like Mormons. Uh, but then after this experience, which was a very positive writing experience with Orson Scott Card, I find out that he's kind of fucking crazy mm-hmm. because first of all, he's incredibly anti-gay, like super mm-hmm. anti-gay. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, what, right. was he throwing around the F word? And like... Well, no, see, this was so funny when you meet him, he's so nice. He, and he looks and sounds like David Letterman too, which is funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a very affable, uh, charismatic person. He's very nice, but uh, he's very anti-gay obviously because of his religion. He's, and it's not just like, oh, he, he writes articles where he talks about he's being anti-gay marriage. Like he's literally donated money and been on the board of, of anti-gay marriage groups. Like remember in California, like there was a whole Mormon yeah, prop group. Yeah, Prop 8. Yeah. That, Fuck that yeah. Got, they, it was yeah. all financed by the Mormons. Yeah. He was like on the board of that group. Yeah. Oh my God. He's I really hated anti- that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Where is this guy Super anti-gay. And I found this out. I'm like, wow. Like. And this is what's interesting, and, and Lindsay's right about this, it's so supremely fascinating to me that a guy who wrote a book, whose most famous book is about a character who's the most empathetic person in the universe. <laughs> I can't empathize who, with gay people. Right. Who, who's later in the series, he basically writes Ender as like a Jesus uh, analog, like 100% becomes a Jesus analog. And mm. he... This guy writes this character, his most famous character is supremely empathy, you know, empathy powers, and he can't empathize with gay people and he can't, you know, have this empathy for them. It's just so, and it's super interesting and it shows exactly Lindsay's problem about how someone who's very smart and maybe someone who's even very empathetic gets blinded by their emotional ideology. All their intelligence, all their wisdom goes right out the window when it butts with their religious fervor, which is what is feminism and wokeism is it's it's a religion yeah i so can't she's believe sort of, oh go ahead i was just say she's sort of channeling this exact issue that's that she has with orson scott Carr. yeah i can't believe california is like legalizing weed and 
illegalizing gay marriage at the same time. Right. It's like, what the fuck is going on in this state? I know, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. Yeah. And, But then it doesn't just end with the anti-gay stuff because he, he wrote – he's a very weird politically guy because he doesn't – he really doesn't like Trump whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But he Whoa. really hates the Democrats. He's an anti-Trumper. Well, he's like a never-Trumper. He's like right-wing, but he hates Trump. Yeah. I guess oh, because okay. he's really religious, so he views Trump, you know, Trump's obviously. Oh, yeah, like, too much of a pragmatist. He's right. like, Trump's been in office four years. Yeah. Gay marriage should be illegal. It well, should be a constitutional <laughs> amendment. Well, no, he views Trump as basically uh, an amoral con man. Yeah. That's basically how he views him. All and, politicians are amoral. They're forced well, to be. That's true. But, yeah. But he wrote, but anyway, he, he wrote this really weird uh, blog post in, I don't remember, 2012 or something that was all about him concocting a way in which Obama could take over America like via authoritarian <laughs> force. And you read this and you're like, this is like the rantings of an insane person. You're like, I hung well, out with this guy for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But what was interesting about it, and it wasn't a death of the author. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't go, well, Ender's game sucks now because Orson Scott card is a hypocrite in terms of the character. Cause that's stupid to me. It makes the story of Ender's game more fascinating. Yeah. It teaches me a time. lesson about human nature and about how emotions and tribalism and religion blinds you from, from your higher cognitive cognition. But also it did explain to me uh, his worldview. Cause if you're familiar with Ender's game, he wrote a sequel series to that about a character named bean. That's all about how uh, all the countries go to war with each other. And who basically, what country is going to take over the world? It's basically what the Bean series is about. And when you, when I was reading it, I didn't catch it. But now that I see his belief system, I understand that he has this very, like, I hate to say it, but like stereotypically right-wing paranoid view that like, oh, China and the rest of the world, like everyone's just going to take over the world by force, which to me is so ridiculous because it's like, we're so intertwined financially. Like everyone's vying for power financially. I don't, I don't think... China was going to like land troops in American coast and take over America. China's right? in big trouble. The disunited nations that I'm reading that Peter Zahan. Oh man, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Cause all every, what, what you're talking about, about the interconnectedness of the world is kind of unnecessary for America. And America mm-hmm. is starting to realize that, and like the decoupling. Is it though? From the, I, feel I like think that's we not are. True. I think we are. We we don't do a lot of our. I thought we have like zero, so little manufacturing. We're bringing it back. We're bringing back manufacturing. Yeah, manufacturing is coming back to the U.S. And like the biggest thing was the oil inputs, and now we're completely uh, self-sufficient on oil. So we have the mm-hmm. we have the natural resources. And we have, uh, it, like, the manufacturing we can totally bring back at our discretion. We are only doing it in China because it's a good deal. The He goes through, the whole book is based on the idea that America is going to stop being the global police because it's this amazing uh, expense of resources that's completely unnecessary for America. And once America does that... It's he kind of goes through every single like first world nation and figures out where the chips are going to fall. And it doesn't look good for China at all. Like China needs us way more than we need them. 
So it actually made Good. me feel a lot better. Yeah. China awesome. is China is all dumping like China is trying to figure out AI. They're dumping so much so many resources into artificial right. intelligence. He doesn't seem to think that they're going to be able to pull it off. I'm a little more worried about that, but I don't know that I mean obviously we're dumping resources into that just because our market driven right. economy like AI is so valuable monetarily that well, they want to I crack that nut go ahead i guess the the benefit i think f for the rest of the world or at least america or american friendly uh trying to figure out ai is i think that there's a lot different a lot more different people working on it mm -hmm. i'm sure oh, the yeah. u.s government's yeah. working yes. on it i'm sure all these private companies are working on it i'm sure the fucking is government's working on it <laughs> google yeah. is working on it right yeah. i we, we have a lot more different people amazon is working on right. it we have a lot more different people with different approaches all working towards AI where right. with China it's just, you know, the Chinese government. China has a bunch of people in a room that they're right. paying that no none all of them know that if they develop the AI that the communist party will take it from them and they will get nothing out of it. So they're working like, "Oh, maybe, you know, whatever. Okay." Well, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, you don't think incentives matter? I mean, no, seriously. I'm saying I, I would assume whichever Chinese scientist comes up with something, they'll shower with money or power or something. I don't know. Are you kidding me? I don't know about that. There's a lot of stories about people in China that get mm -hmm. rich and powerful, and the next thing you know, they're in prison. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's a good point. So maybe you know how they'd say, Putin oh, we're going to give you money. You right, we're going to give you all this money, but then you have to be afraid that once you get it, like, they can totally. Take it back. Be, being rich in places yeah. like China and Russia is dangerous. Is dangerous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Putin got all of his money by incarcerating the richest man in in uh, in Russia, an oligarch. They right. put him in jail and expropriated all his stuff. Right. That's how they, they say, do yeah, it in you, those nations. Yep. Well, yeah, they say you play ball with us or you go to jail and lose all your shit. Yeah. Basically. Sometimes they don't even give you the play ball option. Sometimes no. they just put your no. ass in jail. That's true. People don't understand how lucky they are to be. Lindsay Ellis doesn't know how lucky she is to be in America. No. Like, in a first world capitalistic society. Yeah, in a place that Free you know. Society, yeah, yeah, you get to make what you keep. You get to keep your Patreon dollars. You don't have to worry about the government. Well, obviously. I, I feel the people in the chat, the taxation <laughs> of, as theft crowd, <laughs> coming for me. Coming for me. Yes. Obviously, there's a difference I like between low taxes. taxes. I like yeah, low taxes, guys. Tax, the taxes are too damn high. I agree with you. <laughs> Obviously, there's a difference between paying taxes and the government stealing your shit and throwing you in jail just because, you know, yeah. wrong thing. Yep, totally. And difference between a dead author that maybe has a checkered past and a living one who is using their not inconsiderable wealth and power to advocate against marginalized groups. And this is one of the most insidious aspects of JK Rowling doing what she's doing. She knows that because of her- Is this weird? Because, first of all, I mean, as I said, I completely disagree with Orson Scott Card's personal politics. Yeah, the anti-gay stuff. Yeah, I, well, even even the Obama is going to take over America stuff. Oh yeah, that's like, insanity. But yeah, and, and I completely disagree with his being so homophobic. But I'm not going to say Ender's Game is a, a, a bad book. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to still say I'm still going to recommend the people. It's still, still one of my favorite books, whatever. But the interesting thing is that from Lindsay's perspective, to compare 
Orson Scott Card to J.K. Rowling to me is insane. Like J.K. Totally. Rowling's big crime is that she just has a slightly different opinion. I mean, at least Orson Scott Card, he's literally was on the board trying to get gay marriage illegalized in California. Like he's actually yeah. like doing something. Yeah, it is crazy. I just they conceptualize the gay thing and the trans the the gay issue and the trans issue as identical. Which I don't know if it's just they're not capable of holding two well, different thoughts in their head or what, but they're very different I don't mean situations. In terms of, I don't mean in terms of comparing the gay issues to trans issues. I mean in terms of like Orson Scott Card was actively nope. creating political change and J.K. I, Rowling is just tweeting. I, under, <laughs> like, I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying, but I'm saying right. that the reason she's so easily conflating the two is because he's anti-gay and she's anti-trans. Yeah, I see. She's looking at it that simplistically. I think so. I mean, they're hugely yeah, different. Probably. How can she not realize that they're hugely different? Right, right. They do, they do this so, all the time when you talk about the, like the the barriers for making gender dysphoria for normalizing gender dysphoria are much higher than the barriers for normalizing homosexuality like homosexuality you can live your entire life without chopping your wee wee off like there's a huge difference there a gigantic difference there that we should talk about true a uh, dog whistle for five dollars says token wasn't racist SJWs have recently race-coded orcs as black and then retroactively attributed their own racist ideas on Dan. <laughs> oh, that's sad. They do that. That is sad. They, they totally have, do that. Yeah, that's true. That's the craziest thing ever is the people saying, oh, orcs are black people. You're like, what? Like, the fuck? It's insane. Well, he's a straight uh, white guy, so obviously they have to... He's targeted for destruction, I'll, for the memory hole. You like this one. Uh, ulterior motive for $5 says, oh, look, it's the unrepentant shadow face wear <laughs> and the washed up Gen Xer that got famous for melting a water bottle. Go famous? A team. I don't know if I'm. <laughs> oh, really? There you go. I got a go A team out of him, and you even did there it enthusiastically. You go You're making progress. You're making. Yes. We're going to save you yet, Sitch. We're going to save you. <laughs> We're going to save you from your ego maniacal self. <laughs> Let's see. Are you going to do another super chat? Is that what's going on here? Oh, I'm saying if there's any... Um, any related any super that chats. that are related to this stuff. Utter Nonsense for $1 says, wait, Dumbledore is gay? Always has been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I made that joke too. Yep. Uh, Paradox for $1 says, there's one, there's one more person calling Sargon a Nazi, someone who's making a return from the verge of relevance death. Someone brought by Someone brought back by machinations of Kiwi Farms to proclaim himself unjustly a centrist. Does academics please respond? Ring any bells? Is uh, that, oh yeah, I'm a crowd. Yeah, so that'd Ooh. be an interesting conversation if we could get crowd in. So I got to talk to each other. Is anyone work? Uh, is anyone you know working on that? We should work on that. We are um, working on that. We are working what on are that. But uh, no, I know I was joking. But um, <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation because I I'm not super clear. I don't really understand. I think I do, but I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. I don't really understand Kraut's beef with Sargon. Yeah, me neither. Not so. not at all. I don't understand any of it. Right. I would be I curious to see. I don't Kraut doesn't seem to like me either, and I have no idea why. Like that shit blew up with Kraut, and I I said you guys are making a lot out of nothing. It didn't seem like a big right. deal to me, but 
And what did I get for, you know, tacitly defending Kraut? Now he hates my guts. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, Dollar Doc, she's not all day for 150. Says, Am I the one who notices how often bread tubers reference Ben Shapiro in all the videos they make? Yeah, I get that there. he's a prominent oh. conservative, but is bringing up Ben Shapiro as part of their manifesto or whatever? I don't know, just something I noticed. Yeah, I don't get it. And they never seem to go after Ben Shapiro's arguments, they just kind of dismiss them out of hand. Like Ben Shapiro makes really crappy arguments. I don't like Ben Shapiro's healthcare argument on like. You're forcing my wife to be a slave. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude, okay? Like, even if we have universal health care or government or some government program, your wife has the option of working for the government or not working for the government. It's the same as the military. Like, are all the soldiers in the military slaves? Come on. Come right. on now, Ben. But Ben Come makes these shitty arguments. Why don't they attack his arguments? they just, like, out of hand. Oh, it's Ben Shapiro. You know, you just ignore him. It's like... Are we ignoring him because we can't attack his arguments? We're not smart enough to attack his arguments? What's the deal? Wake <laughs> up, leftist. She's going to be believed. I think they're just anti-Semitic. More than, <laughs> you know, the lived experience of trans people and decades and decades of... Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Just I want to... We second. have to consult the lived experience of... Uh, schizophrenics i think that's really where, where society is going wrong <laughs> she's going to be believed more than you know the lived experience of trans people and decades and decades of medical research okay decades and decades of medical research <laughs> okay what the fuck? wait a minute <laughs> Lindsay is castigating uh jk rowling because they're saying she's going to be more believed than the lived experience of trans people bitch J.K. Rowling was literally quote tweeting a trans woman and you're attacking her for it. Yeah. You're the one fucking denying the lived experience of a trans person, you fucking moron. Like, what the fuck? This is insane. True. Total insanity. Off and the also, charts. Yeah. And then, and then the second claim. The, the yeah, decades, decades of decades. That's research. the one where I was like, what, bitch? What are you talking decades, about? Decades, it's so funny. All, like, overwhelming amount of science is all, not only on the side that sex is biological and real, obviously, but that gender has a huge biological component to it. Yes. All the research basically points in that direction. And it's so funny because... Uh, for so long, uh, the the people, the Wokies, would point to the APA, the American Psychological Association, because mm -hmm. they had some definition oh, of the gender now. that seemed like they were on their side. But here's what's interesting. The other day, I looked into this, and I, and I re-looked into the APA's definition of gender, and I looked further into it, and I realized it actually... <laughs> Not only does the APA that they keep citing doesn't support the woke definition of gender, it actually literally says the opposite. The APA literally states that they believe that there are biological gender differences and biological brain differences between men and women. So there's like no fucking science backing up the crazy shit. Yeah. This whole that gender is purely a social construct. Social nonsense. constructionism is anti-science. It's totally yes. anti-science. Yes. I mean, you completely. you can mold culture. I mean, there is some cons constructed culture that you can do, but you have to 
You have to frame it within the context of biology. You can't throw biology away. Biology right. is like the hardware. It's like a hardware can, software thing. Yes, 100%. Like you can sublimate behavior, right? You mm -hmm. can transform the gladiator pits of murder to like the football game. Yes. Okay. Totally. Yes. But you can't say, oh, we're not going to have any aggression allowed in our society. There can be no aggressive team sports. There can be no competition, which is what the communists want to do. They want to say there's going to be no competition anymore. And that's, you can't do that because people, men especially crave certain things and they're going to, yep. they're going to fight you on it and you're going to lose. J, J Mac for $10 says as someone who served in the military, it's more indentured servitude than slavery. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, And I know there are a lot of people who are perfectly willing to compartmentalize. And again, I see separate art from the artist. And you know what? That's fine. You know what? You do you. Again, this discussion is not for you. This is for the people who are trying to figure out how to reconcile having Harry Potter in their past and in their lives with the way she is wielding her power. Gotta burn your books, kids. Sorry. No other... No other... I know. This the Nazis just... really ruined book burning for everyone, didn't they? <laughs> Those poor, <laughs> poor book burners forever will be associated with the Nazis. Oh, so such a shame. Poor such things. Shame. I know. Or that and... famous book, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. That too. I just, it's so funny. All this anxiety, all this despair over fucking the tiniest of ideological differences i know oh my god of ideological differences this is the like the teachable moment for uh ideologies are on a spectrum kids gender <laughs> is a binary but ideologies they cover an entire spectrum <sighs> but no that conversation is not going to be had they they want ideologies to be on the binary they're like yeah, see for us against us isn't isn't that ironic that the people trying to say that they're that everything's on a spectrum but when it comes to the ideology it's like the ultimate binary totally yeah no, no. the irony is not lost on me I, I i love irony only a sith deals in absolutes yeah there you go there you go sargon you were being pro sith this is your side sargon <laughs> Is Lindsay Ellis, what is Lindsay Ellis? Is she a Slytherin or a Hufflepuff? She looks like a Sith. Look at her. You can just see her with a little cloak, some dark eyeshadow. Total Sith. I'm, I'm a sucker for the limbo rings, man. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little dazed here. I can't think straight. Women do weird things to me, man. The <laughs> way that Cards Open Bigotry has influenced the way that I read the Ender series, I think people kind of know that knowing this about the author is going to affect how they read and engage with the Harry Potter series. And if it was formative for them, if it was a big part of their childhood or adolescence, or even if it is still a big part of your life, that is going to. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, a shithead right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. You going full I don't have any problem here? with people liking Harry Potter. Especially when they're younger, you know, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a appeals to the young adults, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's, it's a decent series, but to call it formative, Harry Potter, I mean, come on, like Harry Potter, it's such a simplistic story. You know, the good guys are good. The bad guys are bad. There's no deep themes, deep 
you know, ideas being explored in Harry Potter. This is an Ender's game. This isn't so, even fucking Final Fantasy VII, okay? Like, th- there's so much, like, I don't know, just to me that, like, oh, I, so much deep storytelling and formation was, you know, f- you know, it f- impacted me as a child because of Harry Potter. I'm like, look, you can say you like something. I know people like entire worlds of things. You want to get yourself lost in it. That's totally fine. But let's be realistic about what it is, okay? Sitch is like, sixth grade, Nietzsche. <laughs> This is my ego balloon blowing up. I'm like, oh, I'm a big brain fucking, you know, I'm a big brain person, even he, in middle school. He's like Albert Camus. <laughs> no yeah. fucking Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's your there's your taste of egoism from a PSA. Sitch oh, my God. Nobody likes the big brain guy, man. Come on. Definitely Dial it back a little bit. No, no. <laughs> to influence the way you remember it or the way you experience it. And while you can absolutely control the way you... I mean, I guess that's fair. I love Dragon Ball Z, and that's like the dumbest fucking shit imaginable. A bunch of men punching each other in the face with the most convoluted, shitty storyline ever. So who am I to judge? People are uh, asking me to watch JoJo. Uh, Is JoJo the one where the two guys, there's like a rivalry between these two guys? Yes, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, Yeah, I see Adam, that. Adam randomly uh, DMs me. And he says, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with a question mark. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? What are you asking me? Well, because I went, I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. But I watched it a long time ago and it just didn't really make, like, I don't understand why people go crazy for this show. What's a, What am I missing here? So did you, you watch the first season with the... The adopted brother gets yeah, the mask totally. and becomes a yeah. vampire. I mean, it's interesting, but... Yeah, so it, JoJo's weird. Okay, JoJo's very strange. Mm-hmm. The first season is is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I agree there. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. okay. It wasn't anything special, though. You, you have to understand, it's like people like JoJo, especially the first season, because it's like so melodramatic that it's it is. funny. That's that. Right. It is very campy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's intention, and I I assume it's intentionally like ridiculous. That's what people like because it's fu- it's like it's funny. It it's is so, funny. like over the top. Um, the second season capitalizes that by making the over the top stuff even more over the top in a way that I think is incredibly funny. But and also it just is actually I would argue it's just actually good. So. Well, maybe I'll check out the second season then. I don't know if it's on yeah. Netflix. If you, I watched the no, it, the first three seasons are on Netflix. If you don't like the second season uh, of JoJo, I mean, also you can basically skip the first season to be honest. But if you don't like, well, the second I already season, watched then, it. Yeah, I know. If you don't like the second season, then you can just. I think on Netflix, it doesn't. It's weird. It doesn't label them correctly by seasons. It's just like episode eleven, the second season. So Lindsay wants to make up with you. She wants to give you a big old wet kiss right now. Sitch. Oh, your, I didn't put your on my on my end. It's a different freeze frame. There's no put your lips up to the screen. She says, "Come here, be my <laughs> be you my want. Valentine." This is what you want, Mister Limble Rings. Mister Limble Rings. Jeez. Mark this day on the calendar when you finally became a man. You finally discovered what Limble Rings are. Your internet connection is unstable. Yeah, I saw that. Must be all the weed my internet smoked last night. No, I, did you hear? I read a super chat. No, read it again. Uh, John R for five dollars says, "What happened between Kraut and Sargon? I never knew what happened to A Team Forever." Yeah, read that last part. What was that last part again? Uh, A Team Forever. 
sir. It says Adam was just talking about how ego is bad. And now he's being a total hypocrite. S class is the best class. Uh-huh. You do uh-huh. the voices? Come on, I want different voices. The uh-huh. A team uh-huh. wants voices. Uh-huh. We demand uh-huh. voices. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, Text. I don't know. You cannot control the way an author uses their money. I don't know what the what the hubbub was with Crown Tea either. I don't I don't know any of that stuff. I saw them sharing uh, something on Twitter that I made fun of. That's a, it the was um, of that I'm I know. A, I'm assuming the conflict started because uh, there was an accusation, and I, I'm not going to weigh in because it's very mm-hmm. contentious whether it's true or not. There's an accusation that Kraut was digging up, was wrongfully digging up and trying to dox Coach Red Pill. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, digging up information on Coach Red Pill. Right. Uh, and then there was some pushback by saying, well, all the information wasn't doxing because all the information was widely and easily available, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so there was sort of, and I think my understanding of it is that uh, Kraut was upset because a lot of people who he thought were his friends turned on him or didn't back him up or didn't support him. Welcome to the internet, Kraut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's it a little weird because I mean, I, I don't. I think Coach Red Pill is a fucking piece of shit. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. um, I don't. I don't think he's like a white nationalist or anything, to my knowledge. No, I mean, isn't he like like Hispanic or something? Coach Red Pill is a was. huge sexist, which is a okay in my book. <laughs> no, but it was weird because he was Kraut was trying to do all this like anti-white nationalist stuff, and I I don't know why. I don't know how Coach Red Pill got tied into that, but maybe someone else knows. But yeah. I don't remember any of it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it feels like a while ago. A lot of drama. But Kraut, you know, carrying a grudge for a long time is very, hmm, well, how shall I put this? Very feminine. Very, very female. <laughs> don't say that. Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, technically. I mean, on average, obviously. Right. Money and influence. Even case in point, right now I am using my, you know, relative extreme micro influence to advocate against what J.K. Rowling is advocating for. And if you did, God, that was like painful for her, wasn't it? Or maybe she was humble bragging. <laughs> uh, wait, let's go back. When she was like, "Oh my, you know, my tiny little influence here." You know, as a speaker, as a professional author and speaker. Right. As a professional author and YouTuber. I'm using my, you know, relative extreme micro influence to advocate against what J.K. Rowling is advocating for. And if you disagree with me, bye, Felicia. <laughs> See, normally I work off. Who's by? What's Felicia? Who's Felicia? That's the straw man person she's attacking. The oh. theoretical person. I who know disagrees a Felicia, and she's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't like her attacking Felicia. Adam, we're the Felicias, Adam. Oh, really? Okay, we're the Felicias here. Oh, okay. Well, I know a Felicia, and she's super. She's very nice. Don't don't tell Felicia <laughs> to get lost, okay? Now the Up Debbies, the tell them the fuck off. <laughs> I know a Debbie too. <laughs> So this is very unnatural uh, for me. As you can see, I like my ring light and my uh, degree over there. Now, why did she, all these things she cut out, but she left the ring light thing. I what don't ring understand light? it. Oh, you mean in the, in the 
the reflection in the back. Well, in the video, she mentions the ring light and she is editing. Obviously, we've talked about how this was a four-hour video that she edited down right. to 17 minutes. And the ring light distraction <laughs> made it into the video. I don't know. Why didn't she fix that? Now that she pointed it out, I'm, I didn't notice it until she pointed it out. Now oh, I can't, Sitch is going to like... He's now I can't not it notice it. You can see the the ring light being reflected off of that frame in the background. We're doing like particularly well right for next this to video. her head. Yeah, we're doing particularly well for this video. We're halfway through it, and we've only been talking for three hours. Well, it's <laughs> like this: the way that this video is structured, it's front loaded with a lot of shit you have to talk about. But then after it, she just kind of says nothing. Oh, so okay, good. Woo. You can just kind of listen to some of the stuff. We're into the coasting section. Yes. I know for a lot of people there would be no forgiveness for them and I can understand that I think on some level I would have to agree but as it stands right now all signs point to this is where her train is going that she's not going to change what is probably going to happen is she and her social circle is going to become more and more insular and she's going to distance herself from people that she used to work with like, like why why the entire like the fucking assumptions here are well, crazy it's it's funny because even if it's true it's like well all these things are happening because of your fucking side, Lindsay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not because she's not, she's not closing the circle because she's like, fuck these people. She's doing it because you guys keep attacking her. No, she's not closing the circle, dude. They're, they're abandoning surrounding, her. Surrounding, yeah, abandoning her and surrounding her. Yes. Yeah. So just totally. to, to conceptualize it the other way around, like, like she's saying, no, we can't be friends because you don't believe in my, my take on trans people. No, they're the ones that are saying we are not going to be friends with you. So she's not shrinking her own circle. She's being abandoned. Like the right. Harry Potter guy is the perfect example. He's like, oh, too problematic for me. I won't be doing any more Harry Potter well, movies, even though he's done with them like 100 years ago. And, and this, is why, this is why a lot of this woke shit is so insidious. Because what happens is, you know, J.K. Rowling has some very minor... Mild. I, like, incredibly totally minor norm, take. <laughs> Yeah, totally normal, normie, ideological, minor disagreement with the woke shit, okay? And she explained, it doesn't matter how many times she explains it, it doesn't matter how well she explains it. It doesn't matter. So what happens is, then they then the media turns around and they go down, they, they go, hey, Daniel Radcliffe, did you know that J.K. Rowling is problematic and transphobic? And he just goes, that's terrible. I totally disagree with her and denounce her, even though he doesn't know or understand the fucking issue in any capacity. And then the fucking idiot media just goes to every single person associated with JK Rowling and they just say, yeah. Oh, did you know she's a problem? And they all just, since they're all either stupid or fucking pussies or they're lazy and they don't give a shit about actually coming to conclusions on their own or they just want to protect their career, they just say, Oh, that's terrible. I'm, that's really bad. Uh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. I know. And it just, and this is how this shit spreads. And this is how this shit gets a free pass. Yeah, I'm just too sad. fucking lazy to look into it. Well, Ratcliffe's busy. <laughs> yeah. No way. He came out immediately like virtue signal about this. Oh my God, this is so terrible. Well, I know, I know what's her face. I can't think of the actress's name. Who played Hermione is like super sexist. Fucking, super woke. Super fucking woke. I used her in Social Justice Detective. She's my ass. She's my. That's adult. right. She was Emma Watson. She was the voice in your head. Is it Emma Watson? 
Emma Watson. Yeah. She was the one telling you what the day was. Totally. Right? Yeah. She's yeah. my, she's my, uh, my spirit guiding. Animal. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Alexander M for 199 says these people act like JK Rowling killed their mother. True. Totally. Yes. So fucking crazy. The same thing. Yeah. You're hurting people. She even frames her argument in, no, we're hurting more people this way. The detransitioners we have to think of. No, fuck them. <laughs> fuck those people. <laughs> they they abandoned us too. They should have been trans forever. I know. Oh, man. The cast of the Potter movies. And she's going to get love by. And I love the fact that all this stems from the fact that J.K. Rowling is just so fucking woke feminist. She's she's too woke feminist for trans issues. <laughs> like it's so funny. She's like she's like, well, I think it's in, like all of this stems from J.K. Rowling. It's not like J.K. Rowling looked at the science. This was so funny about this too. J.K. Rowling didn't look at the science. No. Okay, and say, oh, uh, well, she, we talked about this. You're right. You're totally right. She didn't people come to don't her. like. It's not a centrist position at all. She has right. People don't. It's not like J.K. Rowling said. Before I come to a conclusion about the trans issue, I should look at the science and make an informed decision. She looks at the science, then makes an informed decision. That's not what happened. Okay. Nope. That's never what happened. What happened was uh, J.K. Rowling hears things about trans women and quote unquote men pretending to be trans women uh, In invading <laughs> female spaces. Yep. Okay. And then she starts hearing and, and her emotions go, ooh because she's a strong independent feminist woman <clears throat> then she hears things about uh trans activists saying that gender and sex isn't real mm -hmm. and so since jk rowling is all very woke on her feminist ideology she understands something that a lot of the woke SJWs don't understand which is that the trans ideology is completely incompatible with a lot of feminist ideology right and yep. so she realizes this and has an emotional reaction to suddenly be against a lot of the trans ideas. Yeah. And it's only then, now that she's emotionally primed to not agree with them, then she turns to look for evidence to support the claim that she already wants to make. Yeah, what do you think J.K. Rowling thinks about uh, biological men competing in women's sports? What's what's a what's a feminist think of that? Right, exactly. But that's what's so funny. I mean, that's what's so de funny and depressing about all this is that even when when J.K. Rowling comes to a take that I think is far more correct than Lindsay's <laughs> take, she only came to it because of her own biases. Totally. She didn't come to yeah. it because of some enlightened centrist principle or because she wants to figure out what is objectively true first. Sitch is so. basically saying she's not one of us, guys. She's not. She's definitely well, not no, one I'm of just, us. I'm saying this is just the, the sadness of and the limitations of human nature. It's We're sad that not everyone can be. Yeah, it's sad that not everyone can be like us. It's true. We're if special. Every, Adam, if everyone was like us. No, actually, I'm sorry. If everyone was like me. <laughs> oh, my God. The world would be a perfect utopia, Adam. Oh, everyone no. was just me. No, it would be horrible. All the people who are not like me. It'd be lonely be and boring. <laughs> All the people who are not like me should be removed. No, from it would be terrible. Adam. It would be purge it, them. It'd be dystopian nightmares. It'd be get rid of the non-sitchers. <laughs> purge the heretics and the unbelievers. Purge them. It'd be a dystopian evil. What's what's it's? Have you seen the movie The Human Centipede? <laughs> That's what it would be like, guys. You don't want that. Yeah, no, it'd be awful. It'd be awful.
by not only people who agree with her, but people who probably have much more far-right beliefs about trans people than even Rowling does. I have seen people argue that once a text is in the world, regardless of how much the author tries to influence people's reading of it once it's out there, um, the text no longer belongs to them. And on a certain level, I do agree with that. However, there are few creators that are as deeply entrenched in the world they created as J.K. Rowling. Like, Ezzy, for instance, let's say that George Lucas goes off the deep end and, like, chains himself to a Confederate statue that is slated for removal. Um, he's not really got anything to do with Star Wars anymore, but J.K. Rowling is Harry Potter. She has made sure of that. And this is sort of a unique franchise in that you can't really consume and advocate for it without indirectly doing the same for the author. And she knows this, which is why she's kind of decided that this is the hill she's going to die on. She has a lot. You think, you think JK Rowling's made this calculation like, oh, because they can't separate Harry Potter from me. I'm gonna be a transphobe on Twitter. Yes, my machinations are all coming true now. <laughs> no, not remotely. She's, no, she she thinks she's advocating she, for feminism. She's like, I right. built this empire. Now feminism <laughs> is gonna be everywhere. That's it's so funny. I like, know whole, it, it is. It's the same thing. It's everyone advocating for their yep. ideology. Yep, that's what's so funny about it. She just she just wants to promote her fucking her version of woke feminist bullshit mm -hmm. these this is a cat fight between two feminists guys that's why it's so fascinating Sad. i'm a better feminist and you know you don't include the trans people you're so evil ah you're so evil it's it's sad to me because an author that i i like was uh stephen king and even mm -hmm. he's like Turned oh, on he's, for this. he's a huge woke guy. He's super woke, yeah. Do you know Which, that? I mean, go ahead. It doesn't surprise you that he's woke. I mean, his his books are very uh, left oriented. Do you know that uh, but, Stephen King wrote a book about a school shooter before school shootings were a thing? No. Oh my god. Yeah, he Is wrote it his a. Fault? He wrote a book about a school shooter before school shooters got big, and he thought that the book might... Well, I think Darren... Who were the first big school shooters? They were like Darren Klebel and Eric Harris, I think, the Columbine kids. They, uh, He had heard that they read his book, and he felt awful about it, and he uh, took the book out of print and tried to buy up like every copy. He's, he's basically memory hold his own book. Is that crazy? That is pretty crazy. That's insane. That's pretty well. At least it's not, at least it's not for some ideological reason. It's because they're afraid of like school shooting. Yeah. Copycatting. That's not really ideologically based. He didn't go, Oh, my work is problematic. Yeah. Well, I wonder when some of these trans YouTubers are going to wake up to that same sensation that he had like, Oh my God, am I the one inspiring? All these people who are transitioning who don't have gender dysphoria? Right. I, you think Hunter Avalon is going to have a big awakening one day? <laughs> Maybe when his girl... Because doesn't he have a little girl? Maybe when his little girl starts transitioning, he will. We should try to... We should try to... I'm sorry. Oh, my internet just went crazy. We should try to get him on.
That'd be funny. Sure. I don't know. I guess I'll have to ask him because I think he hates you. Everyone <laughs> hates me, Sitch. I don't. How are you always deemed the nice? I guy? love you, Adam. I love you. Listen, you're the one talking about human centipeding the world behind the scenes. I don't think people know that. I don't think people know the real Sitch. The real. The real Sitch. The real evil. When the mastermind. stream is off, the crazy shit that I say. But yeah, we should have him. I would love to hear some of his takes on. Reach out to him. Go ahead. This shit. Yeah. And it'd be interesting. Oh, so next week, uh, I think we're going to have Caleb on next week. So that should be interesting. Caleb was supposed to come on my Thursday show, but couldn't come on because because uh, his apartment got flooded or something like that. But yeah, no, that's cool. I love to that talk sucks. to Caleb. Yeah. yeah he's... Caleb is the guy who talked about he used the. The subject of that New York Times article, the alt-right pipeline. Yeah, remember how we were talking earlier about how when you say something publicly, it kind of traps you into <laughs> thinking that you can never get past? You remember that? Remember yes. that conversation? I mean, they talk I about I vaguely it. remember that conversation, yes. They talk about this extensively with all kinds of studies in the book Influence by Robert Cialdini. They mm -hmm. actually go to people's houses and they get them to make some tiny concession. And because they make this tiny concession, they feel in their minds that they're the type of people that does these type of things. And then they show up the right. next day and they ask him, would you be interested in being a camp counselor for five weeks? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the number of people that agree to this amazingly horrific uh, concession like goes up by 85%. Like they, they start tricking these people into being camp counselors. So this is why I'm so very funny. wary of making like taking a strong position on something, because next thing you know, like you're a fucking camp counselor for eight weeks. The thing the thing that's interesting about Caleb is Caleb has been immortalized in a narrative. And that fucking that narrative that all he is, is that narrative now. It's sad. So, it's fucking it's, sad. It is sad. It is sad. What's well, part part of what I want to talk to him about was uh, the direction that both internet and real world politics has gone. Because if it, it feels like the idea to me, I don't know, it's my experience, is that the whole idea of like, oh, the, the alt right takeover and the insidious alt right that feels so quaint to me. That feels so like two years ago. Very much like, so. It seems yeah. like the alt right is so gone away charlotte's white nationalism destroyed so gone it. away yeah and now it's really this this the battle is really like the maga crowd versus the communist at least on the internet obviously in, in reality the physical world is a very different argument but the internet politics seems to be maga versus communist so like i'm curious to see what his take is on all that yeah i i mean i like i like the kid i actually feel sorry for the kid just because i feel like Fucking New York Times used him like a dirty rag, dude. Fucking used him and abused him. That's so sad. Right. That's fucking sad. No, definitely. I mean, they even in the article, uh, Caleb Black in the chat says, yeah, man, I'll be happy to be there. <laughs> even the article uh, about him at the end of it, they're like, oh, he's just going down in a fucking left-wing rabbit hole now, too. Yeah. Uh, Cunning Linguist for $5 says, death what? of the after. <laughs> what was that name again? Cunning linguist. <laughs> okay. Get it? Get it? Five dollars says death of the author, more like the linguistic turn and its consequence have been a disaster. 
Ask Adam's friend Gary Edwards. Maybe he can talk about it. And Sitch is lost, and Sitch stole it. Mm. I'm being accused you of stealing. You, you mentioned this before. You said, "Yeah, Sitch's law is, is some other term." Yeah, that Gary uh, Edwards thought of that, way before. And you. I looked it up, and it like didn't even seem like it was even related. So, I don't oh, really? Fuck it! How dare you? How dare you? Okay. Every idea I have is a purely Sitch original thought. Okay, it's a purely Sitch genius thought. Okay, so how fucking dare you? How dare you? I had an Adam's law. I came up with an Adam's law, and now What's I Adam's can't law? remember what what it is. I forgot it already. It was uh, you trying to steal my law. I think is what it was. No, no, no. It was a, it was a, it was something completely original. It was like a totally original uh-huh. idea, and I was like, yes. Someone said on Twitter, Adam's law, and I was like, yes. Finally, Adam has his own law, <laughs> and now I can't even remember what the fuck it was. Uh huh. See, it oh, must well. have not been a very interesting no, original thought. That's if the you've thing. already forgotten. It. That's the thing. It totally restructured my life <laughs> in ways that I can't even comprehend. Does anyone in the chat remember what was Adam's law? Because I don't remember. I can't remember. Someone in the chat. Maybe Who someone cares? in the chat will remember. Nobody cares about it. You Adam's care. Law. You said it changed your life. Yeah, I was being hyperbolic. Uh-huh. Maybe it was okay, hype, something about hyperbole. I can't maybe. remember. Maybe. Maybe. One day I will have a law. It will have to a do with of- limbo rings and the movie Rubber. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rubber. I mean, it's a tire, right? It's basically a limbo ring. It's ba- <laughs> that's why you like. Oh my god, that's why Adam likes rubber so much. It's a moving limbo ring. It Holy is. shit! Yeah, the limbo rings on that tire. Oh my god, <laughs> stop. Contrast it. says Adam's law is a law is the law that when you forget your own law because you're a boomer. Ah, <laughs> uh, memory doesn't last forever, kids. Memory doesn't last forever. You gotta. Use it while you got it, kids. Use it while you got it. I made a law, but then I got high. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. I was going to go. I was going to remember my law, and then I got high. <laughs> yep. Oh, Someone wow. said cares? maybe it's that Marxists have different interpretation. Every Marxist has a different interpretation. That of could Marx. be it. That could definitely be it. Uh. Someone said you just stole Hanlon's razor. This is why uh this is why it's good to, it's better to be lucky than to be smart. I'm telling you, it's way better to be lucky than to be star- smart cuz now I'm going to have like six laws cuz everyone's right now trying to think of the law for me. I'm just going to kick like back. Sitch is going to have one law and Adam's going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's Adam 7." <laughs> Ad- Adam's law is sidekick's rule. I like that. There you go. <sighs> Sidekicks rule. Uh, uh, why did I start this sidekick thing? Uh, Drew I, Malcolm for ten dollars says, uh, "Can't listen live, but predicting now that when the Sitch and Adam show has its postmortem, Sitch will reveal Adam was really gay the whole time." What? It's true. S class is best <laughs> class. Yeah. The only reason he read that super Thank chat. Well, did you hear that enthusiasm there? It's funny because it rhymes. Law. It seems it seems truer. When it I rhymes. know you should have made yours rhyme. A team though. I did you see? Oh, <laughs> so Scott Adams has discovered Twitter, which is gr- or uh, not Twitter. What do you Scott, mean he's done? Scott Adams has discovered YouTube. Now he's simulcasting his po- daily oh, podcast right. on yes. YouTube. Yes. And I've been super chatting him in the morning about how the YouTube audience is the A team. Oh, and no. The, and the Periscope audience is the B team. 
And I always uh -huh. say, remember, you love the A team more oh than God, the B team. I'm totally setting it up. To, I'm totally to setting it up. Hypnotize the Scott Addians. I'm Scott hypnotizing Adams the hypnotizer. I am. Yes. I am. There you go. Scott there Adams is going to come out full A team any day now. And he's not even going to know what he's done. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Hey. Yeah, but Scott Am says crazy shit all the time. Do you really want that associated with your brand? I don't care. Yeah, I don't okay. like, I don't care. Come on. My brand is crazy, people. I hang out with you once a week. Come on. That's true. It's totally my brand. That's true. Power and influence, especially in the UK, where shameless turfery is a lot more normalized <laughs> than it is. A moment of silence for the term shameless turfery. Shameless turfery. It's a good line. It's a good line. It is great. Sounds realistic. I don't know. It's here in the U.S. It's like the one thing that we are slightly less shitty about. Oh, go America right there. Jeez. I know. Oh, my God. How about freedom? Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. How about the first fucking amendment? Free speech. Yeah. You guys don't have that over in Britpong land. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you know, don't. move to Saudi Arabia sometime. I hear they have a thriving sex, tra uh, sex slave market over there. Fucking Count Dankula got fined by the government for making a, a off-colored joke. <laughs> joke. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. So many terrible places in the world. I can't. People crapping on America just drives me crazy. I know. It drives me crazy too that like it's considered illiberal to be patriotic now. What the fuck? Yeah. Get the I fuck know. out of so here. Bizarre. Yeah. Well, they conflate nationalism with ultra like national, like blind yeah. nationalism. Yeah. You know? Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. P people. So here's go, the thing. Go if figure. People who can't think for themselves are worried about people who can't think for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a good screen grab there. If you like, I don't know, never watch another Harry Potter movie again or sell your books to a used bookstore or something that isn't really going to change anything like the number of consumers who are going to change their habits because of this thing is vanishingly small but whenever you take the concept of death of the author and basically proclaim that the text belongs to the reader now this is a way to reconcile your own personal emotional attachment to this text and that's fine However, you can't really cry death of the author and keep consuming Harry Potter stuff without supporting her wealth and influence. What is her argument here, Sitch? I'm fucking lost. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, I can't tell if she's trying to uh, cover for Harry Potter shit or, or not. not. Yeah, every every sense I think, okay, she doesn't want me to buy her. Okay, she wants me to buy her. Oh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, she does want me to buy it. No, no, it sounds like she doesn't want me to buy it. Well, What's going on, Lindsay? Remember, Please she help. said she didn't write a script, so maybe this video is her trying to figure out herself. She doesn't even know what she wants. Oh, my like, God. Typical negative stereotype of a woman. She doesn't even know what she wants. Okay. Oh, it is. That's <laughs> Sitch, are you becoming sexist, too? Am I winning? You am, I, am I winning you over? But I don't even agree so because the death of the author concept isn't just that you should remove the author's like uh views and shit from the work 
Mm-hmm. Like, I agree that you should do that. I agree that you should try to separate the author from the work on a lot of cases. Sure, but totally. I, but I don't agree with the concept. There's another concept bit boiled into it, which I i don't know if it gets talked about in this video, which is that some people argue that you should remove the author's intentions from the work. And that I completely disagree with. I think you always have to account for when you're uh, interpreting an author's work. If the author tells you that they have some specific intention or way in which they think the story should be interpreted. I think that always has to be accounted for. I, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to disagree on that because I think the, you could get really stupid authors that, I mean, the cuties thing is the perfect example. Like she's saying this is her intention, but she fucking failed miserably at that intention. No, but, but yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. But you can say that you can say Mm -hmm. the author's intention was X, but if we analyze the story, they failed at whatever their intention was. You, that's, you can 100% say that. But right. you still have to take in consideration what their stated intention Why? Is. If the if the work is intended to be X and it's like 180 degrees in the opposite direction, then like, why are we paying even any attention to what the author says? They obviously... Because too often, especially with the woke people, what they do is... You can you can interpret any work in almost any direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said this a million times. Your no, I don't pattern think you can. recognition. Like, not of course any, you can. Not okay. any direction. Obviously not anything, but you can. Come there's on. a lot of room. Okay, your brain is a pattern recognition machine. Right. If you decide to look for the pattern, you're gonna find it. If you decide that every work of fiction Let's is inherently racist, let's look at showgirls through the sexist, lens of genocide. <laughs> well, no, you, you could do can't it. Do that. You could, you could no, you do can't. It. Okay. Showgirls, come on. Yeah, showgirls. If you're going to come at this and say, I'm going to interpret everything through the lens of this is racist, this is sexist, and I just have to find it, you're going to find it. That's how the human brain works. Racism and sexism is a different thing, though. I'm trying to think of innocuous stuff like bird watching. Let's, uh, oh, showgirls and bird watching go together too well. I got to think of something else. You could probably. People, this is how people look at the Bible and are able to divide, derive the Bible code, okay, and say the Bible predicted 9-11 and all that kind right. of shit, okay? You can find, you can make stuff fit into a pattern. If yeah, you but you're to. saying anything can be interpreted through okay, any I'm saying lens. almost anything, okay? I'm being okay. a little hyperbolic yeah. here, okay? <clears throat> yes, obviously, I'm sure there's some things you can't, okay? But my point is that that's why I believe it's always important to consider the author's intention, maybe not. I'm not saying you have to, mm-hmm. you have to be cemented to whatever the author says is. I'm saying you have to consider it, okay? Right. The calculation of the story. Oh, because but isn't the only reason to consider it is to know if they were, are a huge fat failure or not? Well, no, because sometimes when I'm sure you've noticed, sometimes you can write a story or come mm-hmm. up with an idea, and someone looks at it and says, oh, this is really genius of you. Look, you did X, Y, Z, and you didn't intend for that, but it just ends up working out that way. You're like, of course, I, I'm a total genius. That's the way. Oh, you're, talking about, you're talking about story. Super Villains Anonymous now. I, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Our, right. gen- no, but- our genius work. Generations will remember this. Countless generations <laughs> of humanity. Like Bill and Ted, we shall unite the, unite the world in world peace through our comic book. Supervillains Anonymous, yes. Well, but, I'm um, thinking, you know, it's like, it's definitely Watchmen-level material, I mean. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm talking no, Pulitzer but... here. Move over, <laughs> Lindsay Ellis. How many Pulitzers do you have? Yeah, that's right. We'll be up there with, uh, what's her name? Uh, 1619 Project. 
Oh, oh my God, I know. But uh, no, no. But my my point is that you I, you do have to take the author's consideration to say, okay, if the author had some clear intention, you have to interpret and say, okay, I can see what they were trying to do. I or I maybe maybe if they didn't fail, you say, oh, I see that. I understand this now. Maybe they didn't fail because they didn't impart their wisdom well enough or their view well enough. But it, I do think you always have to keep that. You can't just say, oh, it doesn't matter whatever the author says. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Because that's the realm of that's the realm of the sort of postmodern critique of anyone can interpret anything in any way and there's no such thing as objective truth, which is bullshit. There's always an objective – there is objective truth and there is objective ways to critique uh, literature because you're right, Adam. You can't impart, you can't, I would say it's incorrect to impart any interpretation onto any story yeah. because there has to be supporting evidence in the text totally. that can, that can lead you to make that conclusion. Right. This, the, it's funny because I seem to be making a case that there's actually two objectives here and you wanting, you're wanting to compare the two. There's the objective goal of the author and there's the, whether or not there's the objective reality of the story, whether or not it achieved that goal. So, but if you're just saying everything's subjective, then you can't really right. say either. Well, of what I'm matter. saying is that it seems to me that generally the people who say the author's intention is irrelevant, those are generally the people who also say that all storytelling and all criticism of storytelling is 100% subjective and there's no objectivity to it and it's all just your individual yeah. interpretation and there's no structure and fuck everything. Yeah, I hate those. And people. that's what I have a problem with. I, a bunch of super chats came in. I wonder if there are people arguing with us on the on the objectivity of separating the author. Uh, dude, guy McPants has the most relevant thing for five yeah, hours. I know. He says, Adam, <laughs> you're aware that ring lights give you fake limbo rings, right? I had no idea. I've been tricked again. <laughs> tricked again. Uh, Ticklesen for five pounds says, Lindsay makes me believe she's hoping her audience will be too confused to know what she's saying, but they'll pretend they learned something and agree. Maybe. I see a lot of that. I, Maybe. you know, I, I feel bad capping on people because I just, I feel like they're just kids. They're, you know, kids go to YouTube to figure shit out. I go to YouTube to figure shit out. Everyone does. Right. So I, I feel bad if I, I sense that's happening a lot though. Some of these people, I think, no one's making any coherent argument here. What the fuck are we? What's going on? Why am I still wearing a Temple beanie? Get that off my head. How and then dare you? you see, and then you see people How in the comments. How dare you? Get that Temple beanie. I'll off take of it my off head. when I finish my sentence. <laughs> take it off, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's there's a lot of graphics in here, so it's hard for me to tell which one <laughs> it is. I don't want to accidentally take you off the screen. Oh wait, here I think. Is this is this it? Oh, I fixed it. Never mind. <laughs> it's fixed now. I don't know if I can believe you. I'll see in 20 seconds whether I can believe you or not. We'll see. We'll see if it's yeah. fixed. <laughs> oh, God. That doesn't sound like he made it bigger. The whole picture is just the Tim Pool being No, it's better, though. It is God. better. Uh, Forskin for $10 says, Longtime listener, first time shiller. Thank you, Forskin. I watched some Lindsay previously and saw time, research, and effort in her work, but now all I see is mental gymnastics, bad faith, and guilt by association. That's what's sad is that it is sad. You, she can make um, she can make valid criticisms about lots of things. She can be have good research, good intuitions about storytelling, and then and then 
just like I talked about the Orson Scott card, you get tripped into your emotional trigger, you get tripped into your faith and your ideology and your religion, and that all just goes right out the window. Yep. Sad. So I see you now changed it to babysit <laughs> with a with a B. Someone in the chat says it now looks like I'm wearing a yarmulke. So <laughs> you you go. got the temple yarmulke. Got the Tim Pool Yamaka. There it's it is. Great. Look at this. Yeah. Here, I'll make it big enough for your head. There you no, go. take it off. Baby sitch. Get rid of baby Baby, sitch. baby pool. Get rid of <laughs> <laughs> baby pool. I love it. We're having hate... fun here. No, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate it. I hate you. I hate you so much. Have we yeah. told have we told uh have we told our audience the the Tim Pool secret with me? We have several times, but you can say it again. Oh, what is it? The 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 Tim. So Adams. So okay. So a little side story. A tar baby sitch. Oh my god. <laughs> Briar, <laughs> so, Briar Rabbit. I have to forever. change it now. I can't. Yes, there you we go. <laughs> there we go. Back some, to the normal some racisms and accusations. Back to normal sitch. Um. So, so. Uh. It was about the um, okay. It was about the plan. There's some plan. Some right wing group, right wing anarchist group, mm -hmm. had a plan to try to kidnap the mayor of Michigan or the governor of Michigan, not the mayor, the governor of Michigan, because mm -hmm. um, they said she was abusing her executive powers, which she is. But obviously, that does, I think she is. But obviously, I don't think that means you fucking, you know, violently kidnap or rebel. It's insane. But anyway. Um, so they were fortunately they were thwarted by the FBI, mm -hmm. and Tim Pool had this really weird rant in the beginning of his live stream mm -hmm. where he basically said, "Well, one of these guys, you know, has is an anarchist, mm -hmm. so how can he be classified as right wing?" And it's funny because on his own stream, I don't know who these people are because I never watch the stream, but there's some uh, there's a girl there and she's like, "You can be anarchist and right wing," like, and she talks about like anarcho capitalism. Mm -hmm. And then Tim tries to immediately like turn tie himself with the knots and the backtrack into whatever. And so I see, I see Adam. Mm -hmm. I see our friend Adam yeah, is me. regurgitating the Tim Pool talking points. Okay. Well, I didn't listen to Tim Pool, so I was I came to the conclusion on my own, but obviously uh, sure wrongly. You did. I thought you retweeted a Tim Pool tweet. That's why you were talking about. No, I retweeted about the kidnapping. And just because a guy had the crazy earlobes, I thought, oh, it looks like this guy's more of an anarchist. I don't put a lot of thought into Twitter, I just so you know. Okay. I just, okay. I retweeted. I was like, this guy doesn't look like a right winger. Look at those earlobes. Because he had the well, crazy gauge ear earlobe thing going. Well, for, for the purposes of the narrative of the story, I'm going to say that you were influenced by Tim Pool. <laughs> I didn't even, I've, I don't watch Tim Pool <laughs> because, videos. Like, anyway, because uh, I said, I said, Adam, don't, I said, Adam, don't fall into the Tim Pool trap. And yeah. he said, Sitch. It's not my fault, okay? <laughs> because Tim Pool looks like my father. Yeah, totally. And so whatever he says, I just have to emotionally agree with. Yeah, that's so my defense. The... If I agree with Tim Pool, I'm like, but he looks like dad. He looks like dad. <laughs> so there's the there's the truth. It. There's the truth. Adam is just compelled to agree with Tim Pool because Tim Pool is actually Adam's father. Well, he, that's impossible unless he has a time machine. But <laughs> maybe he, he's the ultimate enlightened centrist, and he can travel through time at will. Adam. 
Yeah. He's so centrist that not even time can <laughs> nail him. <to> Tim Pool is so centrist, not even time can nail down his position in space. Yeah. So there you go. He was the subject of the butterfly effect, that movie. There you go. That's Tim Pool. That's about Tim Pool's life. It's about Tim Pool. Uh, Alex cares for $20. Thank you, Alex. Says, here's some more money for the comic project. Thank you. Sweet. Sweet. I have been working uh, like mad on it. So. Adam has been working like crazy. Yep. Uh, Potato Blossom for five New Zealand dollars says, watched American History X a few days ago. It was amazing. The message felt far more nuanced than I was expecting, and the ending left me speechless. Yes, American History X is a fantastic movie. Highly recommend it. I've never seen that movie. It does seem like a movie what? I should see. Yeah, I know. What, Adam? Is it David Fincher? Is it David Fincher? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah, I'll watch that movie. That's a movie but it's I a great movie. seen a long time ago, yeah. Have you seen Menace no, to Society David. yet? No, I haven't. But... Gotta see that. But American History X is very good. It's And, and look, not a musical. No music. Yeah, yet. I like that. There you go. Yeah, of course. In this environment, you know, if I go on Twitter and say, I'm watching American History, they're going to be like, racist, man, y'all fucking watch racist movies. I bet Adam sympathizes with the Nazi character. That's exactly what they're going to say. Yes, that's what they'll say. Honestly, what she is doing does scare me. You know, like such to the point that I would, you know, make a YouTube video in my pajamas. She's She's gone on and on about how J.K. Rowling is like this threat. She has not clearly explained what J.K. Rowling's position is. She's not clearly explained what her problem with J.K. Rowling's position is. She's not even clearly explained what exact threat J.K. Rowling is posing. It's all this vague, nebulous, oh, she bad. She's a sinner. She's out there preaching sin to the children. It's all this, like, religious fervor shit. She, even if she, like, <clears throat> even if we look at this video charitably and say, you know, I have a bunch. She's telling How would herself, we ever do that, Adam? Well, so, you know, <laughs> turn over a new leaf. Uh, she, she says to herself, I have a huge audience who's very conflicted about this because they love Harry Potter right. and they are they love trans activism at the same time. I need to tell those, you know, I, this is a teachable moment. I need to tell them, you know, the world is a complicated place. You know, it's complicated. People, there are people that disagree with one another. Right. And, you know, you shouldn't lose sleep over it. No, she doesn't do any of that. <laughs> she comes out and she a actively acts like one of those people who doesn't know what to think about this. Lindsay, yep. like, what is your argument here? Whose side are you on? What are you doing? We, I, well, I, people accuse us of being uh, centrists who are fenced. No, we have positions. Like, our positions fall on different sides of the aisle. You right. have no position. You are that wishy-washy fucking centrist that people hate. What is your well, position I'm, here? I guess it shouldn't surprise us that she doesn't have a clear position. I mean, maybe she gets to it at the end. I don't remember. But it shouldn't surprise us that she doesn't have a clear position because she hasn't clearly stated anything in this video. Nothing. Whatsoever. We don't know her position. <laughs> we don't know her position. We don't know J.K. Rowling's position. We don't know the harm that supposedly she's causing in society. We don't know anything. It's all... But this is the this is the key. This is how these people grift and they make money. So that they mm. just they give you some vague ideological nonsense, and then the viewer can insert their own uh, interpretation on that, and then walk away with it 
with a positive experience. This is death of the author, okay? Lindsay Ellis is death of the authoring her own fucking video by making it so vague that every person watching it can walk away with their own fucking independent interpretation. You got to pull up that comment section because I'll be willing to bet there are people in there saying, oh, I learned so much from this video. Thank you for making it. <laughs> like, what? I learned nothing. The pinned tweet by Lindsay Ellis is P is stored in the balls. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's there enlightening. There I, do, I don't think that's true, but. That is true. That's a scientific fact, Adam. Didn't you know? I thought uh, I thought the the other one was stored in the balls and P was stored in the bladder. But anyway, uh, let's see. Other other comments are: Token has been dead for fifty years. He's not on Twitter. As a huge Token fan, now to th now that I think about it, I'm really thankful he is dead, <laughs> so he wouldn't be on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God! Very sad. Uh, this is so funny. Uh, let's see. Any any other interesting? No, this they're boring, boring comments. Nope. Boring, boring comments. All affirming the nonsense. React the discussion of death of the author as it pertains to J.K. Rowling. I think we're at an important crossroads where trans visibility is concerned, and we could either go forward or we could see the loss of what gains we have made. See, but what? I just want <clears throat> I want to make my position very clear here because mm -hmm. there are two forces here. Big there's, oh, sorry. Yeah. There's the trans uh, visibility slash celebration. And there are the people who are thinking that they're trans, but really they're not. They don't have gender dysphoria. They're kind of caught up in the fad of it. So they're having double mastectomies and, and losing their ability to reproduce all in their teens where teens used to go out and get a tattoo and you know maybe you hate the tattoo when you're in your 20s but you, you you've survived <laughs> like i don't know if, how you're going to feel about that double mastectomy you had at 16 when you're 25 so uh i i'm thinking you've got to weigh these two categories like who are you helping more people or hurting more people it's a very utilitarian argument that i'm making uh, Lindsay doesn't seem to Lindsay's like there is no harm being done by any of this stuff and please don't tell me about that that would be evidence of transphobia mm -hmm. that's uh, that's a pretty uh, a pretty good a pretty good summarization of my position I like uh, JK Rowling I think we have surmised her position as where this trans stuff steps on feminism <laughs> I have a problem with that. I don't think J.K. Rowling is making the same argument that I'm making either. No. I don't not. necessarily know what Lindsay's argument is. What's your argument, Lindsay? I don't even, yeah. I have no, I don't have any clear understanding yeah. of what Lindsay's position on this is, other than the fact that she's 100% on board with whatever the world crowd says. The world yeah. narrative. I don't know if she has any nuance or position. I don't, I don't know what her position is based on or founded in. It's just all just whatever the twib, Twitter mob wants. I, I support. Yeah. And I don't want to think about what going backward might look like. And like turfery is a spec. There are a lot of gender critical. And I don't want to think about what going backward might look like. And like turfery is a spectrum. 
there are a lot of gender critical people that's what they call themselves that um are they know they are transphobic they have like terrible you know terminologies that they use they actively try to do harm for people they know what they're doing but that's what's so disturbing about this because the the trans activists are harming people there's tangible harm i don't know how you can tell someone who who is detransitioning that they haven't been tangibly harmed like what the fuck yeah no definitely i mean you know and i've always i've always said that the trans activists should be pushing for as much research into the field of gender dysphoria as possible 100 percent. and they're literally so much of them not all of them but the ones on the internet the vocal internet uh shitty woke crowd is literally doing the opposite yeah, doing the opposite. I mean, I remember it. it's discouraging. I remember because I've made several videos uh, in the past about uh, transgender stuff, and there'd be so many transgender people who were saying, "Oh, I'm so happy for your video uh, as a transgender person. You're really uh, spelling out how I feel, and I feel, and I, and I'm afraid to give my position because the woke crowd is so like dogmatic with with their thinking, and it. And it's so funny because basically what the woke side is advocating for actually destroys the transgender movement because they're ad- they're advocating the fact that there's no gender and there's no sex, that everything's a social construct, and that there's no biological basis for this. And if you're advocating that position, then essentially you're saying is, well, then why the fuck should anyone get a transition surgery? If everything's a social construct, why don't they just get conversion therapy? Why don't they just not transition? Why don't they just have someone, you know, condition them to feel like their birth gender? But yeah. they don't, but so it's so funny because they're literally advocating for this destruction of the, the people they claim to support. And yet, and yet I'm the transphobe. All you know, under and the yet guise JK Rowling's of- the transphobe, so all under the guise of not harming people. That's what's so infuriating about it. Yes. It's like you are harming people. Wake the fuck up, stupid. Well, it, it, exactly. I mean, that video that J.K. Rowling tweeted out, it's all about professionals in that environment feeling like they're harming children. 100%. Yeah. And you think fucking Lindsay Ellison watched that video. She has no concept of this. She said, oh, it's all, it's all fake. It's all fake even though it's the lived experiences of people working those situations close to it. No, it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. It's all right-wing conspiracy, sitch. Conspiracies. It's all QAnon, okay? Cuties is not promote pedophilia, Adam. It's all <laughs> QAnon, okay? Rowling is in this camp where she, I don't think she believes she's transphobic. I think she genuinely believes that she's doing the right thing which is why I don't think she's going to change. So again, with this discussion, we are dealing with two separate issues. How do you personally reconcile? Do you think it ever crossed Lindsay's mind? That she could be wrong? That she could be wrong and that J.K. Rowling is not transphobic or should not be categorized as transphobic? Hell no. No way. Like you said, zero self-reflection at all. Yes. We're filled with doubt. We're like, oh my God, I could be wrong (laughs) about everything. I could be living in a simulation right now. Oh my That's God, right. I could be wrong. My whole That's life true. could be wasted. We're, we're literally, 
That's true. We're, we're so filled with doubt and, and separation that we're like, I don't think most people have free will. I don't even know if free will <laughs> know, exists. Exactly. <laughs> and Lindsay's over here like, hey, it's like a transphobe. <laughs> I know. She's like uh, a bull in a china shop. I know. It's hurting so many people and doesn't even know it. Oh my God. Scary. Uh, soul existence for $1 says, I'm still a bit back, but regarding separating the art from the artist in 1989 growing pains episode 84 feet of clay had been learning to separate his favorite music from a jerk musician woke kids should watch growing pains to get over this crap i actually remember i, I, I didn't watch growing pains but i do remember some show i watched i think even a couple of shows or cartoons i watched as a kid that'd be like a frequent theme where the kid would like some famous person and they meet them and that person was like a piece of shit or something so even children are being taught the separating the art from the artist lesson, but you know, the whole crowd has to act you know, like babies. About this life. is a common theme because the writers always meet their heroes and realize that they're assholes. <laughs> they're like, right. And you know why that is? Because writers are assholes. <laughs> they're, wor they're working around them. Yes. A lot of writers are assholes, but I know lots yes. of, I mean, it runs the spectrum. It runs the gamut. We're assholes, Adam. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. What are you talking? Adam's Me? the biggest asshole. Moi? Moi? Piece, of, piece of asshole no. right there. He's not an asshole. He's a piece of asshole. I'm misunderstood. <laughs> I'm misunderstood. <laughs> I'm just misunderstood. That's all Nobody I'm giving Nobody understands I, I'm not... <laughs> Adam. No. That's all I'm all cop to is misunderstood. Okay. Your relationship to this text and how do we as consumers interact with J.K. Rowling's intellectual property? Obviously, if Harry Potter never meant anything to you, you keep doing you, boo. Advocate against her positions. You can try to reason with her on Twitter. <laughs> Good luck. But if you cry death of the author and decide to ignore the author, yet you continue to consume her product, that is a form of empowerment. Rowling only has this massive platform. <laughs> I can't nice figure out what voice. she's advocating. She's advocating a boycott or what? Just come out and say it, Lindsay. Don't tiptoe around this. She's, that doesn't even make sense. She says, if you're advocating death of the author, so you're still buying her stuff, you're empowering the author. Right. Oh. This is because they come from this position where everything is this power game, where everything is... totally. Everything, the entire, they view the world, the entire world is just classes of people with power oppressing people without power. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so if you give an author money, you're empowering them to say whatever political or ideological thing. I mean, can you imagine living? Th this is basically what these fucking people, these stupid fucking people are advocating for, whether they realize it or not, whether Lindsay realizes it or not. What these people are advocating for is, is the fucking, Chinese communist takeover where the government says only state approved ideologues can create art. Yeah. That's what yeah. she's advocating for. It's like Scary. if you disagree with my ideology, you should be banished. You should be sent to the shadow realm. You should be memory hold and removed from existence and your work shall be burned forever. This has happened to some extent because all the, of course. all the, like popular art contests and stuff like that. The only way you can win them is to be woke. Like all the popular art scholarships right. and like the, uh, the woke crowd is pretty much taken over. If your work isn't, isn't woke, then you're not, you're not a part of the art. You can't be a part of the art community. And 
It's sad. It's funny because these, you know, these are people that always say, we're on the right side of history, okay? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, has there ever been a right side of history that has destroyed art and destroyed no. people's works and yeah. removed them and just basically said, oh, well, we're, because you have a wrong thought, we're removing your art and your ability to be part of society? Not at all. No. It's, li- yeah, it's literally the always the authoritarians and the fascists that do that. The Nazis are the yeah. ones going around burning books. It's the communists that are going around burning books. It's the Taliban blowing up statues because they're statues of buddhist people it's always the fucking crazy pieces of shit authoritarian fuck sticks going around destroying art destroying people's abilities to be a part of society yep they turn art into propaganda that's sad yeah Yeah. that's exactly it they these fucking ideologues turn art into propaganda and so that should that's a key that's a big red flag if anyone ever says all art is political. That's the red flag. It that's is. That's how they turn all art into propaganda because they're coming at it from that position. That yeah. That all art has to be propaganda for their fucking ideology. Oh, it's so disgusting. It's is so disgusting. It's horrifying. I just um, because- I don't see how time bands is political. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see it. It's uh. Uh, uh well it's anti you got you got six little people running like stealing things in time well it's a okay so time bandits even though uh terry gillum is very anti no, don't don't ruin time it. Bandits don't ruin is very anti-traditional morality and traditional moral structure oh it is it is definitely the, yeah the yeah. main the heroes are all literal Villains. thieves right and the kids' parents are like the oh, domineering. They're, they're worse. They're the worst. You know, uh, you know, you can't, you can't do any of this stuff. You know, you have to conform to society. Blah blah blah. You know, nonsense. So. Authoritarians, yeah. Author- and they all and they fucking die at the end. So. Oh man, go. it's so morally ambiguous. And not only do it's they so die. Weird. Spoiler alert: the movie is like thirty years old, but uh, they not only they not only die at the end, like. The other guy kind of just leaves him hanging in the yard. I'm like, you just orphan this kid. Yeah, that fucking time bandits ends with the the main character being orphaned. It's a very strange movie. But. Oh, I think that's why it fascinated me. I saw that movie like 20 times. I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't get it out of it. Like ruined me as a as a kid. <laughs> this movie's so morally ambiguous. I love it. Her influence, which comes from her creative output. And the only way her influence is reduced is if businesses decide that she's too toxic to be associated with. Now, I think in a weird way. So yeah, what are you advocating for here? So, it sounds so, like. No, she's clearly advocating, even if she backtracks, which I don't remember if she does, but I, she's clearly advocating. She's saying, oh, the only way to, to take power away from To cancel her bigots these terrible people promoting their ideology is to fucking cancel them is to show businesses that that they're so toxic they won't do business we have to remove her ability to make money and be a part of society because she believes something is slightly different than what i believe and then she could be right on like no there's no examination of the evidence (laughs) i know again yeah all of this insanity and she's not even willing to take two seconds to examine the evidence or the claims or anything, you know, it's all just faith. 
Yeah, well, it's one hundred percent tribalism. It's like we got to cancel her. Yes. She disagreed with me. Yeah, exactly. It's all one hundred percent tribalism. And I mean, if you you want to be disturbed, this video, this video, this sick, disgusting, ill-informed, fucking stupid video has one point three million views. I knew YouTube. it. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. What's how many likes? How many people actually pressed the like? How many? Uh, Eighty-five thousand likes. Eighty-five thousand NPCs 13, 000, out there. Yes, and thirteen thousand dislikes. So way, so you know, I think that's a little bit more than eighty percent, eighty to ninety percent like ratio. So, ugh, ugh. There you go. Way the case of rolling, you know, suddenly making this heel term is a pretty extreme case because there are very, very few authors in this world with the kind of influence that she has. So if Harry Potter means so much to you that you genuinely can't let it go and you desire to compartmentalize... This is part of the reason why oh, I think no. the woke shit is doomed to die is because this is what happens. Everyone's fucking a woke piece of shit and they go along with the woke shit. And then somewhere along the way... The woke ideology takes a left turn down crazy street, and the woke person says, oh, I can't go down there. Yeah. What do you think? It they, looks then dangerous down on. there. Right. It looks dangerous down there. And then they get turned on more viciously and quickly than the most uh, the most hated enemies of woke shit. Do I need to bring up the, the height questionnaires? Uh, the woke progressives no loyalty, score yes. very low on loyalty. No loyalty, yeah. They're well, like, oh, you're also... the person we're burning today? Oh, good. I brought my matches. I know I you were my also... best friend, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, and also because they, since they view everything as power, it's like they only have power as a group. So if any, so every time someone oh, strays yeah, from the group, totally. they lose power. So they have to turn. They have to turn viciously on them in order to maintain group coherence. And it's interesting because people who were very SJW or woke and then get out of it, they describe this. They say that there's this fear that they can never turn or question anything because they know the group will turn them like a vicious, hungry pack of wolves. And Scary. Also, yes. And also because this is also a danger uh, because – we talked about a lot about why it's important that you that you change dominance hierarchies to prestige hierarchies in a lot of situations. Yes. And in the woke sphere, it's the opposite. Everything is based around dominance hierarchy, and the dominance is gained by tearing down other people. All the people in the woke sphere gain social capital by tearing down people that are considered woke and then make some faux pas. That's how you climb the social hierarchy of the woke sphere. Yeah. Well, because they're a bunch of no talent hacks, obviously. Like they're right. not going to be able to. They can't compete in a in a prestige hierarchy. What's no. uh? What are Lindsay Ellis' book sales like? I'm well, curious. <laughs> like maybe funny. her whole channel is built on this woke shit. I hate to say it. I didn't think about it until just now. I hate to say it, but listening to why gender matters, he talks about how a lot of female hierarchies are structured in a way yeah i know so yeah. that when there's perceived threat that what that's what they do is that they'll tear each other down reputation destruction reputation destruction exactly and it's funny because it's almost like i didn't realize it but like a lot of cancel culture is 
directly mirroring this sort of female dominance hierarchical structure yeah. of reputation uh, destruction. Yeah. Very interesting. There was, um, I asked people yesterday what video we should, we should watch. And someone linked a very interesting video where it was a guy who has a YouTube channel now. And he made this video that was like, I used to be an anti SJW and now he's not. And I listened to it and it's very interesting. And I don't want to do the video because we should reach out to this guy. I'd be interested to have a conversation. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. To see like, because you see a lot of people who who were like, I was an SJW, now I'm not. I don't know if you see that many people publicly come out as like anti-SJWs and then they became SJWs. Yeah, that guy hates me too. So just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) Already? Well, he's he's a huge fucking anti-theist. And... Like it's I that stuff I my position rubs anti-theists the wrong way. I'll ask him. Okay, yeah. I'll reach out to him. Okay. <laughs> oh I have my. I have good I have good cred with some of these people. Well, I have it's good, so funny. I have good cred with tons of people. So obviously we don't have no, a lot of true. overlap. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that a lot of the atheist people fucking hate you, the atheist, and mm. they like me. The theist. The I know. Theist. <laughs> so, so Go funny. figure. Yeah. It's so funny. Live in your values there, guys. Live in your values. Well, to be fair, I, I am generally advocating for secularism a lot more than you are. So it I, makes what? sort of sense. Bullshit. Bullshit. What do you mean? That's totally true. You're the one that's advocating. I'm for... advocating for secularism just as much as you. Like, I, I'm saying that there is there are values to religion that can be determined through secular means, and that we should do that. <laughs> like, that's a no, good no, no, thing no. to I do. Know. No, but I'm, when I say I advocate for secularism, I mean, I'm usually the one advocate. Whenever we have a, a disagreement about the role religion should play in society, you're mm-hmm. generally on the side of religion should play a bigger role. And I'm generally on the side of religion should play a smaller role. In society. Yeah, and I just I don't well, know if you can't. I don't. What is a secular role? Uh, how can religion take the role of people being afraid they're going to burn in hell and therefore not doing stuff, bad stuff when no one's looking like what's a secular, what is a secular replacement for that? No, I'm not, I don't want to have the argument with you again. I'm (laughs) just just explaining why that they might, why the the atheists might like me instead of you more, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that it should be the other way around. Yeah, totally. Okay world with the kind of influence that she has. So if Harry Potter means so much to you that you genuinely can't let it go and you desire to compartmentalize the author with... I was laughing about her saying compartmentalize because that's the term that they always use with the right-wingers. Like they always accuse people that they don't like of compartmentalizing. Right. The text. Then go ahead. But like, don't try... Well, then this is part of why... I've always hated and been so against the woke shit because 90s and early 2000s liberalism was all mm-hmm. about tearing down compartments and borders. Mm-hmm. And now the woke shit's the opposite. It's all about erect. It's so funny because they hate Donald Trump, but they're the ones that want to erect all these walls. It's always like, oh no, we have to create 20 million different gender uh, types. You know, you have to. You have to take the gender spectrum between male and female. You have to cut out every single fucking possible permutation and create a label for it so we can shove everyone into a nice little neat box. 
that I, that you can explain who you are without me ever having to know you. I mean, the fucking, the entire point of critical race theory is to say, we should not have a common humanity. We should all be identifying ourselves based on our like racial boundaries. Like it's fucking insane. It's totally insane. Yeah. Try to morally justify it. If you understand that Joanne's position and influence comes from the fact that so many people consume her text. So normally I might advocate for a sort of wishy-washy, it's your own personal relationship to the text thing. But in this case, I don't think that death of the author can apply. The fact that she is so deeply entwined. There you go, Adam. That's her position. She's saying, fuck JK Rowling, cancel that hoe. Wow. There you go. If the author can't apply, she's saying that you can't separate her from her position because it's so goddamn toxic. Oh my god! It's just such a toxic opinion, and she's so influential. How is J.K. Rowling so influential? I mean, are people really wandering around like, you know, I used to be in favor of trans rights, but then I saw J.K. Rowling tweet something, and now I fucking want to kill trans people. Like, does anyone who's <laughs> like who are these people? Like, who's walking around with these thoughts in there? Like, this is so in, like ridiculous. So fantastical. I think think we see what's going. I think the real, the real situation is clear here. Prominent female author, up and coming wannabe female author. I feel like uh, I feel like something. There you go. And I'm trying to remember if this is around the time. I think it was after this. I think not long after this. She started is when she was shilling her own book. So maybe, maybe you're on. What was the, um, what was the date of the video? Uh, this video was July 6th. No way. Holy shit. And, and that's hilarious. Oh, and, and, and July 19th, the next video, July 19th is her video where she shills the book she wrote, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. I just oh, July sixth is crazy because so July fifth is when uh when J.K. Rowling Rowling J.K. Rowling Rowling started tweeting. July seventh is the day that the anti cancel culture video comes out or the anti cancel culture letter that all the journalists were re re reading about. Right. So this right, was yeah, the day a- before the letter came out. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. That's so funny. July 5th, J.K. Rowling writes her Twitter thread with her very innocuous, right. timid, milquetoast uh, take on transgender issues. And July 6th, she makes July a video 6th. trying to cancel J.K. Rowling. And then July 7th, the anti-cancel culture letter comes out. That's so funny. It is. It's a very interesting timeline. I'm right. just saying. Just saying. It's very funny. And then uh, a little over a week later... Uh, Lindsay Ellis comes out with, with the next video where she's shilling her book. What is her book? Is how woke is that? I have no. I don't. I think it's a fiction book. I don't know. I don't even know what it's about. Well, let's read it. Destroy that piece of shit. That nonsense. Axioms end. Let's compare it to uh, Onision. Come on, we let's dig up some YouTube drama here. It's got to be crap. I can't imagine these social ju- like they're working with like half a half a brain like how could they write a compelling story let's see let's see what the uh, plot is in an alternate version of the united states in 2007 oh my god it's woke it's so woke it's already it's woke uh, a famous whistleblower named nils ortega leverages his large <laughs> Wait, nils ortega leverage yeah it's a, what a silly name a famous leverages... <laughs> like the famous salsa nils maker ortega. yes 
uh, leverages his large online following to repeatedly attack the Bush administration. Wait. Oh, Did people okay. <laughs> have large internet followings in 2007? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, it, so, but it's an alternate. Uh, is it, is it like Obama out of the picture and Bush is. Well, this is 2007. So this is Bush's president. There is no Obama yet. Okay. Um, alleging a series of government cover ups in the nature of Nils' work forced. The nature of Nils' work forced him to flee the country. Mm -hmm. U.S.? What? Abandoning his family. The story follows Nils' daughter, Cora Sabino. Mm -hmm. God, what is, what are these fucking people naming their awful female protagonist, Cora? Okay, stop it. A young college dropout living... Oh, there you go. A young college dropout living... <laughs> oh, my God. This is a, this is a memoir. We got to read this fucking know. book. Liv living along with her mother and her two younger siblings in Southern California. There you go. We know, we her... know the problem of, uh, of self-inserts. <laughs> Lindsay yes. Ellis discovered, too. Uh, with her parental adult aunt also resides. Cora's family finds themselves under constant supervision by agents of the U.S. government including a high-ranking CAA off official named Sol Kaplan. Mm -hmm. These are some weird fucking names. Who's named Sol? In, in anyway. So wait, the, the plot is that in America, this guy has to flee America because he's attacking the Bush administration online? Okay. Uh, and it's so the, weird. They don't. She yeah. doesn't even focus the story on the interesting guy. She focuses on the daughter who's like... Well, no. See, that was just... That's all the backstory to give her some backstory. That's not what the, the story is about. You're about to see what the story is about. Oh, no. <laughs> Following a meteor strike not far from where they live, Cora's family is abducted by government agents while Cora flees from a monstrous alien creature that broke into their house at night. This the is alien, awful. This is terrible. <laughs> this, is, this is fucking garbage. What the hold hell? On, hold on. Wait a minute. It keeps going. The alien eventually catches Cora, implanting a tracking and communication device into her, using her as a human puppet to launch an infiltration of the Googleplex for unknown oh reasons. Oh what my god! Oh my god! This is this is one of those ten different books in one book. It's like it's espionage and it's alien invasion and it's corporate. Uh, uh, corporate espionage. It's like, f figure out what your story is about. So, uh, the Googleplex <laughs> is I the can't name, believe this. The Googleplex is the name of Google's headquarters. So it's I've like read, alien I've read the wants... book, The Plex. <laughs> it's about the Googleplex. I oh, know yes. what the Plex is. Okay. So, yeah. So Obviously, so Lindsay's alien... read the Plex too. It influenced her so much that she wrote this fanciful self-insert so novel. An alien wants an alien lands on Earth and wants her to infiltrate Google. Uh, this infiltration fails when a mysterious pulse of energy knocks out the alien controlling Korra. Ooh. It is revealed that the alien came to Earth to figure out how another member of his species died while being held in captivity by the government. Korra and the alien strike a wary alliance as Korra wants to reunite with her abducted family members while the alien needs a human interpreter. Cora names the alien Ampersand. Fucking names in this story. <laughs> oh my god. As this Oh God. You're not gonna believe the direction this goes. No, I, I bet. It's like As the story unfolds, more and more dark secrets about both Cora's family and Ampersand species come to light, with it being revealed that humanity Genocide. will likely Holy be shit. wiped out by the hostile alien species Ampersand belongs to. Oh, okay. So he's the best. So 
Meanwhile, Nils and his followers continue to attack the government embroiling George W. Bush personally in a scandal around an, an alleged attempted cover-up of first contact with an alien species. Through it all, through it all, Cora and Ampersand forge a deep romantic bond oh my in God. spite of the vast differences Make it between stop. the species, Make biology, and the culture. Make it stop. Make it stop. There you go. Who taught this woman writing? Oh my I God. Just, Adam, this is so funny. So I love this. So all this talk of feminism and bullshit. And she literally writes a romance, one of the most prototypical rom- trashy romance novels for women. Okay. Where you have the male character, some kind of horrible monster, literally and figuratively. And yet, you know, the woman tames the beast. She wrote Beauty and the Beast off. with a lot I of know. extra garbage. Is that is this not so fucking I just love it. I this is like this is this is like the simulation. It's too perfect, Adam. This is too perfect. This is amazing. We do have to <laughs> I, I, I kinda wanna read. I don't want to pay for it, but I, I wanna how it's you have to pay for pages. It. Our yeah. ethics. Come on, we can't. Is there an audio book? I'll listen to this. Um, there you go. What if it's narrated by her? Oh, my God. Well, it'll be very torturous. <laughs> I'll, try to imagine, and... I'll try to imagine the limbo rings as I'm listening. Let's see. It's on Audible. Is it really? Narrated Holy by... No, it's shit. not narrated by her, though. It's narrated by somebody else. Oh, man. I wonder if my wife's read this book. This sounds like something my wife would die for. It's 16 <laughs> hours. I don't know if you... If you... If you want to sit through six hours. Oh my God, that's a lot of pain. Nonsense, yeah. I like to hate watch movies, but the movies end after an hour or two. Oh my God. What's up? So it's narrated by two people, which is interesting because usually Mm. books are narrated by one person. Mm. Uh, It's narrated by, so I'm assuming it's narrated by a woman and a man. I'm assuming the woman does the woman parts and the man does the alien parts. So the woman, I don't know. She just, it looks like she just narrates a bunch of audio books. Mm-hmm. Guess who the man is that Lindsay Ellis got to narrate the alien? I assume in her fucking book. Oh my god, is it a YouTuber? It's a YouTuber. I figured. Uh, Sean and Jen. That's why it's sixteen no, hours. Come long. on, he's so fucking dry. That's why it's sixteen hours though. <laughs> like, no, no, it just you, goes on. You, for... get, you get one guess. One well, I took guess. it already, Sean. Who is it? Philosophy tube. Oh my God, that sanctimonious guy! <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? This is like that is oh my that God. is painful. That would be painful to listen. That's worse than Lindsay Ellis. I don't want to listen to that guy for. I don't know this. Oh, this could be a gold mine. This could literally be a gold mine to, to could review be. this book. I don't. Oh, it could be. I don't know, but the pain, the, the, the terror, pain. sitting <laughs> the sixteen. Pain. I don't know if I could sit through this book for sixteen hours, Adam. I, don't know if I, I, don't, I could barely sit through you reading the summary. My God. I know. Oh, my God. Convoluted oh. nonsense. Can you oh. imagine going to see a movie that was about all of those things? Like, yeah, it's an alien invasion movie. with, uh, And it's also a, a political movie. It's like, it's like Primary Colors meets uh, uh, The Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Uh, it's so funny because 
she talked about how Ender's Game was kind of like an influence on on this, and a big part mm-hmm. of Ender's Game is is different species of of creatures, you know, humans being unable to understand each other. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny that she took what sound what you know Ender's Game is such an interesting book right. with very deep themes, and it turned and she's turned it into like a fucking trashy romance novel. <laughs> At least you, that's how it seems from like the Wikipedia plot. I just think that's so funny. You can't. It's so amazing. People that don't think very deeply, I just don't understand how they can become authors because. Like the whole idea of entertaining someone in fiction is putting them in dilemmas. Like, but like Lindsay, there's a perfect dilemma here about the trans stuff versus, you know, the people that are hurt by this trans celebration. Mm-hmm. Just ignored. Doesn't even, doesn't even face it. Doesn't <laughs> even notice. Uh, Bob, a comic here for five dollars says, "I have a friend who wrote a book like this, and I designed the cover. I feel so embarrassed." Oh, really? Well, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> Come on, don't be embarrassed. There you go. Uh, Bob B for five dollars says, "Adam loves Dark City, starring Rufus Seville, who mm-hmm. plays Uben Grubenfuhrer Smith and Man in the High Castle." Adam Nazi confirmed. Oh yeah, yeah. guilt by association, right? There you go. What do you mean he didn't play Hitler? Didn't the, the guy in the high castle. Didn't the guy, the guy who uh, got this is working on the next Star Wars movie, literally played Hitler. <laughs> Sewell, I don't know how to say the name. Um, I like this. Someone said we should review the book and it'll do every page a pause. <laughs> oh yeah, can you imagine we'll do, taking out a sixteen-hour we'll, book in this style? Like we're barely we, through seventeen minutes here. We'll do that. We'll do the uh, the Jake. Uh, and Jake and Hannah tactic of uh, we'll do one chapter for <laughs> per video or per stream. We have a Jake video to watch after this. We do guys, after this. So. We have a, a very short Jake video and rant to talk about. Uh, Nick, Nicholas Van Neal for five. Aussies says, Lindsay keeps saying that you can't employ death of the author, but constantly refers to JK as Joanna. I know. Uh, screams Ooh. cognitive dissonance or dishonesty to me. Yes. Well, she's advocating that you you can't continue. She wants the boycott. She doesn't want you to continue buying her stuff. She's like, no, right. she's beyond the pale now. She's dead to us. Well, they do this weird. I don't know what this is. It's like this weird shit that woke people do. Mm-hmm. Where like, if you're known primarily through a moniker, they like say your first name. Oh, as, I like, know. An yeah. They do because like, the they do this with Sardin all the time. They're like yeah. Carl, and they say it really weird. They don't say Carl. They say Carl. They put this like weird uh, uh, enunciation on it. She's like Joanne. Like, yeah. What, what's happening here? I'm so confused. Joanne, JoJo, baby. Carl, Carl. Yeah. And in the world she created. Llamas with hats. Created is why she has so much power. So from an academic standpoint, it's fine. That's why Death of the Author exists. It's supposed to be this, you know, emotionless, manly way of engaging with text. But from an ethical standpoint, <laughs> I know we got like that. We both, we both <laughs> immediately like, what yeah, throwing men under the bus. Man does not exist prior to language, bro. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But I think, is it funny that she, it's so funny that she plays into the gendered stereotype 
She did. Of Big like, time. Uh, oh, sexist you know, piece of shit. Sexist Fucking. stereotype that it's the men that want to remove emotions from things and be cold, hard, pure, rational, logical creatures. She's denying our feelings, Sitch. We feel things. Oh my God, what a bitch. How <laughs> dare you? Manly way of engaging with text. But from an ethical standpoint, if you really don't want to support the author, you might just need to let Harry Potter go. And I feel like what I'm... You hear that, guys? If you're not, uh, if you don't let Harry Potter go, you're unethical. You're, I mean, you're also, the equivalent of like a genocidal maniac. Right. And, and also, you know, oh, what a brave and bold take this is. Like after, you know, when, when the last two uh, movies that J.K. Rowling has made have all been like fucking trash, like, you know, it's not like she's banging out some fantastic movies and she's like, I know it's so hard, guys. We're going to have to let this go. No, she's literally the last two movies have been literal shit. Been mm -hmm. terrible fucking garbage. It's like, oh, you just fucking gotta get rid of her. Gotta get rid of her. She's on the downswing, Sitch. She's we can't use her anymore. <laughs> this is like using her own example. This would be like, oh, if George Lucas came out with some contentious political take after the prequels. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I guess we have to we guess we have to, you know, get rid of him from Star Wars. Like, who cares? It's fucking he's done. <laughs> it's fucking shit now. Yeah. What a what a brave and bold take of you to make, yes. By my seeing book. is a lot <laughs> of people who are not space. ready to do that. Again, to draw the point of comparison with me and Orson Scott Card, I can accept that Orson Scott Card was very formative and influential to me, but I'm past the point where I'm willing to consume or enjoy his work, and I cannot. Too late. It's already in your brain. You can't get rid of it. It's in there. Yeah, she already fucking probably put it into her own book. Yeah, you have, so you've already plagiarized it so it's, so it's very... in like the the literal worst way possible it seems like it seems yeah. like surface take i i love the idea that according to the plot synopsis of her book an alien literally mind rapes her mm -hmm. and takes control of her like this should be like mm -hmm. the, the worst thing it's like that's what the author I... did to Lindsay, basically <laughs> no but i'm just saying like i'm reading this and i'm like this is like the perfect feminist symbolism for the patriarchy okay an alien male you know, basically Mind rapes a woman you. and then, and then, you know, puppets her and controls her. And then to have it like, but then they forge a deep relationship. Like, what are you doing Lindsay? Yeah. What are you doing? You're literally living the stereotype that feminists have been fighting for so long. You let the patriarchy into your house, Lindsay. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. How come? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. No, I'm not waiting. Let's start the video. So, in reality, Lindsay also is like, J.K. Rowling has a bad take on trans shit, so we should cancel her. But in her fictional book, a person fucking mind rapes someone, mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, but we should not cancel that person. We should forgive them and be empathetic to them. Yeah. Oh, it's completely different. <laughs> what the fuck? That's crazy. It's completely di We're talking about fictional empathy here. Oh, like, I see. You shouldn't have real life empathy. IRL right, empathy right. is gotcha. a no-go, right? Gotcha. Fictional gotcha. empathy is very important. <laughs> Alien mind rape, fine. Empathy. Having is cool. concerns about uh, transitioning being pressed on too many children <clears throat> while still saying that people who have it should get it, or people that have dysphoria mm -hmm. should get it, that's a step too far. Yeah, okay. definitely. Step too far.
don't you understand if we force the trans stuff on people and they accept it, that helps our movement. There's more trans oh, people. Okay. Sitch, it's good for everyone. I bet if you like looked at Lindsay Ellis's porn, it's just nothing but tentacle porn. It's pages <laughs> and pages of tentacle porn. Oh man. Oh man. We'll read the book. We'll find out. This is this is her dark shame. This is her dark shame as a strong feminist that she's into bondage tentacle porn. She doesn't know how to square the circle in her mind. <laughs> You're scaring off all the strong men, Lindsay. Come on. Yeah others in good conscience to do the same so i know that this kind of comes off like i'm saying boycott harry potter because the author has some bad twitter opinions that's exactly how it came off <laughs> that's literally exactly what it was that's not how it came off that's what it was well we were trying to discern it the whole way through but glad you've just enunciated yes. it but i think that if this is an issue that you really care about you kind of have to. And to be clear, I don't want to insinuate that it's either or. Either the author has a spotless past and is completely unproblematic and therefore it's okay to consume their work or cancel J.K. Rowling. That is not what I'm saying because, again, J.K. Rowling is a pretty extreme case. Be that is literally what she was saying, but that's yeah. fine. Well, it's an extreme because case she's because she's uncancelable, but that's all she was right. going to say so famous and i don't it's she's like it's a, an extreme case because we we actually can't cancel this but we would if we could don't get me wrong this bitch I know, going I down love i love i love that despite the fact that jk rowling's take is so fucking weak sauce milk toast like, no but the big problem yeah. is that because she's so uncancelable yeah totally we can't exert power over her it's a oh by the way um, <laughs> what if anyone saying. hasn't read ender's game mm-hmm do not watch the movie. The movie is a total piece of shit. Hey, I like that movie. Awful. No, I, I've never seen the movie. Awful. It was, it was by the director who who did that awful um, X Men Wolverine Origins movie. Oh yeah, I didn't like that much either. Or uh, where they remove Deadpool's mouth and they fight him. Him and Lee Shriver fight Ryan Reynolds on top of the nuclear reactor. And it's just like this is the worst fucking movie ever. Worse than Batman Think versus Superman. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh no! Now we're comparing movies on oh, which shit. is the worst. This is a good. Okay, this is a good question. This is like the prequel sequels conversation. Okay, yeah. Which is worse, Batman v Superman, or as an X Men Wolverine Origins? Well, I've, hmm. I don't think I've seen the X Men Wolverine Origins. I thought you were talking about Wolverine, the movie War Wolverine, but that was a different no. That movie. movie's great. That's okay. the one where he's like old, and it's like. Uh, well, he's old in every movie. Well, no, but I mean, he's like, like, old for the, his character. Um, that's the that one's good. Yeah, that's the Wolverine. That one's good. Um, no, X Men Origins Wolverine is the really bad one. But that's a, I I'm gonna say, it's hard because I haven't seen X Men Origins Wolverine in a long time. I think. I th oh, you're right. Someone's written chat. It's Logan. That's the one. I don't know what the Wolverine is. Yeah, like Logan. It. Logan's a good one. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to say Batman v Superman was worse than the X-Men Origins. Bat X-Men Origins Wolverine was just bad. Batman versus Superman kind of offended me. <laughs> Deep oh, me levels, too. So. Me too. Yeah. Uh, so that whole uh, 
You have the same name. You're like they're they have two dad or their dads have the same name or their they're, moms. Their moms. Martha. Yeah. Why'd you say that name? Oh my god, I wanted to fucking pull out a gun and shoot the screen. I was like, this is right. fucking nonsense. Yeah, I, I think Batman oh my gosh. too, because there were other decent X-Men movies, but like I mean, I guess I, I like the first one and a half Batman Nolan movies, but the it like Batman for Superman basically ruined a franchise. Oh yeah, big time. The X-Men Wolverine Origin movie did not ruin a franchise. So the lugging in of unearned emotion. That's what I always call it. Those scenes yes. where you know it's you're supposed to, it's supposed to be deep and meaningful and you're going, "Well, that's not deep and meaningful at all. What the fuck? What's going right. on here?" They're just pretending. They're like, "No, we really feel it." No, you're not. You don't feel that. No human being would ever feel that. Martha. No, Martha. yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a coincidence. It's like a quinky dink. Uh, JJ Cheeker for two hours says, Lindsay's trying to have her cake and eat it too. Yes. She's trying to do a she's trying to do a contrapoints where she says something but then doesn't say something. So, you know. No, she's trying to eat your cake. She's trying to have her cake and eat your cake. And too. eat your cake. Yeah, that's what she's doing. That's true. That's true. I like that. That's Adam's law. When someone tries <laughs> there to you eat go. your cake. You try to eat theirs too. Uh, 95 Keep for $5 says, Now I wonder why Lindsay, the writer, would say that a writer doesn't need a perfect record in her past while also canceling J.K. Rowling. Yeah, isn't didn't Lindsay do a bunch of questionable things in her past with uh, Doug Walker and Channel Awesome and all this other shit? Hmm? Well, there hmm. is a, this hot dog meme hmm. I've seen going hmm. around. Uh, uh, let thee who without the la without the first uh, was it let thee without the first woke grievance cast the first stone of cancelization. Wow, that's I like that. That's a play on go. the old uh, Jesus line. There it is. Uh, even though I totally butchered it. Sonny for five hours says, never letting Harry Potter go. The books are good and you don't need to love Rowling to love the books. Also, Sitch and Adam read Stormlight Archive. Stormlight Archive. Sure. Check it out. Hell yeah. I think I can overstate the amount of harm she is doing right now by tweeting. You are literally overstating the amount of harm that she's doing right now. <laughs> so now we're in, is it opposite day or something? <laughs> like... What do you mean? Name? You just made a 17 minute video overstating the harm she's doing. <laughs> Look, now maybe I'm just a cold, unfeeling, emotionless, robotic man <laughs> who cares about logic and facts and reason. What I'm here saying, Lindsay, shouldn't you have dedicated a portion of your video pointing out what just exactly? Just a portion just of the a video. Just a portion of your video pointing out what exactly J.K. Rowling believes and what exactly the harm is that she's perpetuating the on harm, society. Man. On the people. Tell us what I it mean, is. Where's maybe it's harm? because I'm a cold, unfeeling male with a with an uncivilized Y chromosome that <laughs> oh just wants God. to care about facts a y and logic. chromosome? <laughs> And doesn't care about those fancy emotions that you have brewing around in your gut. The emotion, just, the anti-emotion chromosome. <laughs> I just think, I just think it would have been useful for us X double X chromosome impaired individuals oh for my you God. to spell out your case in a logical, rational way. 
the logic chromosome. <laughs> That's chromosome for rationality. The infection of rationality. <laughs> dangerous crap to her 14 million followers. She is normalizing misinformation and making it genuinely dangerous for trans people to exist. And that <laughs> makes me oh mad. Oh my god. The trans people, they can no longer exist. <laughs> oh my god. The trans people, they can't exist. That's trans what they always say. They say, they say trans people exist. Excuse you. Whenever people say that, I always picture that, you know, the scene from uh, Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox. I picture trans people in front of their <laughs> photograph and they're like, I'm disappearing. I'm disappearing. I no longer exist. I, I, I love that. It's perfect. A, a trans person, they're like walking down the street. They're like totally fine with their life. They pull out their cell phone <laughs> and they see a tweet from J.K. Rowling. And then you hear the little like the little Back to the Future like twinkle like do 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 do. And then, like, all of a sudden, their hand starts fading out, and the phone falls, and they're like, no, the J.K. Rowling tweet, I can no longer exist. And they just fade out of existence. So sad. So sad. Very sad. Adam, did you know that every day there's dozens of trans people all across the world that are fading out of existence after reading a J.K. Rowling tweet? If there was thousands of them, you figure Lindsay would at least dig up one, just one to show us. Please, citation, Lindsay, citation. Please, won't you think of all the poor trans people that are disappearing from tweets? In the arms of an angel. That's her thinking about all the evidence that she doesn't have right there. I know. That's her. Uh, uh, I totally bested her right there. Got him. People in the last video asking, do you really drink that much Canada dry diet? Canada dry? Yes. Yes, I do. So again, I think we're kind of. <laughs> what the fuck? Guys. Yeah. You know my stance. Do not drink sugary beverages. They are bad for your health. Ginger ale, yeah. Especially diet. Diet's even worse. That fake sugar shit is like really bad for you. you bad for your you limbo rings. Bad for your... They turn the whites of your eyes yellow. <laughs> bad for your limbo rings. That's true. Every time you say limbo rings, I hear it as nipple rings. <laughs> limbo. Those words are too closely uh, sounding. Nimble, nimble, nimble rings. Those nimble rings, yes kind of dealing with a strange and unique case of author doing real harm who thinks she is doing good but is the owner of a text that that's literally Lindsay right now that's yep. literally Lindsay right now is projection I don't know well she doesn't projection I don't I it, does projection work if the person doesn't know they're doing it? I guess they do of course that's usually how it works <laughs> but she thinks she's she thinks she's doing good I'm sure Lindsay thinks she's doing good that's why she doesn't want to dig out the evidence. She doesn't want to know that she's not doing good. Right. Adam, she's protecting all those poor oh, trans yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter people from being Thanos snapped out of existence by daring to, to gaze upon a J.K. Rowling tweet. We need a group that we can pretend protect. I mean, that's a good, that's, that's a smart move. Who can yeah, we pretend protect? We need, all of us need groups we can pretend mm. protect. We're pretend protecting. Okay, so. It's like 2020 all the way.
That's right. This is Adam's law. Pretend, protect. Okay, so we need to find the most disempowered, disenfranchised group of people. And Incels. Everything we're doing. <laughs> oh no way! Is their protection? So we're so we're pretend protecting Native American. Oh yeah, that's good. Non-binary. Oh, I like transgender. It. Holy shit! Keep going. Keep it coming. Disabled. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Autistic. How about homeless? <laughs> homeless incels. There oh my go. god. This is who PSA Sitch and Adam Frenet are pretend We protect protecting. all of them, but don't don't really dig into it too much, guys. We, we need to create an acronym. Don't really I don't want... e we're gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to listen to what I just said and create some sort of acronym so we can shorthand the, the group of people. And everything we do is in is in their name. Basically, and we're lazy. We want you guys protect yourself, okay? But we're gonna take credit <laughs> for it. That's the, our, that's our angle, okay? There you you guys protect yourself. We take the credit. <laughs> Arguably the most popular franchise that has happened in the last 30 years. That is what the issue is here. And that is why I felt it was important enough to even talk about. To wield my power and influence. I, an author who am not even published yet. What? <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. But I will be in less than two weeks. Buy my book. Buy my book. Buy my book. Was it is it published by Simon and Schuster or some super woke crowd? I mean, no, Simon Schuster super woke. This woke shit is kind of like sucking the dick of publishers. Like that's you can't really that's get true. a publisher these days unless you get get down and gobble that woke so shit. It's true. It's it's totally true. It's sad. It's completely sad. Especially with oh. social media. Like if you haven't if you haven't been on like maybe if you haven't been on social media, but I'm thinking like the people who aren't on social media, they're going to go, oh, you must be hiding something. <laughs> like, right. no, I've never been on social Right. You nuked everything. <laughs> Published by St. Martin's Press. I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I don't know. St. Martin's Press. Doesn't mean that it's not like. And, I, you know, I don't even really. I don't like to disparage vanity publishing, too, because you never know. It's like someone might read it. That's how. Uh, there's been a few novels that have gone super big that were vanity, van, uh, vanity published, and they got in the hands of some big publishers, mm -hmm. and they were like, "This is so good." So, uh, Fadukajux for two dollars says, "When I saw Batman for Superman in theater during the Martha scene, <laughs> I remember distinctly a man behind me whispering to someone, "Wait, they're half brothers." <laughs> oh my god. There you go. They thought it was the same Martha. You just fucking confused. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Alex Karras for five dollars. Says nice fiddler on the roof reference. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that you appreciate it. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, MGSK Komodo Dragon for five dollars says never forget the fact that Lindsay made a documentary of her abortion. What? What? You're kidding me. Oh, I heard about this. I've never seen. It. I've heard about this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh uh, capitalize yep. off the baby before it capitalizes off you. <laughs> if you can't, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't think you have a lot of room to complain about Donald Trump triggering the libs if you've literally <laughs> made a video about your abortion or a documentary about your abortion. Because the only reason you make something like that is to trigger the conservatives. That's like, that's so, totally awful. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gemini Semini for $2 says, Adam, you need to protect me from my virginity. 
Not going to happen. Like I said, you protect yourself and I I take the credit. I don't do any protecting. Uh, Sunny for $5 says, uh, Lindsay said the hate for Twilight was because of sexism, not because the book had bad writing and toxic relationships. Don't really trust her since. I've oh actually my seen God. that video. Yeah. Oh my this God. whole video. It's so stupid. She has this whole fucking video where she goes on and on about how the hatred for Twilight and the hatred for girls liking stupid shit is is evidence of patriarchy and sexism. Oh my god! Not just you know stupid shit. We should do that video. You'd force me to watch Twilight. I'd have to like sit through and <laughs> fucking. <laughs> well, should it surprise? I mean, Twilight literally conforms to that tr- the the female negative female stereotype trash romance novel. It's an everyday average girl uh, tames a wild monster beast man. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And then, and then Lindsay Ellis turns around and writes the same fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my, God. oh my God. Something tells me Actually, you're going to read the book. <laughs> I'm tempted. You're I'm too tempted. curious. You get your curiosity. Tempted. I can turn that off. I can just be like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Well, this is what happens. I'll be curious for like a day and then I'll forget and then I'll get distracted with something else. Like, I figured out what the next game that me and Adam are going to stream and play. Is. What is it? Can we tell them or is it top secret? We can secret? tell them, sure. I played, a, we, ne- we didn't even talk about it. I played Among Us and it was fucking awesome. It was totally oh, that's great. Right. Adam played Among Us. I went Us, on yeah. a killing spree. I killed every single person before they actually. Uh, <laughs> They killed the three. Killed they... three people. They killed three people. <laughs> I know I'm exaggerating. And I tried to I kill said, everyone. It was like nine like, of us playing. So it was like it was, it was funny. It was almost Adam's first or second game. He's the imposter, mm-hmm. and he kills three people, and it's the meeting. And I say, Adam, did you kill those people? <laughs> and he says, <laughs> That was his response. It was <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to lie. Yes. Yeah, he, he didn't. He's the worst liar fucking possible. He just goes, kill them. <laughs> so obvious. We're like, well, I guess Adam killed them. We just immediately put him. Everybody like chose me, but I was going for the math. I was going for serial killer level, man. Come on. I was, I was going to kill everyone. I was so amazed yeah. I got three. I was like, that's yeah. right, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, the game that we should play that we'll stream is Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game. Sounds awful, yes. but I'll play. Uh, it, you'll love it. It's a game where you're a goose and you just cause havoc. Oh, I do like that idea. So there you go. So there's a two-player mode. I just bought it. Uh, I only Sweet. played it for a couple minutes, and I said, I'll play this with Adam on stream. This will be great. So, yeah. That'll be fun. Here's the thing. Honestly, and I don't. again, I don't like talking about my personal feelings because I like to pretend that I don't have any, but I... Bullshit. I honestly, um, I kind of was waffling on whether or not I should even say something because I have a book coming out in like two weeks and as a debut author, it maybe isn't the best idea to publicly advocate one of the most successful living authors. And I don't want it to sound like it's a living female author. Wow. Yeah. But first, what a fucking phony bullshit position. Really? She thinks as a debut author, she's going to get in trouble for claiming someone is not woke enough. Like, are you fucking kidding me? No, that's what you have to do. Well, your publisher put you up to this. Don't lie to us, Lindsay. 
you think the publisher's going to say, well, Lindsay, I mean, we can't buy, we can't stand by your stance of being anti-transphobic. I mean, whew, we're just going to have to go. <laughs> sorry. Oh I'm so God. sorry, Lindsay. Just, you know, like, what the fuck? What is she talking about? This is so absurd. No way. The publisher's me... like, my trans adoptive daughter really <laughs> loves you for the what you The publisher saw this video and they're like, oh. Thank you. Oh, so good publicity for your book. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Lindsay. Oh, exactly. oh, I just came. <laughs> this moral toity thing, but it, it kind of just was the right thing to do. And I is just so moral. I'm so brave and moral. I will come out there. And even if it will hurt me financially, I'm going to come out there and say the hard truths that nobody will say. Are you ready, world? Are you ready, Twitter? Here's my brave and bold stance. I, Lindsay Ellis, am against transphobia. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm so brave. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Adulation. Adulation. Yes. Yes. Stunning oh, and brave. Jesus Christ. Does she actually believe this? Is she this they fucking do believe head this. up her ass? They or do this believe all just this. Like... They, believe, they totally believe this stuff. God. They're like, you don't understand, bitch. There are Nazis, literal Nazis, all over the place. I almost hit two of them just pulling out of my driveway today. I saw 16 of them at the supermarket. You wouldn't believe what they, they had. They had shirts on. That were the American flag. Oh my God! <laughs> Nazis. There are literal Nazis around every corner, around every tweet, waiting there to cancel you. Yeah, totally. They live in this world. It's crazy. It's like the it's like the movie, um, like The Sixth Sense. Seriously, it's like the yes. the I see yes. dead people kid. It's like ah, Nazis. I see Nazis. Yeah. The only thing is that kid really was seeing them. Like they're delusional. That would actually be a funny sketch is that I see I guess six cents a tool, but I see Nazis. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Vlad Verified for five dollars says, Can we have another conversation about how incredibly condescending this woman is? The one that triggered me was you kinda have to awkward laugh. Yeah, she's incredibly, incredibly yeah. condescending, incredibly I don't know if I'd say it's phony or just she's either incredibly phony or incredibly head up her ass and disconnected from reality. Well, there was a time when you could get outrageous, outraged about real injustice in the world, but I right, mean, yeah. Uh, Adam, I just received your sweet ass Elon shirt. Says Alex. Kiddush oh, great! Two dollars, super. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Are we done? Is the video so much done? I just, I just lost the click. Oh, why did I do it? And I think in a situation like this, it isn't just about death of the author. It It is about advocacy. And what she is doing right now is normalizing some really insidious stuff. So, yeah. See, this is what I hate. I really hate. As an artist, as an artist myself, art should mm -hmm. be about the art. It shouldn't be about right. activism. Because right. art about activism is fucking propaganda. propaganda there's no way there's no way two ways to cut it yeah you can so. well you can make art that has a message of course right but the problem is that when you say that there's only one message allowed in society then it ceases being art and becomes propaganda yeah all art must be about this message yeah yeah, yeah. activism oh yep. great
Yeah, I don't really know how to end this. Obviously, I kind of put this together on the fly. Oh, she's still trending on Twitter. She's been trending all day. <laughs> I don't know. Stop buying Harry Potter stuff. Donkey Kong says trans rights. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, I see that uh, the J.K. Rowling is trending on Twitter, and it just, oh, it just triggers me so much. I just, I gotta make, oh, I gotta make a video about it. Oh, J.K. Rowling is bad. Oh, oh, I'm so brave. <laughs> J.K. Rowling is transphobic. Oh. Do you oh, think it's professional so jealousy, brave. though? Do you think it's like professional jealousy? Do you think I'm sure she's that's some like, of it? Yeah, sure. I should be J.K. Rowling. I could write Harry Potter. It's so simple. Well, it's so funny because for so long, J.K. Rowling, I'm sure it's betrayal too, because uh, or a sense of betrayal, I should say, because for so long, J.K. <clears throat> Rowling was like was praised and adorated because it's like, oh, you know, she's. The most popular, richest, most famous, well-liked, beloved, well-renowned author in modern history for children is a is a woman. You know, she's mm -hmm. breaking you know cultural boundaries. She's breaking the glass ceiling for women authors. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. et cetera. She's an and outspoken then, feminist. All right, that. and and she's an outspoken feminist. Sure. And then so for for this for this female who's so celebrated for being such a uh, famous and rich female turns around and has a take against the trans uh, side of issues that Lindsay doesn't like. It's like, oh, shot through the heart. Oh, just the betrayal. She stabbed us in the back. Oh, we licked her feet because she was a strong, independent woman. And now she has her own strong, independent thoughts. Oh, oh my God. Oh, the irony. Yeah, I know. That's what's so funny about this is like, the feminist thing used to be so much about like women being allowed to be independent and free of societal pressures mm -hmm. and societal norms. Right. Women should be independent and allowed to have their own thoughts and feelings. And yet the now. second, yeah, the second a fucking woman comes out with an opinion, they don't like to like, Oh, cancel women. Oh, cancel this fucking bitch. Oh, white feminism. Terrible. That's <laughs> so bad. Hilarious. So bad. Hilarious. Let's polish this off. Come on. I feel like we're coming to an Good end. Good night. That was it. That was it. She's not even going to thank her her thousands of patrons. Come on. Terrible. Look, she did. Terrible. She did like put her right next to J.K. Rowling. She's like, look. Look, <laughs> look. I got the clicker. I'm, I'm turning her off. Look. Clicking her out of my life. Guys. I'm like the replacement right here. Right. Call me up. I'm I'm woke. I'll be your I'll be your JK Rowling. I'll be your <laughs> Joanne. So should we talk about the Jake? Yeah. The Jake thing. You want to bring up Let's the other video? The Jake. Yeah. Are we well, supposed to watch something or I don't know? We yeah, but I think you're gonna have to we're not gonna do it in the watch together because I don't think you can watch together Twitter videos. You can just play it. Okay. And we'll then do like I'll, a three two one thing. Are you sending it to me? Yes. Um, didn't I send it to you? Oh, I think you yeah, might I did. have already. It's in your DMs. <laughs> so what we're going to play is a video and then we'll look at what Jake, and the, the reason that this is, I, this the is Cassandra funny, Fairbanks video. Yes. The Cassandra Fairbanks video. Uh, the reason that, that we even want to talk about this, and this is funny because, uh, very early oh on God. in the stream's life, uh, we, uh, would often cover uh, Jake and Hannah. I don't remember. And what Hannah, name yeah. Was. I don't know what her name is. Pre-transitioning. I literally forgot. This is how unimportant. <laughs> what do were. you mean? 
It's not unimportant. Remember. It's stunning and brave. What are you talking I don't, no, about? No, no, I'm saying I don't remember what her name was pre-transition, so it doesn't even matter. But you're not supposed uh, to remember. That's bad. I know. I don't. I can't. I can't dead name. You're doing uh, the good thing. We we used to you're cover Jake and Hannah person. pre-transition because they spent. They, did, they had a whole series covering each chapter of Jordan Pearson's book, Twelve Rules for Life, where they basically just completely strawman and misunderstood <laughs> oh literally God. everything that Jordan Pearson said. And so we. It's so funny. Like. They were, they were streaming their critiquing of Jordan Peterson, and then we would stream our critique of them criticizing yeah. Jordan Peterson. And here's what is part of why this is important. You offered, we always had the door open. We always said, if Jake or Hannah wants to come on our stream to talk about Jordan Peterson, we're totally down to do it. Let's the do it. The door was Let's always open. Yeah, we, the door was always open to them. And this was told to them publicly, and I believe you told it to them privately too. Yeah. Uh, that that they could always come on stream, and we could have a conversation about about this. And they always refused to do it. Yeah. We also, I tried to set up a third party debate with them, and he right. wouldn't do it. Right. And then that's right. I he wouldn't that, debate yeah. Sitch either. <laughs> he would. Right. Right. Running scared. So. Well, it. I mean, and it shouldn't surprise you because we just watched a few weeks ago. Uh, Jake, yeah, the black trying to debate T jump and getting utterly annihilated. annihilated. <laughs> Jake was basically like, you know, remember like in 2016, Marco Rubio during the debate like malfunctioned and he just kept repeating the same line over and over. Yeah, again. yeah, that was basically Jake's performance against T jump. He just malfunctioned. T jump went off the script of his like uh, dialogue tree, and then Jake just kept repeating himself, repeating himself, and like became into a logic loop. So. Anyway, that's the backdrop. So this is a video, and then we'll see what Jake's response is. Cassandra Fairbanks, uh, the tweet says, does anyone know where or when this was? A young student was bullied, spit on, and had his hat stolen by some little monster for being a Trump supporter. This is what kids love to do. No, right. don't. These kids are probably better friends after this fight. So just... Well, I, I don't know about I don't. I doubt that. But... <laughs> I don't so, know. Uh, I don't know. Never underestimate the power of boys to. Well, are these boys? I couldn't off. even tell if they were boys or girls. So. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, yes. if they're girls, they hate each other now. Right. Anyway, so ready to click the video? Three, two, one. Stupid, you look. You fucking look like a clown. You fucking hat. Holy shit. Okay, I just got to tell you, <laughs> for those of you yeah. listening, well, it looks like two girls beating up a dude. <laughs> that one chick totally punched him in it. I, it looks like two girls to me. Am I, am I wrong in that? I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, but. I, yeah, I think, I think they're all girls. I'm not sure. There's at least there's some girls in there. Who knows? Not, yeah. not important. Not relevant to the, the, the video. It's interesting, though. <laughs> Cause it looks like there are my spits on your face, huh? Oh, huh? 
Guess what? Just I hit me. Fucking race. Right? I don't fucking hit him. Yeah, but I hit you first. Okay. I hit you first. So. He said, I don't hit girls, so I think right. we have yes, our answer yeah, he's, there. He's a dude, yeah. These two these two are dating now, just so you guys know. No, so... Hit me again. Hold on. Okay, that, we made it to the end of the video. Okay. <clears throat> so, well, it's interesting, because you, you have you have a situation where a girl is leveraging her privilege over Totally. Because <laughs> totally. yeah, he's saying, I, you know, I was raised right. I'm not going not gonna to hit a girl or anything like that. Uh, okay, so we see... So we see this, right? We go, wow, right? wow, very, yeah. So you would think, okay, uh, pretty obvious, you know, bad Bullying. situation, right? You have a person who's, you have a girl who's slapping a guy in the face because he's wearing a, a MAGA hat and an American flag. You have, uh, he's literally spitting in the person's face on their face. Which is which is a uh, in most uh, states and cities is considered a form of assault, you know, mm -hmm. and is obviously disgusting. Basically, just these two girls being huge pieces of shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, what do you think Jake's take on this? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Right. So I sent you. Oh boy. Two, <laughs> I sent you two screenshots. If you wanna. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Show show the chat what exactly uh what exactly Jake's mega mind take. Jake, the supposed brimming with empathy, you know, on the left, you know, care harm foundation. Boy, oh so boy, oh boy. <clears throat> so Jake says MAGA members expecting empathy while participating in a campaign where the number one rule is no empathy is a bold strategy. <laughs> it's been four years and you haven't figured it out. You are the bad guys. Oh my God. So, there oh, we, so we have, he, isn't Jake a fucking teacher? Yes. Oh my God. I didn't even, I forgot about that. What the Jesus fuck? Jesus Christ. So we have a guy who's supposedly a, a fucking teacher of children who is flat out advocating for, and it gets worse, by the way, when you see the second one, advocating for people to spit on and hit other children, not even adults, children, simply for their political opinion, which I would even say is even worse for children because you know these fucking kids. You think, you think kids have like no. a strong no. political understanding? Kids have zero like, free will. <laughs> right. Like that kid is like either, you know, his parents are just big Trump supporters or whatever. He's put on the MAGA hat. He doesn't understand any fucking, you know, he doesn't have a deep political understanding of anything. Okay. My dad this gave is, me this MAGA hat. I love MAGA. Right. This is how sick uh, and disturbed ideology can warp your mind when you, when you live in this like us versus them culture war. When I just think it's so ironic that these pieces of shit these literal pieces of shit like Jake who pretend and claim like they're the side of empathy and they're the side of moral righteousness mm -hmm. come around and they're like, yeah, it's okay to spit and slap a child in the face because you don't like their MAGA hat. Okay. That's a it's fucking hot take. That is a hot take. It's, it, it's, it's just, it's so disgusting to me. And What's and it's so funny because what is it? It doesn't accomplish anything. Okay, 
it's all if if Jake was Jake couldn't even make the argument that it helps his cause because you know that that kid is going to be like a lifelong hate the left now because of oh totally yeah so it's literally just Jake being a fucking child yeah and and taking joy in this emotion because he doesn't have any free will just just going oh this I can just get off to this oh yeah you you know trigger the conservatards can trigger the magas oh oh they trigger me and I can trigger them oh yeah I'm gonna jerk off in my corn costume because I'm a fucking (laughs) joke oh yeah (laughs) anyway so did so did you put up the second? I did, yeah. It's up if you want so, to read it. The second tweet is someone responded to him, someone who has a brain, and says, bro, these are fucking children. I despise Trump as well, but giving a pass to kids to fuck with other kids to this extent because of politics helps no one. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. A I normal, like that rational, <laughs> Yeah, A normal, rational human being. Okay. And then Jake says, lib spotted. So he's using liberal as a pejorative. Says, what? <laughs> spotted kids book kids bully your oppressors never let racist fascists etc feel comfortable so imagine this oh is how fucked this is how psycho psychotic jake is this is how fucked his brain is this is how much his head is shoved up his ass this is how much he's drunk the ideological kool-aid he watches a video where two people are slapping and spitting on a person's face who's doing nothing. And he loves it. He fucking and loves he's, it. And he says the guy standing there doing nothing is the oppressor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is the oppressor based on some political group that that the kid supports, okay? Yep. So we've gone to full group punishment. Yeah. Here, okay? You you side with some political view I don't like. So even if you are in the underpowered position, you're still technically the oppressor. So I can beat the shit out of you. This is literally the psychosis. If, if you want to ask yourself, if Nazi, if I was around in 1940s Germany during the Nazis or 1930s Germany during the Nazis, would I be a Nazi? Jake would 100% oh be Oh my god, he'd be a Nazi fucking, he'd totally be a Nazi. Yeah, this exactly. This is literally the same frame of logic they would structure things. They would totally. say, "Oh well, you know, the Jews are really the oppressors because they took advantage of of the German country and they, you know, fucked us over." So even though we're starving them in camps and murdering them, it's okay because they're still the oppressors. This yes. is literally the same fucking mode of logic. So yep. I just want to make this so clear. Jake, you're a fucking pussy ass bitch. Who, it's so funny because he's he's acting like so tough. He's like, kids, bully your oppressors. Ugh. This is a fucking guy who's too much of a pussy. Oh, exactly. To come on <laughs> exactly. To, to our stream and talk about fucking Jordan Peterson uh, with us. And yet he, when, when, it's, when it's a child being slapped and spit on, he's fucking thumbing it up. And saying that that's good because this guy is such a fucking pussy bitch. So fuck you, Jake. You're a psychopath and a piece of shit. Totally. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. We're getting in this weird situation. It's and it's even more ironic too that the the people who definitely would jump at the chance to be the Nazi prison guard are the ones that are screaming Nazi everywhere. It's <laughs> I like, know, I what know. the fuck? 
I know. Look in the mirror, dude. I know. I know. <coughs> that's that's always been that's always been my big contention with the SJW bullshit is that these people are such fucking hypocrites. They are it the drives me crazy. They are the oppressors. They are totally they are the, the fucking oppressors. oppressors. Yeah. And you know, you know, when we do the streams and whatever, sometimes we like, you know, we use the throw little ad homs for, for comedy's sake. Yeah. But generally we're pretty good about trying to attack the argument and not the person we have a lot of empathy we do have a lot of empathy. we do have a lot of empathy it's true uh but since jake has come out as pro bullying i'm saying that when it comes to jake we can have to use his standard against him so i'm now in favor of bullying jake yeah so from now on i'm gonna call him corn fat well, he's That's a fat, ugly his... piece of shit that should fucking no woman should ever in their right mind have sex with that dude. So, so I don't know what. So you're from now about. on, I'm calling Jake Corn Fat. That will be his new moniker on the channel. Yeah, we have. It's not Jake and Hannah. It's Corn Fat and Hannah. So how much? How much diabetes do you think that dude carries around inside him? Because <laughs> I'm thinking it's like a lot. He looks like he's half diabetes, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why he's wearing the corn. It's all it's all the corn syrup is. Like oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you know he eats exactly. corn. He eats corn syrup straight out of the bottle. <laughs> that's the kind of dude that guy is. Yep. He just drinks Anyways. it down. He's like, just, just he probably pours corn syrup shit. in his yes. fucking soda pop and drinks right. it. He's like, this isn't hey. this isn't this isn't sweet enough. It needs more. It needs more sugar. More diabetes can't believe that well we should look at if you really want to feel better about uh jake and hannah just look at their social blades sometime because they're like, <laughs> they're cr- crashing and dying so i don't know that anyone really pays attention to them twitter's probably his last bastion of influence so well it's interesting because there's a lot of of these far leftist types mm-hmm. oh and, and jake is an anarchist by the way Oh, his, sweet. I love anarchists. If you go through his, his tweets, it's so funny. He says that he's an anarchist, but basically he pretends to be a sock dem. Mm-hmm. He literally admits this. Really? So, yeah. What what grade does this guy teach? I can't, I don't understand how in this day and age, a, a teacher of yeah. children can go onto social media. And, I mean, I'm not in favor of canceling anyone by any means. Like, Whatever crazy hot take you want. I'm but. in favor. No, no, I disagree. I'm in favor of canceling a teacher who advocates for child abuse. I don't. Yeah, think no, that's, that's you know, I'm well, totally in favor of that. That's not J- cancel culture. I got to be anyone, clear here. Yes, anyone I, that looks at children beating each other up or abusing each other and says, "Go, good on you," that person should not be allowed anywhere near any children. I got to be clear here. Not have a job. Yeah, doing I, teaching I, I, or anything like that. The point is important. Uh, what Lindsay Ellis is doing is cancel culture because there's no way in fucking hell that J.K. Rowling is a transphobe, okay? So false well, accusations of transphobia to get someone canceled is cancel even, culture. And, and, but and real accusations that. of people who should be protecting children not doing their goddamn job right? is not cancel culture. That's like, hey, dude, you didn't do your job and you got fired. Right. And even beyond that, even if... if if hypothetically we were going to say that J.K. Rowling was transphobic or racist or whatever ism you want to throw in her, yeah. okay? She just like she's just an author who wrote books that don't have this political. They're not about politics, okay? Yeah, it's not like she it, whole if, other level. If right, if J.K. Rowling 
was like a transphobe and then she's like a counselor for trans people yeah say, okay exactly. this is like yeah, exactly. you know it doesn't make sense right okay i'm yeah. not saying jake shouldn't be able to make money in society i'm not saying jake shouldn't be canceled from reality like these fucking woke pieces of shit try to do i'm just saying someone who advocates for child abuse should not be teaching children yeah i think that's a pretty safe you know pretty safe uh, position to have yeah. in society so. pretty pedestrian argument i don't know there. if he still teaches I don't know if he ever taught. I, I believe he just said it offhanded once. Or, oh, really? Uh, we don't know. Or in stream. Someone, yeah. I don't even know. So maybe he doesn't teach children. I'm not 100% up on what exactly his job is besides YouTube. So, But if he does, fuck. Maybe, him. maybe he's one of those sex therapists. Maybe that's the kind of teaching there you he does. Go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Wow, that was Anyways, crazy. That was bizarre. So that was fun. Let's read some super chats. You want to? Let's read some super chats. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got to get the graphic up here. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Lord Tennyson's Pipe for $2 says, Jake is the most pampered anarchist I've ever seen. <laughs> True. It's always funny when you have uh, people who say they're anarchists or communists and they're like fat and out of shape. You're like, oh, this person, yeah. you know, really, really lived a hard life, you know, on the edge, not having the proper resources that they needed. <laughs> well, Just, also, they they're like the the target, the people, the alpha males are looking at when anarchy breaks out. They're like, oh, look, an easy target. <laughs> Let's go take his stuff. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, do you have the the, the pictures? That I'm made. bringing them up. Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, well, I just want to know which pictures I have to send you. And which pictures? Well, you I have, have this one, which is amazing. I think she was what working on this one last week, but it's for some reason I don't like. Do you have a Rubik's cube? Because, like, I I can do the Rubik's cube. I don't know if you know this. I that. don't have a Rubik's cube now. Have you ever done the Rubik's cube? Uh, I tried to. I so when you have never child. successfully done a Rubik's Cube. I've game. never successfully succeeded. I've done it like a million times. I read a book. Actually, on, I read a book on how to do the Rubik's Oh, so you cheated. You cheated. How is that saying. cheating? That's total cheating. That's not cheating. Cheated. Oh, okay. Cheated. So I guess education is just if cheating. If you read a strategy guide <laughs> that tells you the answer, that's cheating, Adam. Okay. <laughs> that's what I think of that. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. But no, it's a great picture though. Yes. For There's some reason you... I'm having trouble doing the Rubik's cube. This yes. this is fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> fake news here. I see some fake news. I have to call it out. <laughs> we have Sitch here. Oh, she did my cat too, which is great. I think the chat is like frozen or something. Oh really? Oh no, it's not. Sunny tweeted again the same tweet. I mean, same mm. super chat, so I got confused. But yeah, okay. Sunny, got was totally random, but read Stormlight Archive. That's, yes. one, that's one of my favorite lines from Sin City. I got confused. <laughs> I need to take my medicine. I love Mickey. No, Rourke but it makes sense. I mean, I'm the big brain smarty pants, and you're not. Yeah, but it's fake. So that's news. why you're having problems with the Rubik's Cube, and I'm totally I have done it. the Rubik's Cube like a hundred times. I used Because you cheated. In junior high, okay. I was like, fucking alpha chad dude i could do the oh Rubik's yeah i'm Cuban. sure yeah i'm sure adam was scoring well, all the actually, babes in middle actually, school like actually, hey guys 
I can do a fucking Rubik's cube. And all I was like, oh, Adam, mate me right now. Oh, actually, to to be honest, and no, I was like Alpha Geek, and <laughs> like, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons and doing Rubik's cubes, and I was like, go. one day maybe I'll touch a woman, <laughs> but now go. they hate me. There you go. As the love doctor sixty nine all day in the chat said, I did solve a Rubik's cube once. Actually, it's very funny. Not only was it a Rubik's cube, it was a Jewish Rubik's cube. What? <laughs> that it had like like one side was Jewish stars and the other side was like dreidels. Like it was all like Jewish shit. Wow. This was the only Rubik's cube I ever had. I don't even remember where I got it. How many Rubik's and, cubes uh, do you have? This was the only one I ever had. Oh really? I've never been been in the Rubik's cube. Uh, but um, and I did solve it. By peeling the stickers off and <laughs> putting them in the right place. Yeah. Oh my God. The there cheater go. move. There the cheater but move. A, but uh, no, this is a great picture by CT. There you are sitting on top of a xenomorph. Yeah. You got your little, you got your little kitty. Wormy. Uh, there's Wormy. I like the I like the face Wormy made. There I am with my big brain. I've easily solved the Rubik's cube. Well, I'm contemplating solving. I'm trying to yes. remember the book. Evidently, he's trying to remember the book exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then we got phalanx, uh, or or uh, CT in the chat says that, or you just didn't, or you just opened the package and I didn't mix it up. That that's what actually happened. I pretend like I saw. It. I said, oh, oh there so you easy, go. Adam. Uh, there's CT trying to reach for some coffee, and there's she's doing the little uh, looks like the rocker sign with the uh, I can't think of the game Darkest Dungeon stress thing above it, and she got phalanx. And the YouTube stuff is awesome. And the YouTube yeah, stuff this is great. It's a very cool picture. Yeah. Very cool. Oh my God, Adam. You can solve a Rubik's Cube. That's so hot. I know. Oh. It is. Uh Vlad Verified Patrio says, Sit, you missed a bunch of super chats. I know. So I generally I'm not I don't read every super chat as it comes in. I just try to pick up some key ones and then I go back and I read them all. Yeah, we're bringing them in now. Bring I have something now. here too from Alex Karras. What's that? I think it's like a meme or something. Got to read it. It'll be up in like 20 seconds. Read a super chat. Uh, toaster enthusiast. Thank you for the $5. Toaster enthusiast. Uh, let's see. Old Norwegian capitalist for 50 knock knock says, finally caught a stream. Take my mystical Viking coins. <laughs> Thank you. Also, Jordan uh, Peterson is a Norwegian. Really? Really? He's not Canadian. I didn't know that. The one good Didn't thing know. Canada had, and they lost it just like that. Uh, so this is, you said Alex made this? Yeah, Alex Karras sent it to me. So he, so he, well, he didn't make the art, but he made the meme. Yes, a, the meme. Yeah, the, the meme. Yeah, so. Uh, it was says, green. I saw them kill people. This is, this is, uh, this is us playing Among Us. And I say, it was green. I saw them kill purple. And I'm like, this is this is how the accusation is going in my head. And then the reality <laughs> is, uh, the the chat says, I can hear you smiling, and I just get depressed. So, yeah. Oh, actually, you can watch. I believe Felix on Twitch was streaming our Among Us gameplay. Uh, Felix spelled F A L E I N K S, I believe. Fail Inks, and on Twitch. And I had some fantastic rounds as the imposter where I just killed the fuck out of people and tricked the shit out of them in the chat. So. Did you get three kills? Of course. No, you didn't. Of course. Three kills was like a Guinness Book record. Uh -huh. I, I did so. the three kills. I, think so. I was the first to do the three kills. 
I you, can I can hear the cat. In the you background. never how that's so weird that you can hear the cat. <laughs> My cat has dementia. It, now you're going after cat with dementia. Pussy. You Skulger you Thane bully. for two dollars says turf versus furt wars. Shot and fraud time. Mm-hmm. What is furt? I don't. Even, I've never heard this term. Furt. Uh. That's when gas like, leaks out. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. Funny. Uh, let's see. Feminist exclusionary radical transvestism. What the fuck? Ooh, that's a term I've never. Heard. Anyways, sounds crazy. Uh, Sashin Jugroup for fourteen czars. I wonder what that is. It says, did you guys see the shoe and Lauren Chen stuff? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, do, are we gonna, do you want to comment on that? So the czar is a South African rand. Oh, cool. There you go. Thanks. Thank you from South Africa. I mean, do you have can, a comment? We can. I mean, I like Lauren. Uh, I like Lauren Chen, and I like Shu. I mean, mm-hmm. are they in a? Uh, are they in a? They're in a. Okay. So a what tiff? happened was, uh, I think Lauren Chen, uh, previously mm-hmm. known as Roaming Millennial. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, funny story. <laughs> mm-hmm. You dated? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, she uh, used to really like my videos mm-hmm. on Lauren, my main channel. Lauren Chen. I don't know if she ever watched the streams. Yeah, Lauren Chen. Okay. I was a big fan of of PSA Sitch videos, and it was super funny because it was around the time of the net neutrality stuff oh, where no. I got into the big spat with 16, what was it? 17, 19, whatever. What was the channel? Yeah. 1791 L. Yeah. Whatever. It's 1791 L. Yeah. I got in that the little YouTube spat was 1791 L and I made a response video basically dunking on him. And she realized, Oh uh, my God, he's not a conservative. No, no, no. That's not, it's better than that. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, I like it. I think it was Lauren Chen that did this. I like it, maybe it was her or someone else. What? I don't know if it's it was her or Lauren Nuance, Chen I'm now? Pretty, no, it was Lauren Chen. She, Better be um, Lauren Chen. She was being interviewed by 1791L at okay. some point. And they asked her, who are some other YouTubers you recommend? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this, yeah. And I was laughing so hard. And he just was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just nodding and smiling. And I'm like, yeah. One of those guys follows me on so Twitter funny. and like I've it's cool. One of the seventeen ninety one. Yeah, well, I, this was like two years ago, three years yeah. ago. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure it's all water on the bridge now. I just no. He's still funny, holding a grudge. Come on. There you go. It's a funny. I hold no grudges, but it's a funny story. I just think it's a funny. That's my funny Laura Chen story. She's always shouted fun. out my channel, so I'm. I, I thought this story that. was going to end in like some heavy petting, but no. What the fuck? No. But anyway, so the the drama between her and Shu is that. I believe Lauren was, I don't remember if she was commenting on a shoe video. Mm-hmm. I think she was, right? She yeah, was commenting on a, a shoe video. Socialism no, no, no. She was commenting on the Gravel Institute video, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the, the leftist version of PragerU, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, talk I, about death as an is, author. This is so terrible. <laughs> I watched like some of those videos and yeah, it's like, we have to listen to the bubble people fight. When they're both wrong. Know, it's so it's fucking terrible. awful. Yeah. Um, so, okay, she was not responding to Shu. So Shu inserted herself into this uh, mm-hmm. 
after I th- yeah okay um so anyway she said lauren did say something that was a little bit eye browery mm-hmm. oh really uh i thought she said something about like how uh i don't remember the exact line i don't want to misinterpret but it was something about like how the reason that government healthcare or more government programs oh no okay the person was the person in the video she was responding to was claiming that bigger government involvement in the economy and people's lives always created positive outcomes Mm -hmm. and the they were doing this by comparing the u.s to a lot of you know social democrat countries in europe and in the netherlands and places like that Mm -hmm. cherry picking basically and lauren made a comment about how something like you can't compare America to the Nordic countries or these other countries because those countries have very homogenized groups of people and culture. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, the way she- a little racy. Yeah, the way she said it, it was a little, oh, like, wait, are you, sounds like you're kind of saying that all the brown people are making it so we can't have, you know, effective government programs. I, that's, that's the way, I don't know if that was her intention. I don't like to put words in her mouth. But that's the way it sounded to me. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, And so that gets, obviously, so that gets clipped. People have always been saying that she's a, a white nationalist, even though I'm pretty sure she's Yeah, because like she interviewed Asian Richard Spencer and that. Like, she interviewed Richard Spencer, yeah. and she, people always claim that she wasn't hard enough on him, which I <laughs> disagreed with, but whatever. So she's always been she's always been having the moniker of white nationalist. Yeah. Bed. So, so people clipped this, and they said, see, we finally have the evidence that she's a white nationalist. Uh, Shu, I believe, tweeted this or responded to this in some fashion. Uh, and so it created this whole big Twitter spat between them. And then Laura Chen wrote up, made, made a video responding to Shu. That's called Socialist Lies. <laughs> and, and she's attacking Shu as a socialist. And it's just like this a lot of online drama all spawned from this. So, yeah, yeah. I think I watched the video, but I was like, yeah, I don't, oh, there's, there's nothing really here. Right. I don't um, like them accusing. I hate the fact that people are accusing Shu of being a socialist when all I've really seen her do is advocate for universal health care. I mean, you can make the argument universal right. health care socialism. And if she's advocating for Bernie Sanders style universal health care where they literally make private health insurance illegal, then OK, we're having a conversation. But uh I mean, I watched a video of Kyle Kalinske the other day that totally pissed me off because Kyle Kalinske was talking about Bernie Sanders' health care plan and how Bernie Sanders' health care plan is just the, the same health care plan that is established all over Europe. And I'm like, actually, no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're supposed to know this stuff. Like, you're the policy guy. But right, he doesn't right. even know that, that like, Bernie Sanders... Well, he like, knows. I, I just think he's... Do you think he knows and he's being dishonest? Yes. So the in, in European, like, health care, in, like, uh, Canada and France and, uh, and uh, Sweden and uh, Great Britain, all these, they have a <laughs> private health right. insurance industry that runs alongside it. Um, so it's... To say that that's what Bernie Sanders is advocating for is not that he's not advocating for that. It's the public right. option versus the. Well, he he probably has some wiggle room because there's some countries, mm-hmm. I don't know which ones that that have the same thing where they don't, they say there can't be private health care for things the government covers, 
but the government wouldn't cover everything the way Bernie Sanders plan would. So there's still private insurance that covers the the uh, loopholes, yeah, or the donut holes, I guess. It's still a huge so. difference. That like, it's still a huge difference. Yeah, no. Um, that book, and um, also I've never had anyone really be able to articulate why, like, what's the point of outlawing private insurance? Like, how does that benefit society? You got to go after the millionaires and the billionaires. You don't understand, Sitch. These people need to be strung up. That's <laughs> what that's what it feels like. Because if you have a public option, that's going to lower. Presumably, it's going to cost so much less than private insurance. That would lower the cost, and the private insurance would have to lower their cost to compete. And so, you'd want more. You want more companies involved in insurance because every time there's a person who buys private insurance. It would be taking strain off of totally public insurance yeah. and tax dollars. So that's why I, I literally I've never had anyone be able to articulate to me what exactly would be the point of uh, making private insurance illegal, how this helps anyone. So it, it does come off to me as very petty. Healthcare very... is not a commodity. It's a human rights. It's, you got to right. understand you can't buy and sell it. To me. So. It's very ethical. But, um, I I know the people were the people's problem with Shu was that there were like Discord screenshots of her saying things that it was sort of like people were saying it was unclear whether she was saying that she was really a socialist or pretending to be a sock dem or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, we we were trying to set up a talk with her at some point, and I'd be interested to. I am very interested to see what her take is on how internet politics has evolved. And how her oh, yeah. opinion has evolved totally. to see where where she is. She I mean she, I don't she responded to me and said that the the those screenshots, like half of them are just her joking around in private. So well I mean the thing that I don't understand is that if she was like some secret communist, like I don't know why it would be secret. Like yeah, Red Tube who cares? <laughs> Red Tube is popular enough now and the communists are popular enough now that i feel like she would actually make more money if she came totally. out full-blown commie so but anyway but we'll ask her about that if she comes on because i would i'd be very curious to see what she says about that the so the dish uh bringing up the european style healthcare and stuff just made me think of this but that disunited nations book that i'm reading goes through mm-hmm. all of the nations and kind of figures out where they're going to be in 10 years so they're describing uh like the social uh, standards and like the demography and their their, uh, manufacturing and their buying system, all that stuff. Man, France is, they're a bunch of racists. Dude, France is totally racist. Like he nails them as being some of the most racist people around. I think it's funny that in America, everyone talks about France like it's, you know, the the liberate, the the, uh, progressive, utopia <laughs> no i know it's it's like france literally had didn't they they made it they're making it legal for women to wear like the full burqa in public right all kinds of stuff that they, right. they do like they set up ghettos and move like <laughs> housing restrictions all kinds of shit but you know america is the land of the, the racist terrible people well they don't even they don't even conceptualize immigrants as french like even you can be you can become a french citizen but they're like nah you're not french <laughs> right exactly yeah you're not truly french you know i suppose that's what so many of these people so many americans they don't understand that a lot of 
European countries have very different cultures, very insular cultures. They very, don't, very you know, in America, cultures. we have this kind of idea that like anyone can become American. And that's, that's kind of the beauty and foundational aspect of a lot of America, which totally other countries don't have. And it's understandable why they don't have them. It's because these are countries that are built around some sort of shared history of a group of people for thousands of years. And America obviously doesn't have that because we killed and took over the people that had that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. <laughs> and the, But you then you have people like Jake running around talking about how America is the most racist place in the world. I'm like, dude, you fucking have no idea. Like, Jake, read a book. And don't right. read it to, like, dissect it. Like, read a book to learn something for once. Uh, Roland Rush for 199 says, y'all joking or do you think ad homs are insults? Uh, well, we are joking. I, under, we un, I understand there's a difference between an ad hominem yeah. fallacy and an insult, but they do are often conflated. Here, I'll show you. Um, you shouldn't trust Jake because he's a big fat pig. Everything he says, <laughs> like he, he, Jake, nothing he says is worthwhile because he's, he's totally fat and ugly. <laughs> Is that that's right? Like there you go. His argument Perfect. is bad because he's fat and stupid. There you go. That's a great, great ad hoc. There you go. Like him, and also doubles as an insult. So there you go. Hey, I I, hey, I tried. Uh, JJ Cheeker for five dollars. Who remembered your story? Adam says. Adam, this is before you. We talked about it. Says Adam. How do you feel about your biracial father, Timothy Poole? being called a white supremacist by fake black man talcum x oh yeah that is that is sad i don't i don't think uh yeah i don't think i don't think tim is a bad person sitch might think so but uh i think he's a bad person i don't think he's a white supremacist (laughs) okay well okay bad person i don't i don't i think he's a sellout i don't know if you say he's a bad person he's definitely a sellout um who's closer to who's closer to communism here me, the super capitalist, or Sitch throwing around the sellout term. Sellout. Look at this. Look at this ad hom. But anyway, oh, secret. I don't even know if that. I don't know what this is. Like, Sitch is a secret comment. Anyway, that is a picture by Zombie Squad of Sitch is a fly. Fly Sitch. I like it. I don't know. I like it, too. I don't remember if there was some reference to this last stream, but there you go. Zombie Squab. Zombie. I like that movie. I like that movie, The Fly. That was a good movie. Uh, I've actually never seen The Fly, so that's pretty good. Uh, but no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what I was saying was before I got distracted mm-hmm. uh, by The Fly, was um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think you can. I think mm-hmm. Tim's a sellout, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's obviously. I don't think he's a white nationalist mm-hmm. or anything crazy like that. And it's ludicrous to call him a white nationalist. The only basis. Uh, the only basis for this was I think one of the people who was trying to kidnap the governor had liked some Tim Pool video. So they're like, oh, oh really? Tim Pool's wow. radicalizing, you know, people. So there you That's go. That's pretty crazy. They, oh, there's I a, don't, did we, a did super, we talk about? There's a super simple formula that people are doing right now. Like they want to spot people who are making effective arguments against their team. They want to tar and feather them as a racist, a white supremacist, a transphobe, or a homophobe, and then mm-hmm. take them off the field. That's all that's happening. It's really 
so dishonest and it's so sad that we live in this world where people just dishonesty is their go-to move but that's that's the world we live in now i'm making the fly buzz around do we talk about how how the dave rubin james Lindsay interaction do we talk about that or is that i don't remember when that happened no we haven't talked about it but we can so i loved it so adam kept saying again and again he's like sitch James Lindsay voting for Donald Trump, you fucking asshole. Sitch. I didn't. I Take never that said that. Fake fucking smoke news. It. Fake news. You fake piece news. of shit. You got the up. fake news media <laughs> over here. He kept. Oh, yeah. It in fake my news. Face again no, again, I never said that. Again. I said I said that he publicly endorsed Donald Trump. I didn't say he was voting for him. Oh, OK. It's a huge difference. Okay, well, it's a huge. I will pull the Tim Pool hat out. There you if go. you're going to straw man there me, I'm going to pull the Tim Pool hat there out. There you go. I like this. I never said he said he was voting for him. I said he publicly endorsed him. Okay. I did. He did publicly endorse him. He James Lindsay knows he publicly endorsed him because that's mm -hmm. why uh, that's why Dave Rubin mm -hmm. on Twitter is mm. talking to him about his public mm -hmm. endorsement for mm. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so, so Dave Rubin got into some long Twitter spat with James Lindsay. Uh -huh. Dave Rubin was basically being, you know, Jack, the accuser saying like, who are you, you going to vote for Trump? Who are you going to vote for? And James Lindsay uh, kept saying no. And mm -hmm. then Dave Rubin, he kept saying no in like various ways that he wasn't, that he didn't want to vote for Trump and that he wasn't going to vote for Biden. He wasn't going to vote for anyone. Yeah. He wasn't going to vote for anyone. And it's funny because Dave Rubin kept saying like, oh, so you're going to vote for Trump and not tell anyone. And James Lindsay's like, no. Like, it's just, it was so funny. He was, Dave Rubin was really trying to get him to like be on like, his side oh, and James Lindsay was very clearly like trying to maintain this like position of, of enlightened centrism of neutrality. So I just cool. thought it was funny like after of everything that we were talking about. We should watch that video where, where Lindsay publicly endorses Trump and see mm -hmm. if we should, we should watch it. Mm. We watched it on the stream that got yeeted. Which I'm sad because that was a good segment. There you there. go. We, so it was your fault. We so. argued it out. We fought it out. And right. and uh, I got Sitch to admit that uh, Donald Trump was the lesser of two evils, but that he couldn't vote that for That literally him. never <laughs> happened, but okay, that's fine. We can since since the stream is deleted, we can pretend. You got to read between the lines sometimes, guys. Just so ah, you know. of course. Sometimes, like like people Lindsay can't Ellis, just he, come out and say you got to really got to dig. Right. Like, like Lindsay Ellis's problem with J.K. Rowling isn't anything J.K. Rowling said. It's like between the lines of what J.K. Rowling said. That's where the real danger lies. So, Are you comparing me to Lindsay Ellis? Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. I don't like this line of argumentation. Brian for five dollars says, is Sitch a transhuman or a trans shadow? Good question. Mm, uh, also, does the top half match the bottom half? I need to know. Ooh, it, ooh. it does. It does. It's all shadow person. It's all 100% shadow person. And I won't be defined by your humanity. Okay. And I find it offensive and bigoted to do so. You're, this is shadow people erasure. Okay. 
I'm a proud person of shadow and my people have been subjugated by the solids for so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Evil Herod Diamond Cat. Evil, oh no, sorry. Evil we, Hero hold Diamond on, hold Cat. On. We, yes. we don't like to be called the solids. We like to be oh, called okay, the shadow makers. Oh, <laughs> I like that. How oppressive. Adam thinks he's literally created me. Yeah. The shadow maker. Call wow. me the shadow maker. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, so this is a picture by Dr. 17T mm. on Twitter. Where I'm doing, Neat. it looks like I'm bowling, uh, I believe, with Vosh's head. So oh, that is wow. what he said in the tweet. So. Uh, I, I, I condone it. all violence against political opponents. Yeah. So I'm going to say You're that using I'm the doing wrong the, holes. I'm doing the staying alive dance. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. I'm doing the staying alive dance. So, oh, rubbing it in, huh? Because Vosh, in, yes. Vosh isn't staying alive. You're like, <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you bad, <laughs> bad person. Oh, you no. terrible, terrible person. Oh, no. Terrible. Uh, where jokes is... are illegal now. You can't make jokes like that. It's true. Jokes uh, evil hero Diamond Cat for five dollars says, Sitch, still waiting for you to go on EFAP and debate Mahler and Rags on Avatar the Last Airbender and Joker. They need to be taken down a peg. A team can win the debate. Yeah, that's do right. It. They don't like Avatar the Last Airbender, which is shocking. Shocking. That, that's that's their Star Wars prequel. They're they're also big fans of Joker. I feel like I'm in the minority here. Yeah. Um, I thought Joker was very whatever. I don't think it was bad, but it was very um, whatever. It felt yeah. like that's a team take right there. It felt like Baby's Taxi Driver. It felt like I don't know. Just it felt. I, I, there's no way to put this without sounding like an egotistical yeah. piece of shit. It feels like you are an egotist. That's true. I am an egotist. It's totally on brand. Go ahead and say it. And it's totally on brand. Uh, it felt like it was just so simple. Like yeah. every, there's no nuance in it. There's no complexity in it to me. Like every scene is like the worst thing that's going to happen. The Joker is going to happen to him. Like everything's so clear. Yeah. If that makes sense to you. Yeah. It was, there's nothing to be conflicted about. Like he totally it felt like a movie like every scene feels like a movie scene it doesn't feel like a real person in reality being afflicted by situations that are sort of dark and grimy mm. and complicated so i don't know maybe i'm being too hard on. i am uh even though he has a lot of i think bad takes on twitter i believe I think he might shit on Mahler, which I think is very wrong, but there's a guy, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to cascade him if this isn't true. I'm kind of working off memory here, so don't fucking jump down my throat if I'm wrong. But there's a guy, YouTuber named High Top Films, mm -hmm. and he had a very good video on Joker. He basically said that it was kind of a whatever movie, but what was good about it was that it showed Hollywood that they can take chances making superhero films that do not follow standard Marvel movie formulas and are very successful. And for that, I think is a fantastic point. And I do. So as much as I think the Joker was just an all right movie, I really like what it stands for or what it could stand for in terms of allowing more creative freedom in Hollywood. Yeah. We want that rubber sequel. So we got to, <laughs> we got to pave the way. 
Oh, Jesus. Anyways, uh, John Smith for 499 says, I don't think uh, J.K. Rowling was ever super woke. She said that Dumbledore was gay in 2009. I'm pretty sure she said Herm- Hermione could be black because, uh, yes, yeah, she was black in the play. Um, mm. No, I think I'm pretty sure J.K. Rowling's a very woke feminist. I thought she was. Yeah. Be wrong. I'm pretty sure she was very, very on board the third wave feminist train. But the sports thing wrong. probably tipped her over. She was like, oh, these people. That, when you were talking about the insane road that people mm-hmm. are like, you know, I don't know if I can go down that insane road. The sports road is a pretty insane turn. Like, they lost yes. a lot of people when they started being like, oh, yeah. Like, the, the, uh, biological males in female prisons like that's a pretty insane road to go down like okay (laughs) like oh like they've had inmates now that have raped like 10 chicks in prison because they're they're evidently still functioning biological males right no yeah because i'm pretty sure the whole basis of her her uh opinion on transgender stuff is completely formed by her feminism so i agree yeah uh, so the picture you just put up was by Yimmy Acosta David, another beautiful hand-drawn picture by Yimmy Acosta David. Yeah. We've been just every week been showering the art. Uh, and there, there looks like psychedelic sitch in the top left. Yeah. There's a very angry Adam in the mm-hmm. top right. I like this the last bo- one here. This one's great. <laughs> like you're like, no, no play the, the bottom left. There, there's, there's me very annoyed by Adam's harmonica playing. And it looks like Adam on the right has some sort of super harmonica that covers both his mouth and his nose. <laughs> yeah, you got to play through the nose too. <laughs> I do like that. Please yeah, stop I, the harmonica. I didn't play it during the intro because I didn't want you to. But I think I might have ruined you. You've. You ruined me, Adam. Your intro was a little, a little weak sauce. A little wow. A little, you know, it's so funny. A little when soy to, Jake. We when call I used it. to, when I used to critique Adam's bye, he would get so hurt. Oh, like, I know. Like sitch, the bye is my thing. How that's, dare you? I, that's you know? secret. You're giving our secrets. Away. What do you mean? You would say we do it on stream when I when I criticize. You'd be like, "How dare you, sitch." can't dare criticize blah 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 i'm like oh, okay so i'll stop doing it and now as soon as i stop okay I know. as soon as i stop <laughs> adam such... senses the opening like the shark he is and he's like oh fuck. i thought your hey now was a little uh you know, <laughs> little and then hey now could use some what okay let's go okay there he is you gotta attack or be attacked okay the best defense is the strong offense so. oh my god i've Good become job, adam i've become what i hated <laughs> I become, I become what I hate. I become the thing I hate. There you go. Uh, Lord Tennyson's pipes for two dollars says boys needs rough boys need rough play so they can learn boundaries. Very true. That is what the science seems to be saying. Oh, science. Ugh. Who needs that? Uh, John Smith for four nine nine says thinking of little black girls who want to be Hermione for Halloween or something. Also look up autism and extreme male brain theory. Females with male preferences. Huh. Yes, yeah, CHP girls are that. Interesting. Female. Yeah. Female with male preferences. Well, isn't autism affect males significantly more than girls? Mm, uh, I thought it did. Oh, yeah. There's more autistic men and more severely autistic. There's uh, that autism... spectrum between systemizing versus empathizing do you know about that 
spectrum. No. The spectrum. Yeah, so they uh, they postulate that there's a spectrum between, uh, that the autism spectrum is between sympathizing and empathizing. Like you should be somewhere in the middle, but when uh, people have autism, they are way at one end of that systemizing spectrum. And men on average are more closer, are more systemizers than empathizers, and women on average are more empathizers than systemizers. So, mm -hmm. yeah. You're, uh, says, you're totally a, a systemizer. You're, yes, whenever yeah. I take the, what's it called? The, um, you know, the personality test thing? Yes, yeah. The, was it the 16, 20 types, whatever the fuck it is? I'm always in the uh, logitician category. Yeah. Introvert logitician category, so. Logic. Logic. Um, so it says that autism in boys is about f somewhere between three to four times more uh, likely than girls. Wow. So yeah, significantly. This article is saying, I mean, this article seems kind of um, biased, but it's saying that they're starting to think that maybe the reason for that is that autism uh, in girls manifests differently. So it's not as detectable. Oh, interesting. So I would say maybe yeah. there's just a sex difference there. So I, I think they just don't want to say there's a sex difference, but uh autistic girls are the ones that are falling into this transgender stuff right in in gangbuster that's the, numbers that's, that's part of the fear yes right that's part of no it's really happening i read it in a book it's got to be true no I'm not, I'm not saying whether it's not true or not i'm just saying that's part of the fear that has been the concern about uh too much transition treatment for people that don't actually have oh oh my fans want harmonica i got to I have to satiate the appetite. Dingus McBangus is really wants her money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 95 Keith for $5 says, but I was told it's not up to the person saying the slur whether or not it's offensive. That's up to the person's being said to. Rules for the, yes. Very true. Yeah, because Lindsay said turf isn't a slur. Mm -hmm. But uh, we were told that it's not up to the person saying the word. It's up to the person, in, you know, how the person interprets the word so uh okay, fuck Lindsay. well i have some i have some harsh words for you about the word cis then mm -hmm. yes yes <laughs> i don't want to be called cis well it's funny because they argue about whether it's a, whether cis or turf is a slur it doesn't it's used as a slur that's what matters they yeah. like it's said with contempt it's like turf or cis het white you know they mm -hmm. say it like the emperor in star wars it says it with this animosity behind it mm -hmm. I was another picture by Yimmy Acosta David, where I'm trying to explain what a piece of shit Jake is. Oh, really? To a red void covered with the blood of my anger. So what does the red go. void say? It says, wow, that Jake guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> Sounds like he, he eats corn syrup from the bottle. Uh, death to all pigeons for 10 uh, BGNs. BGNs? What's that mean? I don't know. Uh, Big green noses. Oh. Big awful. gay noses. Big gay gnomes. Hmm. Or 10 Can big noses gay gnomes. be gay, I guess? I don't know. Uh, no, gnomes. Uh, it's a Bulgarian lev. So 10 Bulgarian levs says, thank you, Death. Says, uh, I don't know why you want to kill a pigeon, though. Uh, gentlemen, I regret to inform you that someone was wrong on the internet. On the last episode of EFAP, there was 25 whole seconds 
from one hour and 32 minutes of Jay talking smack about enlightened centrism. How dare he? How, or, I'm sorry. I think, I think someone sent that to me. How dare she? I don't know if Jay's transitioning or not. How dare Jay? How dare they? How dare they smack talk enlightened centrism? That sounds horrible. How dare you? I um, I think someone sent me that. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I was not making that. making fun of enlightened centrists. How dare they? We get a lot of that. Unfortunately, the problem is that the term centrist, enlightened centrism, and centrism has been destroyed by people like Tim Pool and Dave Rubin and people <laughs> who are not centrist whatsoever and are obviously Hunter shilling. Avalon. Hunter Avalon, true. People who are obviously shilling to one end of the spectrum or other, yeah. trying to pretend like they're centrist. Yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel Collective. Yes. Candace Owens. Candace Owens, classic. Yeah. What does she ever claim to be a centrist? I think she did. Like that's the first. That's the go-to move that they first do when they're like, you know, right now I'm not. I'm switching party, but now I'm a centrist. <laughs> it's Candace like their Owens. transition. Right. She the went literal. all the way though. She did. She did. Mm -hmm. Candace Owens with her literal supervillain origin story, which is kind of funny. But mm -hmm. that's a tale for another time. Damn Collective One for 499 says, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was a great example of a gay character in the movie not being about them being gay. Very true. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I got to rewatch that. I didn't like that movie much, but I think maybe I watched it. Yeah, and you're it. wrong, but that's yeah. okay. I could have watched You said... Sometimes yeah, I watch you it like when, I really, when I'm really hungry or I, yeah, like, yeah, I'm dying yeah. for weed and I don't have yes. any. And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, I'll just no. watch this movie. No. And then I'm like, this fucking movie sucks. Why don't I have any weed? I highly recommend everyone watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. One of the funniest movies, I think. Yeah. Ever. So funny. Uh, Patrick for $2 says, why would they ever admit to any wrongdoing? They wouldn't. That's true. They never admit to it. Never. Nobody does. Nobody does. Because they're evil. Uh, Ticklesen for five pounds says, if I recall, Sitch said that woke culture would die down if Trump leaves office. Wouldn't people just make up new excuses why America is full of bigotry? So, yes. The woke people, yes. Correct. <laughs> will definitely do that. My, right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. They'll always make up new shit forever. Uh, my point is that the mainstream will ignore it or tell them to shut the fuck up. When Trump is gone, that the mainstream media and that the left and the Democrats as a whole only listen to woke shit because of Trump. And that with Trump gone, they wouldn't do that. That's my operating theory of how yeah. this would work. So, hypothesis, it's not really a theory. Right. Like we haven't done any testing of it. Well, sure. Yeah, I meant in the non scientific term. Hillsburg for five dollars says thoughts on shoe on head inferring that Laura Shen is a Nazi. Okay, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Laura Chen not is not great. a Nazi. I wish that they would talk about it. Try mm -hmm. it. Maybe she. I would. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's my thing. I don't know what their relationship is. I don't know if they were ever friends. I don't know if they ever had relationships. My thing is, if I have a problem with someone who I have any sort of prior relationship with, I would always talk to them privately yeah first. reach out i always reach out to them privately first that's my operating thing uh fortunately i don't know anyone so i don't have to do that <laughs> so but uh the pj1191 for two dollars says adam and psa sitch slay it's 
Expeliciosa. Yeah, the spell. What? Oh, I already Harry did that Potter one. spell. I'm so stupid. Thank you, Adam. You're not. Wow, stupid. Adam got a reference I didn't get. My brain. It's, I'm so late. We've been streaming for a while. I know. Expeliosa. Oh, Coming up on six hours, I'm sure Lindsay Ellis fans will be Adam mentioning Stone. that ad nauseum on the on the Stone. Twitter. Stone. Come on, I gave I didn't I didn't go for the crazy fucked up face thumbnail. That's true. That's I think true. YouTube is after or after those. Uh that's the only reason why. Not because he was doing anything right. It's because, you know. Well, I was doing it to be nice, but Sure, sure. Little tied up Barbie, Jesus, and I, I can't even write, read this name. Little tied up Barbie doll with other things for two pounds says, "Which one of you has a Barbie tied up fetish fantasy?" Not me. I don't know if Adam has one. Mm, not really. No. No. Not into Barbie doll tied up fetishes. Yeah. I don't really. I'm not. I'm not a fetish guy. I don't really have a, these weird fetishes. I don't believe that. What's your, you gotta have some weird fetish. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess Sitch has the ASMR thing. Like he's all fetish. There you go. Oh my goodness. There you go. What's your fetish, Adam? Come on, tell us. It's your okay. Let me tell you, my I don't have any fetishes. You guys are weird. You fucking <laughs> oh, weirdos. So boring. Weirdos. Get so away. Boring. I watch. I watch late at night. I put on the movie Robber. <laughs> <laughs> That's his fetish. Tires. Adam's whacking at the yeah. tires. So. Whack, 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 whack. Oh, I sent you three more pictures. Oh, really? Nice. Cool. Uh, we'll see if these pictures are acceptable. They are. You're like, Explosive X for 549 oh, yeah, euros. Yeah. Mind. Go ahead. 549 euros says they had UBI in the USSR. They called it breadlines. Nice. I like Comrade it. Adam. They I had like UBI it. in the USSR. Comrade Adam. Yes. I like that. I do like that. That's good. There That's you very go. Very good. Uh, Daniel Collective One for Four Nine Nine says saying chromosomes exist and then denying chromosomes function the way it has been scientifically proven is saying chromosomes don't exist. True. True. Very true. How true? Uh, Render into Caesar for Four Nine Nine says thanks a lot, Adam. Adding limbal rings to my attractive criteria. <laughs> You're ruined now. You're going to be like going out with this girl. So you're like, I don't know. Her limbo rings. Her limbo rings were like totally non She got a weak limbo game, my bros. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, eh. <laughs> that limbo game. Weak. Uh, Spain 00 for 499 says, how do you know she's a witch? Oh, she turned me into a newt. True. That well, is that, very true. That's a good, that's at least some evidence. I'm like. There you go. Substantial. Nice, evidence. nice Monty Python reference in regards to burning witches and how the woke crowd acts. Very true. Uh, Joshua Worley for five dollars says, "I watched an Aiden Paladin video called i 'I'm Trans Now: Diagnosing Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria.' It was amazing, and it covered the whole topic with sources." There you go. You guys can check that out. I've lots of people have recommended that. I've never watched it yet, but uh, yeah. Aiden Paladin's, Paladin's video on girl. rapid onset me? gender dysphoria. She's like the social psychologist YouTube She channel. is. She oh, likes to yeah. dive deep into the research. I like it. That's my uh, fetish, just so you know. That's There you go. We found Adam's <laughs> Social fetish. psychology. Social psychology. Uh, so these pictures are by CT. 
and they're like they're like us in Among Us or Fall yeah. Guys. I think it's more like Among Us. There's a little Among Us Sitch and Among Us Adam. You stole my crown. I was wearing yes. the crown. I got that crown. Damn it. I got the crown. You got some ketchup on your sunglasses. I know. <laughs> I, I sometimes I eat. I'm out of control. I'm so desperate for a Big Mac right now. There it is. Resist that. You gotta eat healthy. Okay. No. Fuck you. Don't eat that shit. I want a Big Mac. Uh, Ivan Getterix get for five dollars says, "Progressives know that sex and gender are definitely related because they don't just act however they want; they act like the opposite gender role." Totally <laughs> true. Yeah, very true. I've made the same argument that a lot of feminists are the ultimate hypocrites because they literally define themselves. They castigate By their women, gender, <laughs> right? They well, they they criticize women for acting feminine and then they act masculine masculine mm -hmm. and my point is that these women are the ultimate hypocrites because basically they're agreeing with the patriarchal view that masculine traits are more worthy mm -hmm. than feminine traits true oh sorry no it's very true so it's funny a lot of a lot of feminists no i meant true that feminism... the masculine traits are better that's what i meant true oh too. So, yeah. jesus christ very a sexist. lot of a lot of feminists <laughs> and feminism is based in, I think, a complete internal hypocrisy that's never really been addressed. We should we should force him to address it. Uh, Daniel Collective One for four nine nine says, "If autism is cured, where would the sitch of future generations come from?" That's a good question. Exactly. That's a good question. We, we can't, can't cure, cure autism because then there won't be any more me. It's true. We need autism and we need deaf people. <laughs> well. I think I think the world would be I think deaf people would be better if they could cure deafness. So yeah, bionic ears. Uh, the the interesting thing is if there was some way to cure autism, what would that? How would that look like? What exactly would that mean? I don't want to talk about it. it sounds genocidey. Well, because the question is, there are you know uh, Eric uh, Weinstein always mm -hmm. likes to talk about this. He says that autism is like a superpower to some extent, which is true. He but the stole that is, from me. That's what I always say. Oh, he stole it from Adam. That was Adam's law. But, oh, my God. But uh, the question is, could they, if they had some cure to autism, would it remove the benefits of it? Or would it only remove the negative aspects? Yeah. I don't know. Because maybe, maybe you can only have the benefits with the negative aspects. It's like... Your power is your weakness, sorts of thing. Maybe you can only have one with the other. So I don't know. It's I like that. I don't, I don't know what it would look like. Where do I get a sweatshirt like this? This is like amazing. So CT bought an American flag sweatshirt. She said she was inspired. She was inspired by my nationalism last week, where I talked to her, or the week before, we talked about America taking over Canada. So she bought an American flag sweater. And that's her little uh, sitch cat doll that her cat plays with in the middle. I can't believe this. I don't even know what the Canadian flag looks like. <laughs> yes, you do. It's the it's the flag with the maple leaf in the middle. I I didn't know that. No. Wow. I mean, I, I don't blame you. It's like so unimportant and such a fake country. I mean, Can't. Adam, how dare you Canadian not know? Be respectful flag. about our neighbors to the north. Okay. Oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Oh. I thought Canada. that was like a hockey. I thought that was like a hockey flag or something. I thought that I mean, was a sports same, team it? flag. It's basically the same thing, right? Yeah. So, but they don't oh, have stars. Speaking, <laughs> no, I know. What kind of flag didn't have stars? It's crazy. And they only have three stripes. Like, 
crazy. Um, speaking of Canada, Jordan Peterson or Mikhail Peterson tweeted a picture of her whole family, including Jordan Peterson, being happy and celebrating uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. So that's a nice, nice little thing. She said, it's been a tough year, but they've all got through it. So, great. Adam doesn't give a fuck. No, uh, I got tickles. I got distracted by the chat. Someone's like yeah. calling us out for having Patreons. I love, God, I love how Sitch and Adam go after Lindsay Ellis for being some Patreon grifter. Well, I didn't call her a grifter. And uh, bending to the will of the patrons. How much does Sitch and Adam get from their We don't patron? have enough yeah. patrons to bend to their will. Yeah. I mean, so. sign up for my patron, though, my Patreon, and, like, we're having a conversation here. Like, if you want, <laughs> like, if I have, like, if I'm making $100,000 a year right. off a of Patreon, like, obviously, I'm going to be more susceptible for that kind of Right. We, we, we don't even have a joint Patreon. Either. I know. We haven't gone down that road because, Lindsay like, Alice first of all, Patreon. we can't, it's very difficult for us to even get down that road because we like to talk about whatever we like to talk about, and... You know, if you start catering to conservatives or catering to progressives, you know, all of a sudden, you like right. when the progressives make a shit take argument, like, um, like Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist, then all of a sudden you're like notably silent because <laughs> they're fucking crazy. So Lindsay yeah. Ellis has seven thousand six hundred and three patrons. So you know, yes, yeah, seven thousand patrons. Can, We're having a completely different who knows, conversation. Who knows what yeah. that amount of money, uh, how that translates to money? But I'm yeah. sure, it's a, sure, it's a decent ch uh, chunk of change. Her videos regularly get a million views or so, so that's another decent chunk of change. Right. So, so the go. but the few patrons that I have had, you know, I'm I'm conscious of the fact that they're patroning me. Is that or patron? They're patronizing me that's, that sounds horrible <laughs> Stop patronizing me adam so i'm conscious of that fact and i mean i interact with them but imagine if you will imagine mm -hmm. you wake up one morning and 1000 of your 7000 patrons decide to reach out to you because right. uh um jk rowling has had something that they perceive as a shit take all of a sudden, are you going to say, listen, one, one seventh, is it one seventh? One seventh of my patrons are on the line here. Right. You know, that's like $25,000. Am I going to fucking, should I, um, should I stay silent? You know, all of a sudden it's a completely different conversation. So well, I don't think it's a, I don't think, I think it's a something to talk about. Don't you? I do. And I, there's one patron I think you have been neglecting, Adam. Mm -hmm. And that's Gemini Sen. Oh my God. <laughs> For five dollars says Adam, prove to me that sex is real. <laughs> I need uh, I need a long hard lesson in male anatomy. Oh Lots of hands-on examination. So, Gemini is not one of my patrons. I feel no. horrible now because I feel like he's gonna sign up. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna sign up. Yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. But anyway, um, Dude, is that not a cogent argument that I'm making about? Uh, it seems like it's pretty cogent. Yes, it is. You made yeah. a cogent argument, yes. But she's calling us a hypocrite because I have like four patrons. <laughs> like, well, uh, fuck them. What do I they don't know? know? I don't what know. What do they know, Adam? Fuck them. Okay. Well, we have, a, we have a real Lindsay Ellis fan here in the chat. I can, there I can, you go. Either that. Real I mean, it's Lindsay default. You, 
you don't know the it could be Lindsay Ellis's alt. Like she could have just signed up for this account. <laughs> like, well, also the um, there I'm looking at the chat now. It's also I mean I don't know if it's even worth addressing because they're mm -hmm. obviously uh, uh, straw manning because no one was attacking no one's attacking anyone for making money. No, we're just saying all. we're just saying that it's. Uh, I don't even remember us talking about. Well, I will. I will go we're just, as far we're just saying, criticizing Lindsay's shitty fucking arguments in the video. So, well, I, I will go as far as saying attack. Waste of time. Well, Fuck there are person. people. I mean, and they tend to be on the left that want to say, uh, they want to point to conflict of interest. They want to say, uh, government is completely corrupt because they're taking money. They're t they're literally fucking bought and paid for. Right. What do you call uh, seven thousand patrons if it's not bought and paid for? Oh, excuse right. me, well, excuse me. It's funny because that's you know that's what Skylar Fiction, who I offered to come on the show, Skylar Fiction, who obviously has some bone to pick with you, Adam. Yeah, who doesn't uh, like me? Yes, he, he has a hate boner for Adam. Yeah, I offered him to come on the show to air his grievances, uh, and he backed off. He refused. Mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to do it on like Modern Day Debate or something like that. Uh, which you're like, well, why would I waste my, like, just come on our show. So we have, you know, Sunday, like, I don't want to waste my time talking to you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, uh, hey, oh man, you yeah, cut straight to the truth. <laughs> I know. It's just like, it's like, okay, if you, if you want to come on one of Sundays and be entertaining, then it's fine. I don't want to waste extra time, like talking to you. But, I'm um, making a comic, dude. I don't have the yeah, fucking time. Exactly. But no, it's funny. Cause his big, his big criticism of Adam is, oh, Adam is just you know shilling to for money and i'm like what yeah. like if adam wanted money he would go full maga like what the fuck are you talking about like, totally like, yeah the, the money is full maga or full kame that's where the money is there's no money in what we're i mean there's some money because you guys are giving you guys are very generously giving us money but there's not like we're not going to get the you know tens of thousands of dollars that the, the communist and the, the Mac yeah totally break yeah we're not so. we're not going to get the seven thousand patrons and we're comfortable right. with that and like that's we're fine, just two yeah. friends fucking hanging out on the weekend okay that's right like this is what's so ridiculous about i mean we'll make that money when we sell our comic book <laughs> well I, but the thing about that's selling a, the comic book is we don't have to take some political take that we don't fucking even believe yeah the, co so, the comic is is funny and it's not 100 percent politically neutral but it's you know it's not like a not yeah, like it's not fun. Just a funny comic, political you know? propaganda. It's right. It's it's, uh, it's it's fun right. for us to do, and I I mean I'm skeptical we'll even make money doing it. That's like, true. We might not. We're doing it because we'll it's see. Fucking fun. We'll see. Yeah. We'll find out. Anyway. Anyways, I'm triggered. Uh, this bitch in the chat. No. Yes, Adam got. A I'm going full. Me. I'm going full Vosh here. I'm like arguing with the chat. <laughs> it's okay, we're all allowed to be a little triggered. Uh, Tickleson for five pounds says, I want to be known as a funny guy who doodles stuff, not that guy with Asperger's. True. Very, mm -hmm. This is what's so, and I understand where it comes from because psychologically, this is the way it works. Uh, psychologically, people gain strength if they can convince themselves that the thing they're being made fun of is like something to be proud of. This is where... I hate to say it, and I don't mean this in any sort of homophobic way, though I'm sure it could be clipped that way. This is where a lot of gay pride comes from. The idea is people were bigoted towards gay people, so they're going to turn the bigotry around by saying, oh, well, now I'm super proud of being gay pride, of mm -hmm. being gay, and be super open, super pr uh, proud about it. And that's why you get this sort of weird contradiction where you say, oh, the feminists cry and screech 
if a woman is sexualized for a male gaze, but they all cheer and rant and rave if a man sexualizes themselves in a gay pride parade for a gay man. Because mm. there's all these weird power dynamics and shit going on. And so this is a common human psychological defense mechanism. And it can be appropriate in some circumstances, but in other circumstances, it's dangerous. And I do think it's very dangerous to identify yourself uh, or primarily identify yourself based on some sort of mental illness or a medical condition. That seems to me as a someone who believes in liberalism and believes in not prejudging people and believes people should be judged on the basis of the content of their character, it seems a little strange to me that you'd want yourself to be primarily identified with some physical factor by yourself. Totally, you have no totally. Yeah, so immutable that's characteristic. Just my, that's just me, but what do I know? But what do I know? What I'm, do just I a, know? I'm just a simple caveman. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just a simple caveman lawyer. <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking. I I know I recognize that old man reference. It's I'm good. just a simple. How do you know all these? You are a super geek, man. How do you know all these old man references? I because my parents used to love SNL. That was uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah. Troy McClure. Yeah, that was the character from The Simpsons. What's that? Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, who was unfortunately yeah. killed by his wife. Killed by his wife. God, yes. you got to interrogate these bitches, guys. Make sure, yes. make sure you know what you're getting into. Phil Hartman, when SNL was good, was the caveman lawyer. Yeah, Phil Hartman was great. Phil Hart, I love Phil Hartman. He's hilarious. Uh, the Dashing Road 499 says, this is all due to having Marxists take over mental health. It worked for the gays during the 70s. Ask what is mentally healthy. Everything else follows. So I'm not aware. I don't know what you're referring to with the gays in the 70s. But it does seem like, unfortunately, a lot of the mental health fields have been either taken over or... Uh, cowed and and terrified of the woke sphere and, yep. and the critical activists, and they all yep. sort of bend over backwards for the shit. So. Yeah, unfortunate, terrible. We it's need them more than sad. ever now. Uh, Wim W for one ninety nine says, "So you've never heard of transibility? No, I don't even know what that means. Transibility, so like something like a transformer does." Transibility, the desire or need of a person identified as able-bodied by other people to transform his or her body to obtain a physical impairment. Mm. Wait, what? Yeah, sounds sketchy. Oh, so it's someone who wants to give themselves a, a physical disability? Oh, yeah, I've heard of oh. that. Yeah, I, I I didn't know what there was a. T I've heard of that. I've heard of people that do that. I didn't know there was some term for that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's dark. That's Very dark. dark. Obviously, it's some issue. I've heard of that in terms of body dysmorphia, but I think that's different than trans ability. I would imagine. Uh, Derek Drummond Fadar says, "Normalize nationalism again." True. True. Yeah. Halesburg for $5 says, I was shot with an AK-47 at 6. Holy shit. 6 p.m.? Why? I think at age 6. Jeez, oh, okay. Halesburg. Uh, real PTSD. Imagine someone telling me that wanting to get rid of the nightmare is some sort of bigotry. True. True. Yeah. Part of the problem is 
with a lot with a lot of this heights talked about this other people talked about this is that when you when you coddle these kids when you raise them so coddled they can probably actually literally get physical PTSD from something very tiny and negligible because they've been so sheltered and so coddled. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Yeah. Uh, Sonny for 49 says, have you read Harry Potter? I've read, I think the last three or four. Of oh Harry my God, Jesus. And you don't even like it. Well, it was funny because I was actually, I was in, I was on vacation in some place. I was on I was on this cruise, mm-hmm. and the cruise had a lot of sea days where there was mm-hmm. nothing to do. Yeah, I know. And the ship exactly. had a library with Harry Potter books in it. Oh, okay. So I, I so I read, I started reading from wherever like the last movie that I saw. Uh, this makes sense. From. So. The boring it ass was a, cruise. You're like, it was I've convenient. had as much soft serve as I can the eat. The books, now I'm gonna... I remember when I read them, I was like, they're compelling to read. Mm-hmm. But then when I was done, I kind of just like forgot the, about forgot it. Forgot about them. They're on yeah. my mind. I remember I thought the last one was fucking terrible. Mm. That was so boring. So much more boring than the other ones. But. That was my take. The last Harry Potter book was super boring. That's the one where Dumbledore has a gay orgy. That's the one where Dumbledore has a gay orgy. Yes, that was a good scene. The <laughs> scene where all the the kids do cocaine and they run a train on a girl in the sewer, and then Ooh. Dumbledore comes in with a gay orgy. That was the good part, but everything else was boring. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Imagine Stephen King, mm-hmm. a guy okay. who wrote a, a a part of a book where kids run a train on a girl in a sewer, underage children run a train on a girl in a sewer, uh, castigating people for wokeness. Just imagine that for a second. Anyways. Hurts my brain. It does hurt. Sanity now for $5 says, get woke, become a joke. True. True. Oh, like Lemons it. for for $5 says, so this might be simple ignorance on, on my part, but can you explain to me how UBI is capitalist? Mm-hmm. how ubi is capitalist yes uh well capitalism is buying and selling uh goods so socialism is uh you can't hire people or own private property so i mean all the structures of capitalism remain in place just plus this you get uh, a ubi from the state so there you go. How is that not? How is it not? Uh, how is it not capitalist? Because unfortunately, we talked about this. Uh, I mean, you're you're literally giving you're literally giving capital right. to every single man, woman, well, and not child, but you're every man and woman gets capital to build a family or a business or whatever they to want participate to in a capitalist market. Yeah, yeah, to participate in right. a marketplace. Exactly. Unfortunately, since the 80s and Reagan, uh, Republicans have been running a campaign of naming any sort of social welfare program as communist. Yes, totally. It's kind of, it is, they've cried sheep on the issue so that when the actual communists show up, it kind of weakens the blow. Like, for example, if, if, I really think if the Republicans hadn't been calling everything communist for the last 30 or 40 years, 
that when the actual communists that we're dealing with now showed up and we called them actual communists, I think people would be more attentive. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. That is the dangers of these kinds of political partisan games that we play. Yeah, Milton Freeman, somebody sent me some Milton Freeman meme and they didn't realize that Milton Freeman was in favor of UBI. He, they, they call it something different. It's the negative right. income tax, which is, for all intents and purposes, the same thing. I, I asked, I mean, I asked somebody, because I'm just feeling things out on Twitter with UBI, and they were saying the negative income tax is different, it's scalable, and also, the, the thing, the problem that I had with the negative income tax is you're not putting capital in people's hands. Like, how do you, how do I literally start a business? Like, if I, if I'm getting a thousand bucks a month and I'm living on my mom's couch and I want to use that thousand bucks a month to start a taco cart, I can do it. Like, I literally have the capital to do it. But in the right. negative income tax world, you add another step. I have to get a job and then raise money with that job to start my taco truck or whatever. You know, taco truck is one thing, but a lot of people today, you know, they want to build an app or something. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think part of the problem, part of the issue with, with uh, negative income tax is that I don't, see, I don't see how that eliminates the welfare trap. Isn't it doing the opposite? Because again, you're, you're creating a system where people make money the whole point about UBI or a big point about UBI is that you're eliminating the negative reinforcement to work because you're saying, oh, you're going to get some money regardless. So if you have a job or you work, you're just going to get more additional money. Right. And the problem with, with a lot of welfare programs now is it, dis it can, depending on what job you can get, it can disincentivize you from working because you can make more through welfare and if you start working, you'll get less welfare. Yeah. Milton Freeman so, harps on this. He hates welfare. Right. Exactly, but I don't understand how negative income tax seems like that just creates the exact same problem. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I watched one video on it, and my mm -hmm. my main critique is what I just said. So I don't know. Obviously, I'm going to watch it more. Negative income tax is not good branding at all. <laughs> so no, that's a that's a terrible term. It sounds yeah. awful. Yeah, it's got income so. tax in it. Fuck mm -hmm. income tax. I feel taxation is theft, just like all of you guys, especially when I have to, like, not only do they take my money, I have to actually do the fucking taxes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they should, yeah that's ridiculous. Uh, the Smut Weasel for $3, nice name, says, heard you guys talking about infinities, watch some Vsauce and get learnt, you shits. <laughs> and they linked a video that's uh, Vsauce talking about. I assume what he's talking about, we, we said last week, but how some infinities are larger or smaller than other infinities. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Abinov for $3. Thank you, Abinov. Uh, Caleb Black for $3 says, it's always fun to go back and watch channel awesome movies like Kick-Assia, where Lindsay does a bunch of embarrassing scenes playing second fiddle to Doug Walker. And imagine what she's thinking because she so clearly hates that she has to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Let's see. She's fighting Paradox. back against her old oppressor, isn't she? Yes. Paradox Engine for $1 says, I realize today that when someone says white straight males as a way to say privileged, I'm not sure what they mean. I'm not sure what that means to trans women. Nobody says white straight men. But even if they do, I have to assume some small percent is making a distinction, including trans. There you go. If someone says, oh, all these white straight males, 
that's a good point paradox. You can say, well, you could start including trans men into that and start calling the person a transphobe. So I like that. Next time someone castigates all straight white men, you can call them a transphobic bigot. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, paradox for $1 says there's one. No, I read that one. Uh, the love, let's see if I read this one. The love doctor 69 all day for 150 says thoughts on the vice presidential debate. Personally, I felt, I felt, I feel Pence did well. His previous radio experience before Congress makes him come across as a pretty good orator to me. I would also say that Camilla was trying way too hard with the faces. It was odd. So do you want me to give my take first or do you want to give your take first? This is on the debate. You go first. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing because it was honestly pretty boring. I watched the first three-fourths of it, so I watched most of it. This is when we played Among Us because I remember thinking... Yes. Like, I'm missing the debate. <laughs> we played Among Us the day of the debate. I didn't watch it the day because I didn't care. Right. Um, I think Camilla did very not well. I think not she well. missed. I think she did bad. Horrible yes. is the word you're looking for. Uh, I wouldn't say horrible. I don't think she did horrible. I just think she did. I think she did poorly. I'm she, talking was... here, Sitch. Are you going to let me finish? Sitch. <laughs> She I did, really appreciate uh, you not interrupting me. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with any of that <laughs> stuff. She missed so many, so many uh, methods and means of attacks that were so fucking oh my. obvious. Oh, totally. Me, and I think to anyone with a functioning brain, uh, I think that was a big criticism. My second criticism, which is she just has a very not good voice. Oh my which, God. It's funny because I hate the way that my voice sounds, but her voice, it has, it has that like tonation or pitch where it always feels like she's like on the verge of about, of about being to cry. Like you always feel like she's about to like have an emotional breakdown and she's not. That's just the, like she has that tremble, I think is what they call it. She has that weird tremble in her voice. And I believe that you can go to a vocal coach, a vocal coach and you can work on that. And she should, I mean, she's a fucking politician and your voice is like a, very big tool so that's a big problem uh and then it's interesting because so many people were saying that they thought pence did really well i think pence to me came off like a came off like the parody of every politician in a debate that you've ever seen so whenever you see a parody of a politician in debate the debater the debate moderator asks them a question and then the politician doesn't answer the question and gives some incredibly pandering response. They say something like, well, I'd like to thank all the strong Latin workers in the audience today for their support of the, you know, they just go on and on and on and on. And it sounds really nice. And they have this very specific tonation and way of speaking. And to me, Mike Pence literally sounded like the physical embodiment of every parody negative stereotype of a, of a politician in debate. And when I was listening to what he was saying, you would, you would realize if you could get past the presentation, which I agree, Mike Pence has a much better voice. He sounds so calm and smooth and nice when he talks. But if you're autistic like me and you can turn off all that shit in your brain and you can just listen to the words, you realize that Pence was saying almost fucking nothing in most of his answers or he would never really answer uh, the question. My favorite example of this was the moderator said, 
um, if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, would you support your state making abortions illegal? Right. Mm -hmm. So how did Mike Pence answer that question? Well, he didn't. Instead, he just talked about two or three minutes about how terrible it is that Supreme Court justices are attacked for their faith. That's all he said for three months. He didn't actually answer the question. <laughs> and every, and if you if you realize that he's doing this, you see almost every question, he doesn't answer it. He just turns it into some way to pander to some audience. So, uh, But in terms of how he did, obviously people liked that performance. I guess it's a stereotype for a reason because that's what most politicians do. And I guess it works because people found it persuasive. So... Yeah, so much of it is the demeanor more than anything. Like, yes, Camilla's demeanor was awful, and I think that that was. I think that's ninety percent of it is the demeanor. People aren't yes. really paying attention to the answers. So, the demeanor, um, the tone of voice, the way in which you say things, very true. I have a real bad habit of doing the laugh thing when I debate, and now I finally realize, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that is awful. That is mm -hmm. terrible. So I'm going to try to stop doing that to be sometimes people say shit, though, that I just like can't even fathom. Well, like, so we'll be clear what you're referring to. Uh, I, I'm not thing. I can't give you a um, I can't give you a specific from the debate. No, no, no. no. I mean, like, like what it, what do you what's the laugh thing? Well, when somebody says something that's completely ridiculous, like you laugh about it right but it, it your makes opponent it, says something and you like laugh to you like, laugh it off. yeah you yes. laugh it off right. it right. it it makes you appear to be unserious in a way that's not not good <laughs> not good. well it depends so. if you do it too much yes i'm doing i do it way it too much carefully yeah yes. i don't think i think maybe more than once is probably too many but she has a habit of doing that the voice thing that i i also can't stand is it's like she sounds like stone girl at a party to me. Like every time I hear her talk, <laughs> she sounds, she has this California accent that it he sounds does, like she she's does, trying yeah. to sell me weed or something. I, right. the voice is awful. Um, the, the court packing exchange was super interesting because, and this is scary. This is totally scary because they're literally going to be running on packing the court. Like the, if, well, they're, they're careful not to, you don't like they don't they won't answer the question they don't want to do it and they don't want to say it in this election because it's too late in the game like i think they thought okay if we win the next election it won't be such a so devastating but now that the conservatives are like three judges up i wouldn't be surprised if they're literally running on we're going to pack the court because we need right. to we need to deal with this conservative i mean the the judges that uh, Trump has nominated. I don't think it turned out that bad. I think one case came up on uh, gay marriage or something like that. And the conservative, the one of the conservative judges he appointed had an opportunity to overturn gay marriage and didn't do it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not familiar. But. You can't, uh, you can't discriminate against gay Americans. Let them fucking get married for heaven's sakes. It's, it's ridiculous that people even think that's a, that's a possibility. So, but, you know, people on the left believe that. People on the left believe conservatives are mindless automatons. And once they just get into power. Well, I, I mean, I don't think I think it is a possibility. I think it's a very strong possibility that that a gay marriage case could be overturned, not because a judge hates gay people, but because of 
whatever the legal technicality is that has allowed gay marriage could be overturned. And then that would mean that I think state would be able to legislate it. Making gay marriage illegal, I think, is unconstitutional, obviously. Because you're, you're saying you're denying what, what rights to, you're denying rights to gay Americans. You're denying the right for them to engage in the institution of marriage. You can't do that. You literally have a, okay, I mean, a test. See. I mean, I've listened to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court uh, case that overturned mm-hmm. the gay marriage laws that made that made gay marriage legal. And the kind of discrimination these people were going through is just crazy. Like so un-American. It's so easily it's so obvious that it's discrimination. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying that the Supreme Court decision, it was a five to four decision. It's not like it was overwhelming, you know, one way or the other. For the gay marriage so, thing? For the gay marriage thing. So you, it's not like it was some overwhelming affirmation. Well, but you did have you you do have conservatives on the court that are mindless automatons, I would say. Like Anthony Scalia, I don't think. I think that guy was kind of a mindless automaton. Well, he did. I don't know if I'd say he's an, I don't think he was a mindless automaton. He was very uh, ideologically driven. Very well, what do you, how do you driven. define mindless automaton? I guess that's true. I guess ideologically that's, I, yeah, driven I, is people the... are going to be mad at you for saying that because uh, a lot for some reason people like Scalia. I, I think Scalia should never be allowed to be a Supreme Court judge because he literally believes the devil is running around influencing people's brains. And I think if you believe the devil is manipulating people, I think that kind of, I don't think you should be allowed to be a Supreme Court justice. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I am having a too high a bar, but I think when you believe supernatural entities are poisoning the minds of humans, that that kind of, kind of negates you from being a Supreme Court justice. That's just me. All the arguments that the conservatives make against gay marriage are literally Sitch's law. Like they're fucking arguing over the definition of marriage. Like when you have to argue over right. the definition of a word to make your argument, I think you're losing. Like we're talking about people's rights, yes. defending people's liberty, people's right. freedom, liberty. Right. <laughs> well, that's because I mean another th- a good red flag to see when people start kind of falling back on these definitional arguments shows that they don't have um they don't feel comfortable making a moral argument or a more ideological argument. It shows that they're operating on weak grounds. Yeah. But anyway, I thought the debate was interesting. I thought like the court packing exchange was super interesting. And um, Pence kept, she, all the, everything that you said about Pence not saying everything is true and where she missed a lot of opportunities to do exactly what Pence did. Pence said, kept saying, you know, I want everyone to notice that she didn't answer the question. Like right. he he stepped up for the moderator. He said that like, in response because she totally didn't answer the court packing question. No, she didn't. She did yeah. not. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, she could and, have done uh, that on any one of the questions that like Pence didn't answer about abortion. She could have right. said notice that he didn't answer the question. Right. Well, that's what was so surprising is that even though Camille did that with the court packing question, and she did it with one other question. I don't remember which one it was that I saw that mm-hmm. she didn't answer it. Uh, but Pence basically did it with every question almost. I couldn't believe that she didn't every time yeah. it was her time to speak, she should have just called them out and yep. said, you know, there's dodgy Pence dodging another question, you know, yeah. like, you know, be a Trump, pull, you know, give him a nickname or something. Pivoty Pence, dodgy Pence, you know, 
Oh my God, just the nicknames. To point it out, but I don't. It's it's weird to me. It's always weird to me when politicians are really bad at debating because you're like, this is like a such a huge part of their. Maybe it's not, but I would think it's such a huge part of their job that they should be really snappy. But I don't know. They can't do the nicknames because they've they've used it to say that Trump is a is a terrible person, and if they do it, then they're admitting that they're a terrible person. But it works. It totally works. It works. It totally works. And I can't totally believe they're seceding that ground. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, utter nonsense for four twenty says. Don't forget that puberty blockers can damage sexual function and even cause people to never orgasm. That's a huge quality of life problem. Yes. Oh my God. Imagine going your whole life without orgasming. It's terrible. I mean, that's what's so crazy about all this stuff is that they act like the puberty blockers are just this super oh, no safe thing deal. to do. It's yeah, no big deal. You everybody just, does it here. If you, yeah, if, if you don't want, if you want to change your mind, just stop taking them and everything's totally fine. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's literally Lies. fucking crazy. Not only that, but I mean, they found that you know when kids go through puberty, a lot of gender dysphoric feelings go away; they desist. So if you fucking put them on puberty blockers, obviously, that's you know, you're kind of fucking that over that process over. And it's just that's I don't know, it's so stupid, so frustrating. I got a, we got another picture from David Aragon. I can't tell if it's Tim Pool or me in a Tim Pool. <laughs> oh right, I almost I'm so I'm so sorry, David. I forgot. I forgot to uh, give Adam. This is a picture that David Aragon made of us playing, um, of all of the people who were playing Among Us. I love it. Great. There's uh, there's Adam with a Tim Pool beanie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so funny. No one recognizes me without my red shorts anyway. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Great picture, David. Um, doo, doo, doo. Where was uh I love Dr. Sigdan all day for 150 says, I think Pence did well because Harris was bad at countering. Oh, that's basically what we said. When Pence accused Biden of having the same plans with COVID than Trump, she just goes, what you've done hasn't worked. Uh, okay, then explain the difference. Seems like you would point out the difference. Yeah, she did not do a good job. Did you see the uh, WHO came out against lockdowns? I did. So I, I, didn't, I didn't read it. I heard Scott Adams talking about it. Yeah. So, which is interesting. It kind of puts... Oh my God! The politics in an interesting position because you have uh, the left likes to point at at Trump pulling out of the H uh, the, the WHO as like a bad thing, but then the left likes the lockdowns generally, but then the right likes to point as the WHO is being you know corrupt, beholden to China and stupid, but now they're saying that they're who saying to to get rid of the lockdowns. So it's like both, like what is both sides of the the political aisle going to do on this? Are they going to switch their stances or what? I it's don't know. A cra- it's so crazy now because their whole th- thing is like we got to continue. We got to follow the sides. We got to continue to do the lockdowns. I the numbers that and I didn't I didn't look them up, but I heard the same thing on Scott Adams. He was talking about some guy who said who looks at the numbers of deaths each year and measures like how much up we are. So supposedly we are up like 300,000 deaths over normal. And he's saying that 200,000 of those are being counted as coronavirus, but there's 100,000 deaths that are unaccounted for that are probably like suicides and shit because of people uh, you know, being in dire straits over the lockdowns right. and stuff, which is fucking, oh my I don't, God. I don't know how you could calculate that. That's though. insane. 
Well, I, I'm interested in in what right. it is. Obviously, I'm I'm. This is speculation by that guy and and myself, obviously. So no, right? Because it's like, would those people? Would there be an equal amount of people that would kill them? So say there's no lockdowns and coronavirus is significantly worse. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd say, okay, well, would you? You sure say you have more people dying from coronavirus, and then also maybe the people would be committing suicide because their friends and family are dying from coronavirus. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm saying it's kind of. I, Oh yeah, I'm yeah, just you're very right, agnostic right. on like these sorts of like right, trying to right. work these things out because like I don't think anyone could really figure the answer to any of this shit out. I thought we were going to be ahead of the game just because we'd lose on the car accidents thing because obviously if no right. one's driving, nobody's having right. car accidents. But right, but I guess that's how the bad lockdowns have to end. So. These lockdowns have to end. This is like mm-hmm. I'm just well. The problem is that a lot of people are total pieces of shit about this. Yeah. And that they don't want to compromise. It's like, okay, well, we can have less lockdowns, but you have to wear a mask. You know, like there has to be, you know, some give and take. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. I, you, you know, people either want everything or they want nothing. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, we gotta, gotta find an enlightened sense. Everyone's in somewhere. Southern California is down with wearing masks and stuff like that. It's not a big deal. Right. So, yeah, but that's because that's where all the liberals live. I mean, yeah. you, you saw that video, right? The guys in Orange County going yeah. around trying to give people masks and people were like, angry at them for just orange trying to give people masks orange county is totally conservative i know exactly that's the thing it's, it's so have you, you haven't seen that video i haven't but that's, that's oh my god totally it's hilarious. hilarious these two guys that are like they're basically like bill and ted they're the most like broy chill like guys <laughs> of all time they're like yo bro you want a mask and they have like a box of like like packaged masks you know hilarious. uh and people just get like so mad at them they're like, oh, they're so, like, they're so angry at them. They don't just say no. They get fucking like pissed at them, like like them simply pointing out the fact that no one's wearing masks and that they're giving out masks for free. It like, oh, just triggers people. So, people are so vain in Los Angeles. They're probably like the mask because then they can go out without putting makeup on. There you go. It's perfect. Like... <laughs> perfect. Right. Exactly. Just cover up. Uh, why am I sober for one dollar says the idea that Nazis are controlling the country used to be crazy until I looked into Project Paperclip and MK Ultra. Bum, bum, bum. Abortion LGBT is just you get eugenics against the poor and gullible. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, inter- or even the first part. Intersectionality, critical race theory is mind conf against uh, whites. The globalists must be stopped. There you go. Nathan Margola sent me a DM saying, please promote me, guys. We promoted you at the beginning of the show, but I'll do it again. Uh, Nathan Margolis does a, a clip channel for us, and uh, you should look it up and subscribe. I think there's a link in the description. So. Link in the description below. Yes. Do it. Here, look. I'll use the hypnotism right here. See the... Ooh. I'm hypnotizing you guys now. Ooh. Look Look at the Ooh, banner clip ad. Clip channel. Look at the banner ad. Yes. Subscribe. Look at that big candy red subscribe button. Do you want free will? Do you guys want free will or not? Free Only will. people that subscribe to the Clip Channel have free will. It's very true. All right. There you go. The, yeah. Uh, contrast for $2.17 says, point of personal privilege. I found JoJo to be very difficult to get into and couldn't get past the first few episodes. Am I out of touch? Back in the day, we read Animorphs and watched Batman, the anime TV show. Kids these days with their Hermione's and gay Dumbledore's. So... I actually, it took me three t- attempts to watch JoJo because the first two attempts, I couldn't get past the first three episodes. There's a lot of, how dare you? 
How dare right. you? Because I didn't. Well, I didn't understand that it was supposed to be ridiculously overdramatic, and that's the joke. Uh, and also, is it a joke though? I can't it, tell. It seems. Serious. I don't know if the first season it might not be, but after that, it's very clearly intentional. Okay, good. Um, Maybe I will dive in because I so, did yeah. find it kind of amusing. Well, there you go. The second, I love the second season. The second season is so fantastic. Um, you, this is funny. The only reason I ever watched JoJo, I gave it another chance, because literally I heard G, uh, Giorno's theme, and I was like, this is like the best theme ever for any character in any anime. Mm -hmm. And it propelled me to watch the rest of JoJo. So the music literally propelled me to watch JoJo. That's another thing. The music in season one is the weakest. Mm. Jojo has lots of good music, but not in the first season. Uh, Wooster for five dollars says Kraut has returned as punished Kraut <laughs> to mm. enact his revenge against the Don Carlos de Sargonia for abandoning <laughs> him with Senor Metacor's gang. Oh, when Senor Metacor's gang mutilated him after the Dem Destiny Redemption arc, this might be the best development of the Sargon and Friends plot. Yeah, people are into this stuff. People are into it. Yeah. Kraut was on uh, Destiny. Honestly, I found it super boring. So I didn't. Really? It. Yeah. It's super, super boring. I listened to the first 30 or 40 minutes of it. And I was like, this, I just don't care. Two people agreeing is often boring. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Soul Existence for one hour says, uh, oh, no, I read that one already. Uh, Silver forty two three dollars says incel is the new f word for attacking for attacking the reproductive eligibility of low status males. Fucking true. very true, very, very true. true. Yeah. Uh, leaving for work tonight. We'll listen to the stream Monday night. Also obligatory long sword mention again. No, the sword is not my penis this time. <laughs> but it's very funny that all these fucking I mean, this is what's so funny. All these fucking woke people are so fucking hypocritical because they constantly call people virgins or incels or all this other shit yeah. and they're literally engaged in toxic masculinity they by, are uh, attacking yeah exactly people's, you know sexual reproductive status it's so funny it's you so have to, insane you have to you have to let men express their emotion you fucking incel get the fuck out of here <laughs> it's like what empathy it's all about empathy you cocksucking incel you <laughs> Yeah, no, it's you fuck it. I love it. It's like it's they, they simultaneously say, Oh, you know, men are engaged in this toxic masculine space of making the internet, you know, too hateful. And then they literally use the most toxic masculine of toxic masculine insults to, to attack someone's reproductive status. Yeah, it's so funny, it's so insane. Gabe for $2.36 says, sub fellas, just want to give a big shout out to my man, Cine, at Cine Art on Twitter. Highly, highly recommend you hire him for stream animations. That would be awesome. <laughs> Anyways, S class is F class. And A team, I say nay team. You get the picture. Is that Great. none Thank of you. us? Thank you. That's Felix insulting oh. both of us. Sweet. Sweet. But yes, yeah, if we, if we need some sort of stream animation, sure. Cine made that awesome uh, monster coloring book. Coloring yeah. Book, yeah. Yes. Cine art. Uh, Paradox for $1 says, I'm too busy to super chat, but I had to run to the PC to type this. This is the most disgusted and explicit about it I've ever seen sit. It's not easy to get him there, but somehow Jake succeeded. Yeah. I, 
I find, first of all, I, I find people advocating for political violence to always be horrifying and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Then I find people advocating for violence against children to be horrifying. Oh my God. Then I find people being total piece of shit hypocrites to be horrifying and disgusting. So somehow Jake managed to trigger all three levels. That's the trifecta. The trifecta of Sitch being horrified and disgusted. So yeah. there you go. Well, I he's mean, gonna wake up tomorrow and still be a big fat pig, Sitch. So still gonna be still gonna be a corn fat. Still gonna be a corn he fat. He can't lose that weight overnight. No. I just think it's so funny that that corn fat is like, it's like, oh, I'm the big man. It's okay. I'm totally like bully the little kids. And then when it came to us and we weren't even bullying them, when it came to us, it was like, hey, you want to have a conversation about disagreements with Jordan Peterson? He's like, no, fuck. You shouldn't be taken seriously. You have different opinions than me. I'm a pussy. You're a bad person. Talk to you. I'll have to actually back up my opinions. And when we all see what happens when I get into arguments with people, I totally fall apart and malfunction, like in my conversation with T-Jump. Oh yeah. It was so funny too because his conversation with T Jump literally showed just how fucking stupid and shallow the well of knowledge no, is. Yes, definitely. Yeah. He literally couldn't engage in T Jump's argument. It's very rare to see something like that explicit, explicitly stupid. Well, he reads nothing. He knows nothing. Like right. seriously, all he he got big just going after creationists on the internet which is which is like the easiest thing in the world to <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well like half a semester in a biology class and you can you get evolution and you're done isn't it ironic that the people who were attacking creationists are now denying evolution when yes. it comes to yes. uh, gender yes. and sex and yes. all those things yeah. Hilarious. I'm sure he didn't want to talk to us because we were going to highlight that. We would like, definitely bring that up. crazy. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep. Definitely bring that up. I mean, Jordan Peterson was talking about evolution all the fucking time. I know. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, I you guys are so off brand right now. I know. Do you understand how off brand you are? Uh, why am I sober for $1 says, I hate how Shu and Vosh claim to be not SJWs, but they don't focus on but they don't focus on policy. They just say people are racist or lack empathy for the poor, which are SJW tactics. Communism is inherently immoral. It doesn't promote good behavior, enforces and chooses who receives it. I don't think Shu does that. I think Shu has legitimate empathy, but I do, Vosh definitely does that. Like this is a game to Vosh, I think, so. Well, Vosh is very hyper-cognizant of the game that you have to play to become popular on the internet. Yeah. And he uses all the, I mean, a lot of his stuff is a performance to be popular. It's not what benefits the conversation. It's not what maybe is even true, you know, so, <laughs> so it's dark. It's dark. Uh, shoe made me a fascist for $1 says, would you wear a shoe on your head? Of course, you wouldn't wear a shoe on your head. A shoe doesn't belong on your head. A shoe belongs on your foot. And the foot seeks the place of the head. The sacred line is crossed. Know your place. Keep your place. Be a shoe. Wow. Okay. Some anti, anti-shoe anti talk. Not uh, really. Eight, just anti-shoe on head talk. But. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, A-team show for $5 says, what? a while back, you said Adam didn't understand the point of Fight Club. I'm with Adam, though. I wanted to fight someone after reading it. What was the point of Fight Club? Did I say 
if I said that, I assume I was saying it in jest. We had entire streams about the point of Fight Club. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the I would say um, Fight Club is so fantastic of a book and a movie because it is about so much. My mm -hmm. primary focus of the most important aspect of Fight Club is that it's about basically what Jordan Peterson talks about. It's about how if you mm -hmm. have a society where you have a bunch of men who can't find meaning in their lives, mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to seek out meaning and they can seek it out in destructive tendencies. And in Fight Club, you had the materialism and almost and feminization of the world was contrasted with men seeking meaning through violence, mm -hmm. through a sort of primal urge. Mm -hmm. And then that deconstructs further because the it, Fight Club is so actually relevant to what's happening right now with the communists because you have a group of people who are searching for meaning in their life mm -hmm. and they start to get sucked down a path of self-destruction and violence. And so in Fight Club, it's because they're fighting each other. They're literally beating each other to feel something. Their lives are so devoid of feeling they have to punch each other in the face in order to feel anything. But it doesn't end there, just like it doesn't end there with the commies in real life. Where does it go? Well, they then want to transform it into deconstructing and destroying society. Mm -hmm. That's what Fight Club is. It turns into the anarchist wanting to tear down the system that they feel is oppressive. And it's the exact same thing we're seeing now with the communists. It's so funny that we love Fight Club, but we're completely on the opposite side of that. I guess well, we see Fight Club as a cautionary tale. Of course. Fight Club is 100% a cautionary tale. Yeah. Yes. You're not supposed to, I would think it's very interesting. You're not supposed to look at Fight Club and think the Fight Club and Project Mayhem were the good guy. I mean, literally the entire point, the main character, uh, Edward Norton character, he, that's why at the end of it, he's trying to stop it. And it's totally spiraled out of control. Yeah. So that's why I love Fight Club. Fight Club to me is, is such a, such a deep story about, all the problems that are affecting our society. And it seems like it keeps, the cycle keeps repeating. You just change, you know, what people are doing instead of the fight club. People are always seeking meaning. And if yeah. they can't find it in society, it usually leads into some sort of destructive behavior. And then that self-destructive behavior can get magnified by a group to be group destructive behavior towards society itself. Well, they are doing, they are literally doing the fight club because this, we're seeing this. We're seeing the right. That's what can, you can you get. Canceling is a form of like internet fight. Well, code. and it's that's the like the cyber cyberspace right. version of. But they're literally going out in the streets and fighting each other, of shooting course, each other, like beating the each other. Shitheads, up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I always that's why I always bring up that example of the Antifa and the Patriot Prayer guys, you know, fighting each other in a circle in the street, like it's fucking beginning of Troy. Yeah. It's literally just Fight Club. To some extent that's very true so that's why fight club is a brilliant movie and store and i guess book it's actually based on that book uh dun, dun, dun. i varen getterix for five dollars says all my schools and teachers have conflated nationalism with jingoism and hate it when anyone is pro-american they say white people killed mlk it was a communist Wow. That's unfortunate. My 
uh, I don't, I had a cup, I think I had a teacher who conflated nationalism with jingoism. Uh, but that wasn't most of my teachers. I mean, I even had a teacher who, who we talked about this last year, a teacher who had us read that story, the very anti-communist story, you know, where they make everyone has to be the same. Uh, you know, like if you're strong, you have to wear weights. And if you're smart, you have to wear the thing that pierces your ear with horrible sounds to, to make you stupid. So. Yep. It's unfortunate if, it, if, if teaching nowadays, I don't know why it always seems like the teaching field from the beginning. I mean, it was, it was teachers in the teaching field that came up with P plus P equals R. It always seems like there's some weird infiltration of like woke shit ever since the seventies into the teaching field. And I, I don't know if there's a specific reason for that or, or what's going on there, but it's women sad. Like, women uh, like to become out. school teachers. <laughs> the right? woke ideology is very female based. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's what it is. Because it, it is, as we were talking about earlier, a lot of it is based around uh, female power hierarchies and stuff. And, and in America, lots of teachers are females. So maybe, maybe that's what's going on. Don't know. It's sad because we're in big trouble. <laughs> Unfortunately. Was the guy who killed Martin Luther King a communist? I didn't know. I'm not, I don't know anything about him. Martin Luther King? Um... James Earl Ray. The guy who killed Martin Luther King. Oh, was he a communist? I don't know. Uh, James Earl Ray. I mean, that would be kind of hilarious in a dark way. James Earl Ray, because they're you know they're always like, oh, under communism, racism wouldn't exist. It just people are arguing in the chat. It just occurred to me that Shu has hung out with both of us IRL. She can dispel this nonsense that we're the same person. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's true. Shu has seen both me and Adam occupy the same yeah. space. Well, yes, different spaces close to one another. The different spaces, <laughs> yes. Different spaces in the same physical location. So there you go. Uh, I don't know. I just typed in James Earl Ray communist and it just nothing. It all talks about how Hoover was mad at King for calling him a communist. So I'll look into this. I'm curious about this. Or if you have something that talks about him being communist, feel free to send it to me because I'd like to look at that. Uh, Prince Charming Friday says, important question, who is Lindsay Ellis? Is she the girl from Juno? Huh? He does kind of have that vibe, the Portlandia vibe, yes. Who, who, who is that actress? Uh, is Ellen Page. Ellen Page, yeah. Ellen Page. She does have an Ellen Page vibe, definitely. She does. It's always interesting to me when certain people have a very, like the way they look and the way they talk and the way they act, like conforms to some sort of stereotype. To me personally, I would always try to avoid that because it bothered me. I was very like pro-individual, individualism from the beginning. So, uh, Brian K. Friday says, Gary Sinise later turned his role as Lieutenant Dan into a career of respecting military service and the sacrifice of veterans. Uh, his book, Grateful American. Cool. That's cool. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. Yeah, patriotism uh, is, uh, they seem to be kind of okay with the word patriotism. It's nationalism that they hate. Well, here's the, here's why I have a, I think this is why. It's because it's, it's another, another instance of attacking the Mott. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because 
uh, Republicans have done a good job of associating patriotism and nationalism oh, with yeah. their political yeah, party. You're right. You're totally you know, right. They wrap themselves They've in the flag where the it. liberals don't. Yeah. There's many reasons for why that occurs. So then you start to have the situation where people, especially on the left, start attacking not Republicans, but patriotism because they feel like it's become so intertwined with Republican and conservative ideology. So, yeah. Which is obviously very great different. point. I mean, very dangerous. Uh, the Dark Conservatarian for $5 says, I really don't see the bent either way in Forrest Gump. I think you're right, Sitch, that it has a more centrist messaging than anything. Yes. I mean, I, I think Forrest Gump was really just a vehicle exploring, you know, the time period of the 60s and 70s and early 80s. I mean, I, I don't think it was supposed to have, it was exploring the, you know, all sides of those time periods. It wasn't, it wasn't. I don't think Forrest Gump has an explicit message one way or the other uh, in terms Gump, of a political message. Forrest Gump is a great movie, but it yes. it totally, it shouldn't have won Best Picture. It, it beat Pulp Fiction, which Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction yes, is just like it. a masterpiece. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how they could pick. Uh, uh, well, it's, I mean, it's hard. Forrest Gump is a really good movie, I think. Um, but I agree. Obviously, Pulp Fiction should have. Do you won. hear that? What was that? That's my other cat complaining. He's like desperate to get in here. Oh, it sounds so awful. So what? Oh wait, was it? Ni was it? Must have been ninety-five because ninety-four Schindler's List won for Best Picture. Schindler's ninety-five List? was okay. Ninety-five was Forrest Gump. It's weird because oh, sometimes ninety-five. Okay. It's, it's weird because sometimes you get these years where there's just like all these amazing movies. Oh, okay, I know. this is okay. 1995 uh, Oscars, Fourth Weddings and a Funeral, which I've never seen. Mm -hmm. uh, quiz Chick Show, what, Quiz Show, which I cannot see why that should be best picture. I mean, I liked it, but it's not best picture. Forrest Gump, mm -hmm. fantastic movie. Pulp Fiction, fantastic movie. Mm hmm. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I know. I know. I forgot <laughs> about Shawshank Redemption movie. in there. Oh my God. That see to me Shawshank Redemption is better than Forrest Gump. Shawshank Redemption is better than Forrest Gump. Yeah. See, that's that, crazy. To me, that's an impossible choice. Yeah. Between totally. Shawshank and Pulp Fiction. I don't know how I would that is an impossible that. choice. That's an impossible choice. When are they gonna cancel Pulp Fiction? Because he says like the N-word in there like a hundred times. A hundred times. They're yeah. coming for Pulp Fiction sooner. Well he made De Django so it's kinda like he made Django and um the one where they kill Hitler. So it's kind of, you know You gotta let it slide. Gotta let it slide, I guess. Also he's so unabashedly violent and slurry Mm -hmm. that it's sort of like they can't attack you if you're just that's part of why they hate trump trump's so unabashed in the way that he says shit that it basically shields himself from criticism because they can only the woke shit only works if you feel guilt about what you're doing true so, yeah true so oh gee yeah but no shawshank and pulp fiction over forrest gump but i don't know where you go between those two that's tough call that's tough call uh, Derek Drummond Friday says, should we separate science from the scientist? 
It's coming to uh, that, isn't it? I, like, I attended a talk last week where a guy was saying how NASA is bad because they use Nazi scientists. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, that's part of the thing. You do. You 100% have to separate science from the scientists. And that's, in, that's, that's intentional. That's the point. If a scientist comes up with some great scientific uh, understanding or something, it's, you have to, it doesn't matter what they, what they thought, as long as the science is true and objectively true. I mean, I had a great teacher in, in college, but that was the first lesson that he taught was an, it was an English composition was he's like, here's the scientist who discovered the ice age. You're like, Oh, wow. He's like, Oh, and also he was a phrenologist and racist. And you're like, Oh, oopsie. And, and, but it was, it was so nice because his message wasn't cancel the scientist. His message was people are complicated and they allow their biases to, to overshadow their genius, which is the right message you should take from these situations. A learning moment. A learning moment. Soupy uh, Colombo Friday says, I used to listen to Lost Prophets, but stopped when the lean singer was convicted of multiple horrible child sex crimes. Yes, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I think there is a, a cutoff where you can say, I associate this per the art with the artist too much if there's something really horrific that they did. But I can't. I'm not saying that that applies to, Jane, to J.K. Rowling is laughable. Uh, 95 Key Friday says, on Lindsay blaming cancel culture on the right uh, movie. Oh, that she was talking about the firing of James Gunn for his offensive tweets. So, which is something that was happened that was spearheaded by Mike Cernovich, I believe. And I vehemently disagree with that tactic. But he was hired back anyway, so it doesn't matter. Good. Uh, John Masters for $10 says, for me, it depends on whether the art is informed by the ethics of the artist. Uh, Wagner's belief doesn't really affect my appreciation of his music. Uh, Bill Cosby, however, has been utterly ruined for me. Oh, yeah. Bill Cosby's another tough one. It's hard to watch those Cosby episodes and not think, right. wow, this guy drugs women, <laughs> has sex it's, with them. Right. No, it's, I mean, John Masters has brought up a good point because it's like, okay, so you have something like music. Like, you know, music is, you know, it's kind of ethereal. It's not oh, yeah, like yeah. It's not like there's a, a message to a song that has no words to it, right? Just music. But when you have Bill Cosby, who's sort of portraying this attitude that he was this wholesome family man, you find out he's literally you know, one of the most yeah. horrible people around. You're like, oh, like every, like it's a lie. It's more like he's it's more like his art is a lie, and that's why you can't watch it anymore. So I think that's a different uh, situation. So like if J.K. Rowling turned out that she hated children and thought that children were all horrible, despicable creatures, mm -hmm. you're like, well, you know. She's a hypocrite because she made children's books, right? So that's a little different situation. Well, the also I think writing and and painting are the furthest. It's easiest to detach them from the artist, but like acting, you're they're front and center. I guess directing right. you can kind of separate. You don't have to think about the director. Like literally, if you're watching Bill Cosby, though, he's right there. Yeah, he's, he's right the guy. Yeah, there. that's true. That's true. Like J.K. Rowling isn't in Harry Potter. Like you don't see her face. Yes. In Harry same Potter, with right? same with music. With music, right. you're like this. I'm listening to this person sing. I guess if they're like right. a guitarist or something, you're right, right. more sure. separated. That's from a good it. point. That's a good point. Uh, Voodoo for you for two hours says American Beauty is a good example, still a good movie. Yeah, because uh, you know Kevin Spacey had all his issues. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Kevin Spacey is a phenomenal actor, mm. despite the fact that he you know, doing questionable underage sex with people. So. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
it's it's interesting. Uh, the Wooster for 409 says, good news. The Taliban just endorsed Donald Trump. An old adversary turns into friendship is the best anime trope, to be honest. Is that real? Did that happen? That That's can't true. be real. That's funny. The, see, Taliban endorses Donald Trump. There you go. How come it's not front page news that white supremacist Richard Spencer endorsed Biden? I was going to say, yeah, not all over CNN. I was going to say, here's what's happening: we got uh, Richard Spencer's endorsing Biden, and the Taliban's endorsing Trump. So you know, 2020 is a hell of a year. (laughs) The horseshoe year. Uh, uh, Pingle Dingle for 499 says, "Did you all see Bill Burr's monologue? And are white women officially out of the progressive stack? I saw people talking about it. I didn't watch it though." He had some long rant against white women uh, taking over the woke movement on SNL. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I do not sound like that's something I would be interested in. It sounds Bilber's pretty great. virtue signaling, but I don't know. Is he woke? Is he woke or not? I don't. He's against woke, I think, but oh, it okay. definitely walked the line between. I mean, woke if, and if, not if he's woke. doing it in terms of. You know, he's using their own principles against them. That's fantastic. Uh, if that's what he was dangling. So I'll check it. I guess I should check it out. Mr. Patalichu for two euros says, don't let those red shorts define you, Adam. I will. There you go, Adam. Don't let them define you. Uh, Lieutenant Amazon for $10. Thank you, Amazon. Says, to me, the rule for separating art and artists is unless the problem is brought up in the comic or medium of choice, then it should be separated for the purpose of being objective. Uh, continued below, and I don't see where the continuation is, Amazon. I mean, I agree to some extent, obviously. Well, but I agree. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, if uh, if whatever you're criticizing is brought up in the piece, then yes, I agree. If it's not, then you know, it's obviously not a much more complicated issue. Ultranaut for $2 says, read another book. Yeah, fuck that, that a, book. Is that a good book? Fuck that book. Uh, Shinzo Bean for $2 says, Twilight is bad, but the baseball scene was good. Oh, is that the sex scene? Uh, no, there's a scene where they play baseball. Oh. They play baseball. Twilight's fucking terrible. Uh, let's see. John Smith for 49 says, Should young girls who act like boys be socialized like boys? I'm a girl with Asperger's, and I think my childhood would have been easier if that was the case. Uh, I think people, this is part of what's interesting about the Why Gender Matters book, is that he's saying that you have to understand how each individual child, what their needs are. And part of it is understanding how the gender is playing a role. And so, yeah, I mean, if a girl has a lot of quote-unquote standard boy traits or masculine traits then yeah her parents i think should should uh socialize her or treat her the way she the girl wants to be treated that used I mean, to be I'm, acceptable there's a name for it. it's called a tomboy <laughs> right i'm all for children not having to conform to some sort of gender stereotype yeah i agree but the the interesting thing is that lots of kids do, and there's nothing wrong with that either. And what annoys me, and you see this on Twitter, is that lots of there's 
woke parents who are like, I'm raising my child gender, you know, non-binary or gender blind or no non-gendered or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if that's what the kid wants, then fine. But that's not what the kid usually wants. It's them complaining that their child, there's one that was like this feminist that was complaining like, oh, I keep trying to, you know, train my girl to not to, to not be, you know, to be a good feminist, but all she wants to do is wear pink and play with Barbie dolls. And I'm like, you're committing child abuse. You're like fucking promoting your, your fucking political views on your child instead of letting them choose what they want. Like that's supposed to be the whole point of feminism. And a lot of these, you know, quote unquote, supposed left-wing philosophies is that you're supposed to give people the free choice to not be boxed in. And yet they're literally doing the opposite. But I'm making, but, but my kid is my purse baby. this is my my wooby my little doll i'm my i'm sculpting a human being here sits let me do what i have to do right yeah i mean but to answer the question i i think i think children should be socialized however they appear to be comfortable to be socialized in terms of you know gender roles but what if your kid wants to be a trump supporter oh shit (laughs) don't you realize you gotta beat that out of them i know it's terrible that can't happen. That's got. That's should be illegal. Should be. Uh, Mike Testa for one night says, uh, "Anyone ever tell Vosh that Nazis equal national socialist?" Yes, but you know, doesn't sink not, in. Not real socialism. Uh, laughing Kuro for one ninety nine says, "So Jake wants the teens to bully based on politics." Yes, true. So what a piece sad. Of shit he is, right? Yeah. Stug for $5 says, aha, that's where you're wrong, sitch. Sargon is both white, mostly, and a nationalist. Hence, he's a white nationalist. Check and mate. That's what, that's what Brooks always says. That's the Brooks, that's the Brooks argument. argument. That's the no BS argument. Yep. Uh, I, Varen Getterix for $5 says, I met a white middle school teacher who liked to brag in bars about telling his entirely Hispanic class to hate Trump. <laughs> race and sex are the only lenses i know it's very sad someone brought up a good point which is that it's so funny that we have this term latin or latinos or hispanic because when you talk to anyone from south america they don't identify as like a group of people that have like a common any sort of commonality in them like they all hate each other (laughs) they're all like bigots against each other so funny uh, low quality bigotry aesthetic. is never funny sitch i know bigotry can be very funny okay uh low quality aesthetics for ten dollars says you guys should debate lilith love or calvin garrett on the topic of puberty blockers and kids transitioning i think lilith love it went as far to say that puberty blockers are harmless oh well, she's probably just yeah i mean she's probably just not uh i mean obviously she's biased in favor of it but i'm sure I mean, she's, you know, friends with Dev and Scrump, and I'm sure, you know, uh, she would be open or receptive to competing information on the topic. Uh, I'd be much more interested to, to debate someone like Jake <laughs> on his on gender or on critical race theory. Just because you know you got, like, at least 30 IQ points on him. Well, no, because I f- actually feel uh, like I'd gain emotional pleasure from shitting right. on him. Yeah, because so. he's doing evil, man. He's him. doing evil he's, in the world. Piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
just literally advocating for children to be spit on and attacked. <laughs> like, this yeah. is fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Halesburg for five dollars says Prop Eight passed largely due to Black and Hispanic males being much more homophobic than other groups. I mean, that's part of what's interesting about what the intersectionality movement doesn't like to address, but mm-hmm. that goes, you know, they don't like to address that. Can't talk about that. That's can't victim about blaming. That. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're just oppressed minorities. They can't possibly be bigot- bigoted against other oppressed minorities. Yeah. Doug for $2 says, check out Just Some Guy's videos on Lord of the Rings. Sure. Cool. Yeah, I like I his like videos. The- yeah, I like uh, Lord of the Rings. Jarful of love for two Aussie bucks. Thank you, Jarful of love. Uh, the Wooster for 499 says, based. Glad you're reading Zihan, Adam. I am. Uh, I like it a lot. In regards to manufacturing, he says foreign manufacturing will relocate to Mexico because of its young population. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 I don't think I've gotten to Mexico yet. Okay. He's going uh, through them systematically. Quill Hoop. Quill Hoop. For five dollars says, should we have national federal health care or should it be state-based health care instead? Would love to hear your guys' take on it. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess don't I don't know. That. I wish I could give you a definitive answer. Um I mean God, all all the good arguments start with research. That's why I'm like I I would I'd only think the problem of having it be state-based is that you'll have I'm assuming if you had a state based, you'd have situations where doctors would flee in mass from certain states and fill up other states that like whatever would give them the most you know, money. Yeah, money. Totally. So maybe that wouldn't work. I'm not 100% sure. Well, it I might don't... not be just driven by money. It might be like the quality of the system. I know there are a lot of sure. doctors in the system now that can't stand it. They see the stuff going on that's completely predatory yes. and it offends right. their sensibilities you know they became a doctor not to make money they became a doctor because they genuinely like helping people right, and then right, to right. find out that they're working for organizations that are doing all this all these shenanigan billing shit and suing people and stuff like that it drives them fucking crazy right no that's very true that's very true i mean a lot of them they're just as fed up with fucking insurance market as everyone else is yeah they're trapped by the system they've spent you know half a million dollars becoming a right. doctor and they want to I mean and, I, and I don't even think I don't think doctors make as much as they used to in the 90s depends I on think what ins- it is if you're a specialist right. yeah you make more bank but I, I gen- think insurance has really carved a lot of profits away from doctors yeah. and a lot of money out of the pockets of patients so. yeah yeah so that's a big problem that's the thing Skylar Fiction would I was like I just want him to come on and explain what I'm missing about the 80-20 rule. Like a bunch of people came at me on Twitter. I mentioned it on the show a couple times that the, the Obamacare 80-20 rule has developed this perverse incentive that the more right. money insurance companies spend on healthcare, the more money they make. So they're literally incentivized for you to pay more for healthcare. And uh, Skylar Fiction, the brainiac that he is, um, <laughs> was saying, Oh, I'm getting this completely wrong. I'm, I mean, I'm Googling, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at different takes on it. No, I'm not wrong. How is this wrong? You remember the first, when Obamacare first came out, like the first year, some people did get rebate checks because supposedly if they don't spend, and it's a cumulative thing, it's not how much money you spend. It's, 
you know, they take in premiums from a thousand people and they have to spend 80 of 80% of that money. Of course, they're spending large amounts of that on not the thousand people evenly. It's the ones that have some sort of cancer or something, you know, some, so if they don't spend that money, they have to rebate it to the thousand people equally, whatever it is. Those rebate checks went out the first year. I haven't heard anyone get a rebate check the second year. Right. It's like, what? Rebate? No, we don't want rebate. We'll spend the money. Here, buy some health care, goddammit. <laughs> I know. It's sad. Do some tests. You need some tests. <laughs> I feel it. Corn fat. You need some tests. You're too fat. You're too filled with corn, okay? Who owns You got who? diabetes now, dripping out the ears. Now my cat wants out. Who owns who here? Who owns these, who? These <laughs> cats, these pussies can't decide, Adam. I hate it. <laughs> oh, so I'm stupid. I just realized that, uh, or someone on Twitter said, me as the fly is probably supposed to be like, you know, I was the fly on Pence's head during the debate. I'm back. I said me as the fly was probably supposed to be, you know, I'm the fly on Pence's hair during the debate. Oh, yeah, that so makes there sense. It is. There it is, zombie squad. Sorry, I didn't get it. I'm tired. Uh, Andrew Jackson Friday says, was the 2008 crisis about the housing crash or grossly over leveraged banks with zero transparency as to their counterparty risk due to OC, OTC derivatives? Thank you, Andrew Jackson. It is the latter. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'm glad I didn't want to have to go into a whole housing crash. Fucking, I'm too tired to like to my, my energetic spiel about the housing crash. Oh, I know. We're going for a new record here. Um, we're like seven uh, you, hours. No, we're, we're not. Kind of, but uh, your boy, Big Team Friday says, I'm worried about leftist inability to understand conservative ideology a la height, leading them to dehumanize them. That's already happening. Yeah. I'm worried about it, too. Uh, that was what's happening with Jake. Uh, what's your boy, scary Big is height is worried about it. That's I know. what really That's scares true. me. That's what scares me. Uh, your boy, Big Team Friday says, i.e. literal human corn cob endorsing, encouraging violence on students and my own college classmates feeling actual disgust towards Trump supporters. Yeah. The disgust, feelings of disgust towards your political opponent is always a red flag. Yeah, that is scary. where the uh, that's where the Nazism starts to to breed. Well, the media has done that. I blame the media. I yes. blame the media. Like if I believe the media, I would be feeling that same kind of disgust. No, it's true. It's true. It's very true. I mean, look, Trump hasn't done himself any favors. He kind of brings it upon himself, but that does not. Uh, Get the media off the hook for lying and all the other shit that they engage in. Uh, the Wooster for 499 says, Kraut had two streams recently with Destiny that explains the situation. Kraut is now defining himself as separate from Sargon and Kamis. Oh, yeah, I know. He was trying to, he was saying he's an enlightened centrist. So maybe we'll have him on. I would love to have Kraut and Sargon on the stream. And if they could talk amicably, maybe come to some sort of peace agreement. Kraut is a centrist now for real? I don't know. I'm just joking. Wow. But he was he was he was criticizing both uh, people on the right and people on the left. He was very critical of Vosh. So we're always oh well, that's, we're always we happy that. of that here. So he was criticizing Vosh for exactly what what we were criticizing him of. He was saying Vosh is like the name taker who you know he has uh uh what's that guy's name? I've already forgotten. Mm -hmm. Uh, the conservative who's now a centrist quote-unquote supposedly 
Hunter Avalon. Hunter Avalon. He was criticizing Hunter Avalon on Vosh and how Vosh was like, you know, give me the names. You know, it was like, it's like the fucking Huac. Oh, totally. You know, He's like, give yeah. me the names of the bad people. Yeah. Which is exactly what Vosh was doing. And Hunter was totally going along with it. Yeah, of course. He's the Nazi prison guard. He has to go. Along. Yep. He's like, uh, oh, Cap- I don't want to wind up in the jail here. Here, fucking, I'll give you names. Uh, Calvin Lukes for 499 says, Shapiro's arguing that theft is of the 40% of doctor's wages that Bernie Sanders' budget is based on. It's theft of the 40% of his wife's labor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember what that was in context to, but sure. It's in context of universal health care, Ben Shapiro's argument for universal health care. Like, or against it. You mean? Yeah, against universal health care, yeah. rather. Uh, JJ Cheeker for five dollars says, "I think it's very hypocritical to support companies and franchises that associate with bad things." This super chat was sent from JJ Cheeker's iPhone. It's <laughs> a great point. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Lindsay Ellis, you know, she buys from companies that have literal, you know, child slave labor. Uh, but you know, she supports them. But you know, uh, the J.K. Rowling milk toast take on transgender issues it's just oh just too much it's just yeah. too much oh, oh there was actually an interesting podcast with um uh chris hayes where he has talking to both ibram ibram kendi and uh the 1619 lady whose name i can't remember <laughs> you're so spent i know i'm so tired uh <laughs> but Nicole Hannah Jones, I think, or something like that. But I, so we might cover that because there's some very interesting related talking point to that. I'm waiting for the Joe Biden moment here. Yeah. How dare you, Adam? You're going you. full Joe Biden. How dare you? Sleepy My Joe. Is low. Okay. Uh, my eyes are heavy. Don't pass out on us. How close are we? Are we good? We're, we're close ish. Uh, Tickleson for five pounds says, Lindsay makes me believe she's hoping her audience. Oh, no, I read that one. Uh, The figure 13 for 299. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy says, I'm yet to see evidence of JK's transphobia. True. Very true. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it either. And Lindsay doesn't show us anything whatsoever. Uh, We read the tweet thread. We did more than Lindsay did. We did. We literally did more than. Than Lindsay did. She just fucking put on some PJs and put on her webcam and said, I'm going to rant about J.K. Rowling for 15 minutes, guys. Two hours edited down. Laura Tennyson's Pipe for $2 says, Adam, look up Jan Morrison's Pax Britannica trilogy. Pax Britannica? Okay. Pax Britannica. There you go. The period of relative peace between the great powers during which the British Empire became the global hegemonic power and adopted the role of world police. Then America came. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm curious to watch this Lindsay Ellis abortion documentary to see what that's about. Oh, my God. Report back. Uh. I read the Adam, you need to protect me from my virginity one, right? I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. I feel like I could go four more hours if I actually just went to the bathroom. <laughs> so I'll be back. Okay, you go You go back. Go to the bathroom. 
Uh, dun dun dun. Hummer Eduardo Rodriguez Madrano for five dollars. Thank you very much, Hummer Eduardo Rodriguez Madrano. Uh, Vlad verified for two dollars says reminder that her Patreon is six figures per year. Yes, true, true. This poor oppressed nobody is making thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a year on Patreon. Uh, Vlad verified for two dollars says twenty two seconds. Girl laughs at gender dynamics. Yes, accurate. Uh, Vlad verified for two dollars says does Jake's tweet count as inciting violence? I would say yes. I'd say it does count as inciting violence. Yep. Sure. I could definitely I could definitely see how it, it could be. Uh 09Y do for $7.99 dingo dollars. Says, can you steal man the left's hate of JB Peterson? I don't get it. I was timed out from a lefty Twitch chat for explaining the compelled speech stance. Sure. Well, so generally people on the left have two stances against Jordan Pearson that they don't like. The first is that they label him a transphobe. Say he's a horrible transphobe, which is funny because Jordan Peterson said he was totally fine with using uh, she or he pronouns to reference someone who's transitioning. His only issue was with non-binary pronouns. And yet they label him as this horrible transphobe. So that that's their first issue. Their second issue is that they believe that Jordan Peterson is this secret right-wing religious conservative who's trying to make religious conservative ideas seem cool again. They think that Jordan Peterson is advocating for some sort of return to the 1950s, leave it to beaver, you know, heteronormative culture lifestyle. And so they say, oh, this is a big threat. You know, he, he wants to... He, he wants to do away with rights for women and gay people, blah, 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 blah. So that's how they view, they view Jordan Peterson in this very reductive, simplistic, stupid term. Women can't wear makeup. Women can't wear makeup. No yes. makeup in the workplace. Right. Uh, Vlad Verify for Trudeau says, sorry, I doubted you, Sitch. Still 18, though. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you just ruined his you. day. Uh, Gemini Summoner for two says, "Adam, you need to protect me from my virginity." Mm, interesting. He also says, okay. "I spent a lot of time protecting myself." Yeah. Uh, he I says, think that "I was need a euphemism so for masturbation." <laughs> yes, he says. Protecting. Gemini says, "I need." <laughs> he says, "I need someone to help me out." A big, strong, dyslexic man. There you go, Adam. Well, I am dyslexic. There you go. Gemini is reaching out. If you know what I'm saying, wink, wink. Yo. Uh, Adam Alex Karras said for two hours says Stanton did that. I just DM'd it to you, Adam. Oh, so Stanton Another did the one? Uh, no the 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 comic, the Among Us comic. Stanton made that, not not Alex. Oh, okay. So thank you, Stanton. We got that wrong. Yes. Don't say we, you got it wrong. Oh, Stanton High wanted me to send you this image because he's lazy. Not as lazy as me. I didn't even read. <laughs> Didn't even read the message. Oh my god! I might have read it and forgot it. You know, the brain so, goes when you get too old. Uh, so I just clicked on Twitter, and I gotta share this with you guys because this is so funny. So people are mad that Gal Gadot, who's mm -hmm. Israeli, 
uh, has has been cast as Cleopatra because you know their whole you cultural know, we was, appropriation. Yes, we was Kangs, which is funny because I I believe historically Cleopatra was like Greek or something, uh, Roman or what? You know, she she's not African like black. She was like Mediterranean or something. Right. Uh, but so I said as a joke, sort of as a joke, I said. Um, Remind the people complaining about this that the Egyptians enslaved and oppressed the Jews. So this isn't appropriation, it's reparation. Oh, payback. I like it. Yeah. Right. Payback's Which a I, bitch. Right. Which I do, look, and some people have commented, I, I, and I've said this on stream, that there's no, I believe there's no actual evidence, archaeological evidence that the Egyptians enslaved the Jews. Mm. Uh, then it's not believed to be true. I just tweeted it out as a joke because I think it's a funny, it's a funny sure. meme. Sure, you're um, joking. So somebody responded to this saying they didn't have Jewish slaves. It's literally provable. So I respond to that by saying science and empiricism were created by white Europeans as a dominant form of oppression to validate their Eurocentric worldview. Well, that's true. <laughs> and then they respond by <laughs> saying that was a lot of words that said very little. Israeli what? and Egyptian scholars proved that the Jewish exodus never happened and they weren't slaves in Egypt. So- I could have kept it going, but I said, I, you, you know, bailed out. I bailed. So I said, I know I was joking. And they've just now responded saying, didn't look like it. You sounded serious there. <laughs> oh, this so, is great. I found that funny. I'm retweeting your, retweeting your thing to see if I can get some people hating on me for it. I'm going to retweet <laughs> science and empiricism was created by white Europeans as a dominant form of oppression to validate. Oh, that's going to get some hate. Yeah. That's guaranteed. I, to get some hate. I was very happy when I wrote that because I'm like, it sounds stupid, but also like something one of them oh, would say. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're going full James Lindsay. I know. Uh, the opinion of one fighter says, watched Ellis's video on Hobbit a while back and Jeremy liked it until it got political. And then it seems the politics became her sole focus. I am curious as to how the fuck she tied politics into a Hobbit <laughs> review. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm very curious as to how politics functions in, in the Hobbit. But um, if Lindsay made a turn to woke, I mean, seven thousand patrons. I I think we I I think there's a argument to be made. There's a reason for her going down that path. It's yep. very lucrative to go down that path. I, you know, well, I don't she might like, have always been, you know, woke. I don't like. Uh, I, I don't like when people make that argument about me because it just it seems laughable that. that We're not um, making enough money for the argument. Yeah, exactly. Sense, so it like I, I'm ridiculous. not. Yeah. I'm not getting paid enough to get bribed right. in this kind of. But I mean. If it was more money, I'm definitely. Guys, I mean, I'm only pay human. Adam more money, and you can totally bribe him. That's what I'm he's only, telling I'm only human. <laughs> yep. Uh, the opinion one for two says, "Hey, Stitch, what is the best class?" Well, you know, it's the yes class. Yeah. There that was, it is. That woke you up right there. That woke me up. Uh, endangered and specious for four ninety nine says, "Did you guys see Twitter flag Trump's tweet about being cleared by White House doctors as misleading information about COVID?" I did see that. I did see that. I, I I don't think it was that was the part they were flagging. He's I'm trying to remember. He said something about um I don't know. He said something about COVID treatability, I guess, and that's where they flagged it. But yeah, it it seems ridiculous. It seems ridiculous to me. 
it seems ridiculous that Twitter can censor the president of the United States tweets. I, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Even if he says something stupid or crazy or fucking awful, the president of the United States tweets should not be fucking censored. That is insane to me. I don't care what they say. Well, the, the left has been complaining about money and politics forever. Like, you know, the, I know people are buying the elections with all this power. Now they don't even have to buy the elections. They can literally censor the news and the, the advertising is free. It's, right. it's complete and utter brainwashing. It's crazy. It's crazy it that we crazy. live in that environment right now. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Our future is in flux. Ninety five Keith Friday says, uh, Lindsay Ellis said a Mel Brooks video a while back that may be worth taking a look at. She's a giant hypocrite in it, but it might be a stretch for a subject. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She did a video on Mel Brooks, the producers, and the ethics of satire about Nazis. And the Man. description of the video is you're not Mel Brooks. <laughs> so she, I where's the argument? Go. Like She's going on the full wake train and she's got the full woke train yep. and she's got 7,000 patrons. I don't know how that's not a. a mo- I don't know if we can do that because Adam's never seen factor. the producers. So. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's got a, singing in it. Yeah, I know. Thank God you didn't ask me to actually watch it. <laughs> uh, the opinion one Friday says Kyle didn't even know about farms. Oh, that's right. Kyle uh, Kalinsky, he. He tweeted that infamous, that infamous tweet where he was on an airplane and there was like farmlands and he was like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh yeah, and everyone was, and everyone was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What like a sheltered, you know, coastal elite are you that you don't know what a fucking farm looks like from an airplane? Like Jesus Christ!" I just think it's bizarre that we're picking these people to and valuing their opinions. <laughs> like what? Right, why? No, exactly. That's it's fucking baffling. If I was him, I would have lied. I'd have been like, oh, I'm just joking, girls. <laughs> like, like, Jesus, how can you embarrass yourself so publicly by not knowing what the fuck a farm looks like from the sky? Like, fucking Christ. Uh, essentially, the fact that the Midwest feeds America. He's also one of those idiots pushing direct democracy. Direct democracy. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess yeah, I don't no know. more electors. Like, everyone should vote on every issue, you know, which I don't know how the fuck that would work, but. It's not, well, they did. Crazy to me. They did cock block the founding fathers because I think, according to the Constitution, we're supposed to have over a thousand representatives, and they just arbitrarily cut it off at four hundred and sixty-five. I think maybe they didn't want to build mm-hmm. a new building or whatever. But we we have way less representation than we're than we're supposed to have. Right, but that's because obviously well, that's what's sort of ironic about the whole people wrapping themselves because when what what year did they decide that i don't remember uh what year i did saw dick masterson talking house of representatives uh let's see 1929 that's when they did that oh so that's what's <laughs> they started during 1929 i wonder what was going on then yeah that's a good point <laughs> but um <laughs> no but it's funny because a lot of uh, people currently on the right like to wrap themselves in a constitutional flag about how you know the uh, you know the House of Representatives and the Electoral College and all this stuff was you know created in such a fashion 
in order to protect the small states from the larger states, which is true to a degree. But as you, you pointed out, it was not the founding fathers that made the decision to max out uh, the electors at 429. Uh, John, then, John Moriarty again, says several thousand for the House of Representatives. Several thousand. Right. But then again, I think the argument, which would be a valid argument to make, is that obviously the founding fathers did not, could probably not foresee the population of America growing to be what it was, what it is today, nor could the founding fathers anticipate that there'd be this huge uh, disparity in population where certain states would have t like super low population and certain states would have super high, you know, pop uh, population density. So I think that's a non-issue. I mean, obviously the representatives it increases their power if they represent more people that's why they, they it increases want them on a local level but people get mad because then the people in the big states say that their votes are worth you know less than the significantly less than people in the smaller states so. yeah they should complain about that what right the fuck? well it's funny because people make all sorts of arguments about it based on some sort of ideology and like let's be 100 percent clear guys no one has an ideological uh, basis for whether they think Electoral College or the popular vote or whatever should be. They just care because whatever side they want to win, that's it. If, it, if, if the Democrats are winning the Electoral College and losing the popular vote, everything would be switched. No one really has a strong ideological position. It doesn't matter. They right. don't have ethics, Sitch? What do you, oh my God. Nobody really cares. This is, not an, yeah, this is not a strong ideological issue. That's why it's so uninteresting to me. I, I don't really care about it because it's so obviously partisan. Bad behavior is good politics. True. Lieutenant Amazon Frado says, hey, yo, shill time now. New episode of Let's Read is out covering a spooky comic. Definitely recommended. Yes. Uh, Amazon does uh, comic reads with people on his channel, so check it out. Wolfspain00 for 999 says and for another 299 says a pretty good channel for a black perspective is abba and preach they talk about how bad france is and how women are attacked by men for not uh reciprocating their advances especially minorities so there you go check wow. out abba and preach so they're like have sex with me or you're a racist right i don't think that's what they say but uh king dance killer aka dingus mcbingus for 999 says fools you thought you would have a super chat free stream, but it was I, Colonel Dingusta. There you go. That was a. That was a. <laughs> did you recognize that as the JoJo reference, in episode two or? He, a bit, yeah. Thought your first kiss would be from JoJo, but it was from me. More from your. Yo. <laughs> more from your performance than anything. There you go. But it was I, Dio. Yeah, they they were fighting over a girl, weren't they? That's they were fighting over a girl, yes. Thank you, King Dance Killer, aka Dingus McBingus. Uh, bye. It's so funny. He has the, the bye avatar from back when H3H3 used to be funny. It's sad. Uh, MGSK Komodo Dragon for $2 says IMDB, the A word for Prego Lindsay Degenerates. Oh, the oh her, her anti abortion thing, her abortion documentary was called The A Word. So is that like on YouTube or is it like a movie? movie? Hopefully, hopefully. The A word, Lindsay Ellis. I mean, I don't want to pay for this. 
The A Word is a short documentary about having to get an abortion. Huh. I like this. Doug Walker's review of the A Word. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so wait. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I am curious to check this out. I don't what? know. I mean, I'm pro-abortion, so I don't know if it's bad or not. I'll, I'll, I'm curious as to to how this. Uh, was she dating Doug Walker? Played. Is Doug no. Walker tangibly involved in here in his critique? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of dark to cover that subject. It's a very personal decision, but I guess we'll see. It could be tastefully done, but knowing how Lindsay is. No, I'm no, we're not going to cover this. Probably not on. thinking it's Get tastefully out of here. done. Get out of here, punk. Yeah, I'm not going to go seven and a half hours talking about this. No. No. I'm not, not going to watch it for a stream. I'm just curious to watch it. Anyways. That's it? Thank you all for coming. Wait. No, we just yeah, got, we got some super oh, chats in. What are you talking about? I don't know. Oh, YouTube's fucking up. Doug. Uh... Sorry, guys. YouTube's fucking up. Hold on. Anyways. That's... There are all these cues. Sitch has these cues. Anyway, I have I well, have all these like cues. Well means get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, well means get the fuck out of here. I've actually had it's funny. I've had um it was a lot more. I've actually had um <laughs> there's a I lot had more. relationships with many girls where they get mad when I say anyways cuz like it sounds so dismissive when you say anyways. Like, oh, you're just trying to change the subject. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, Adam. Jeez. Let's uh, keep going. <laughs> That's what Vlad uh, Verify for Judah says new uh, who statement on lockdowns discuss. Yeah, that's what we, you brought that up. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked uh, about it earlier. CT Caffeine Tweaker for two Canadians says I'm wearing that hoodie right now. <laughs> She's wearing the American flag. Great. Love that it. Every time you watch stream CT, you should show your American pride. USA, USA, USA. Because technically, Canada is part of America because it's in North America. You're halfway oh, wait. there. It looks like it's on Vimeo. Yeah, I, there's a Vimeo thing that looks like it could be Lindsay Ellis's abortion video. It's only seven minutes, so I don't know if that's it or not. Check well, it, it said it was a short thing, so. Uh, Death by Sloth for $5 oh, says, wait. what we call women and men is a social construct, but so many institutions are based around that, based around it that altering it has untold ramifications. Yeah, very, so part, I, I, I'm, I'm working on a video on this too. Part of the problem I have with the term social construct is it's constantly used by, uh, I don't think, I don't think death by law said that doing this, but a lot of woke people use the term social construct in a very disingenuous way to mean very different things. So some people mean social construct, they mean like, oh, there's no biological basis. And some people mean, oh, just like the words and categories you use to represent our <laughs> socially constructed, our socially constructed. That's such and a cop to, out. But it is a cop out because, like, well, so what? That's useless information. Totally. You know, it doesn't mean anything. So, no, it's useful for me to make it into a social construct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's why it's the Mon Bailey. Endangered and Specious for 499 says Scalia voted in favor of the right to burn the flag despite his ideological instinct. I don't know if you give him enough credit as an impartial judge. Well, I give him credit for that. That I definitely give him credit I for. I give him credit for that. Uh, I still don't think if you think. The devil is manipulating people that you should be a Supreme Court justice, but I do give him credit for for defending flag burning. Well, he could be right, though. The devil could actually be manipulating people. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to see the situation. You have to look at the situation. 
says the atheist. <laughs> uh, ulterior motive for $2 says, speaking of look stereotypes, Ezra Klein. <laughs> I know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I know. Ooh. It's weird. It's weird. I could never. I think he's actually trying to make himself look more adult. Like now he like grew a beard and he's like trying to look like not like oh, a, wow. a, a tiny child anymore. So maybe he's finally realized. Uh, Colin Dupree for Friday says, so is Forrest Gump out because no one takes it in the butt involuntarily? <laughs> I guess so. There you go. That's true. I didn't think about that. Both Pulp Fiction and Shawshank feature men getting raped in the ass. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Wow. I well, got in an argument with a feminist about mm -hmm. uh, rape in, in movies and she was making the argument that movies are terrible because of the way they portray women and men and they're you know women are constantly being betrayed raped and i was thinking man i can't even really think of one woman rape scene but i can think of like 10 guy rape scenes so yeah you what usually, are you talking about usually when women are raped in movie it's like bad yeah totally uh there's the one very crazy example that everyone points to which is that that one James Bond movie where he like literally rapes a woman and it's like wow. really fucking crazy. James Bond? Really? Yeah, it's Jan Sean Connery like totally rapes. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what the oh. context is, but it seems like she really clearly doesn't want it and they kind of make it off like, oh, she doesn't want it till he's like raping her and then she wants it. And it's like, wow, like this is really problematic. You know, yeah. problematic. And I would see it. And if, if that was the kinds of examples that feminists were pointing to in media, I'd say, yes. Yeah, we're having a conversation. Argument. That's yeah. super fucked up. Uh, but yeah, usually in movies, more modern movies, yeah, rape for when women are raped, it's always portrayed very negatively. And when men are raped, it's like a joke. Not, I so, mean, deliverance is a joke. I don't know about no, that. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, but I mean, you, I'm not like, laughing. usually, usually, I mean, even James Mac, even Macintosh has talked about this, you know, about how, you know, male rape is, you know, is often a joke in, or in a comedy movie, like, oh, he's going to go to prison and get raped or whatever. But, well, I don't even know if it's a joke in like Pulp Fiction or. No, it's not. No, in, in Pulp Fiction and Shawshank, it's obviously not yeah. portrayed as American me. Hilarious. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> No, but, uh, not not funny there either. But there, you know what? Forrest Gump does get anally penetrated by a bullet. So oh, maybe yeah, there's yeah. there's a connective theme between the three movies that we never realized. They're all about white guys getting penetrated in the butt. So there you go. What's that Will Ferrell movie where he's going to prison? That's actually pretty hilarious. Uh, get tough. Is it? Is it? I thought it's Get Hard. I think Get Hard. You're right. Yeah, I never seen it, but I'm, you haven't I seen it. Oh my nope. god. They do. It looked oh. terrible. It looked awful. Oh, no. It's very good. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's totally hilarious. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Uh, Stacking Danger for Father says, how do we escape this critical race theory crap? You expose critical race theory as being anti-liberal democracy. And the mainstream will run from it. That is, that's how you do it. Or you re-elect Donald Trump. I'm not, I don't know about that. Uh, Stug for says, I second that ABBA and Preach shout out. Okay, cool. Check it out. Check out ABBA and Preach. Uh, Colin Dupree for says, I, I lean left, but would support greater voting power for farmers. Founding fathers couldn't imagine so few people knowing how to produce food. Oh, There's yeah, that's of, true. Yes, that's a good point. Founding fathers could, I'm sure, not conceptualize much of the way the modern world would be structured. Works, exactly.
right? Which is why I'm not. Twitter. I'm always. You always have to be cautious to take. Uh, to try to understand the importance of rules and traditions that have been established. And this was always where Jordan Peterson excelled, was that he, he would explain the importance of rules and traditions. However, I don't believe that you should be married to them because so much of the world is constantly changing. That if you, if you marry yourself to certain traditions and ways of thinking, you will die because the world is evolving and if you have to evolve with it. so This is what's so crazy about um, Jake going after... Uh, Peterson, because right. Peterson was saying, you know, we have all these religious traditions, and now we have enough science to actually distinguish, you know, what the real scientific meaning behind them is. And, you know, as a guy who is like an atheist and a science guy, you'd think, oh, he'd be all over that. No, not right. having none of that. Right. And I'm pretty, and I agree with you. I'm pretty sure Jordan Peterson does not believe in God, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, or, or, or he believes in some woo-woo spiritual New Age spiritualism. He doesn't no. want to admit. So that's those are my theories. But anyways, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, Antleon two seven three six. Thank you for the five Canadian Canucks. I do appreciate. We do appreciate. You hear that? Do you guys hear that sound? The far off sound of a harmonica being played in the distance you know what that means it means thank you all for coming thank you for going on a journey with us through time and space and lindsay ellis horrible take and jake's horrible face thank you for going on this journey of despair and comedy with us together jake's horrible face Jake's horrible face. Lindsay's Corn great fats, limbo rings. Horrible face. Because sometimes all you can do is look at the stupidity of the world and not be angry, not be sad, but put a smile on your face and laugh. Yep. Except when it comes to Jake. Fuck Jake, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> You're so, so, so bad. All right, is it time? Corn f- so fuck corn fat. Anyways. Thank you all for coming. You did Thank this you part already. Joining. You're so delirious. Thank You're you repeating yourself. Thank you all for yourself. your very generous donations. We appreciate it. He's greatly. delusional. He's sleep deprived. He can't even tell Check he's already done this the part. Clips channel in the description. Uh, sign up for our comic that will be coming out. Adam is Someday. working very hard on it. Okay. Someday See very soon. See you all next time. Bye bye.